rock. Jimmy Juice Podcast, man. Let's go, let's go. Fee, best in the world, that's what he do, know what I'm talking about. Ryan Rock, born and raised in the age time. Houston Taste, know what I'm saying? Let's go in the jacuzzi, smoking threats. I got my feet up. Uh, cut them haters off. I told them beat it. I don't need you. Spend 50 racks in cash, but it's all good. I got my visa. This roller got them staring at me like the Mona Lisa. My ghetto, nine cases. I beat it like a creature. She always like my sneakers. These joy and five pink aces. Let's go. I'm knocking them down, baby, back in the row. He really didn't want it. They already know. So I don't know my chance, go put on the show. No jeans, with my juice. Calling the beans, addicted to the ends. Get it back in on whatever I do. We get it in on the day. I get it rocking like this with the A. We get it ten toe down on the pay. What's up? We better see what they say. Rockin' gym, vipping juice. Rockin' gym, vipping juice. Rockin' gym, vipping juice. Rockin' gym, vipping juice. Let's go. Gym, vipping juice. Rockin' gym, vipping juice. Rockin' gym, vipping juice. Rockin' gym, vipping juice. So let's go. Nobody's scared, man. I just told you I had a DJ setting. Fuck that shit. You sliding around playing Eminem and Yoko, you and your old lady? I told you. Nah, just don't know. Like, I, 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 I told you. 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 I Everybody ready to hear some jazz? <laughs> Remember back in the days, man, them days. Remember back in the days, man, them days is over. <laughs> you, know yes. the, you know the other one I got to get to, uh, speaking of Remember this back in the days, man, them days I got, is over. I got to get the one from The Wire. See, that's the thing about the old days. days they the, they old, the days. old days. Yeah, we need that one. But there's a few from The Wire you could get, honestly. That's the uh, thing about the old days. They the old days. <laughs> There's a few. The Wire got so many quotables. Um, when uh, uh, don't ask where, where he told uh Bodie he uh that I forget the dark skinned dude name, the one who worked with uh Marlo, and he said uh, don't worry about why. Why ain't in your vocabulary no more, nigga? He just walked away. Shit like that. There's so yeah. many quotables in the wire, man. We could have yeah. a whole soundboard full of just wire quotes. Yeah. So, yeah. But uh, we will build on that because we are back in full effect. Yes. If we could play licensed music, we play Return of the Mac or something like that. But YouTube will kick us off with the quickness so we can't. 
But we are back at it, man. We are back. It's been a long time. I know it's been too long. We are back in full effect. I was thinking about it, man. This, fuck it. This might be the reboot of the Gems and Juice podcast, okay? <laughs> it wasn't a break. It was a reboot. Yeah. Okay, because we used to be... I, I was thinking about, like, the history of our podcast, and we were different starting out, I feel. Yeah. I feel we were much more hip-hop-based. Yeah. Uh, we were much more into, like, talking with these new rappers mm-hmm. and talking and covering rap and hip-hop. And now I think both of us don't really give a shit about hip-hop. No I don't, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I will probably say the last two weeks is probably the first time I actually listened to some rap music. Yeah, like I, uh, I listened to the Nas album. Uh, that was, I think, that was the last album between or the last series of the Magic and mm-hmm. and the other one, King's Disease or whatever. So I listened to that, and then I listened to the uh, Lil Yachty and J Cole song. Outside yeah, of that, heard that, yeah. Outside of that, man, I've just been EDMing it up, man. <laughs> <laughs> I've been I've been listening to that. I've been listening to like oldies and classic rock and all that stuff, man. I just I haven't been motivated, man. <laughs> yeah, it's just like the same uh, playlist for me. There's been a few tracks. We'll get into new releases in a little bit, but overall, man, it's just. Yeah, I think our our podcast has come a long way. I feel like we're more variety, sports, whatever, gaming, whatever tickles our fancy at the moment is what the podcast is about, man. We'll have athletes on. We'll have whoever's cool we have on as a guest. Yeah, used to be people were just in music that we wanted. Now I'm like, (laughs) fuck it. Anybody who cool and we we work with or somebody like that who has a knowledge of things we could talk about, we get them on the podcast now. Yeah, so it's, it's it's funny too because you know we were all working at a sports station, yeah. and um, we were trying to be anti-sports. Yeah, we were trying to you know talk about you know hip hop and entertainment and stuff. Mm-hmm. And now it's just like screw it, man. <laughs> like sports <laughs> is a little more entertaining at this point. <laughs> no, definitely. Like the 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 discuss. I, I don't necessarily like talking about sports for like three hours straight, man. Because yeah. I feel like that shit shit gets old, and there's so many only so many ways you could break down like LeBron versus Jordan or some bullshit yeah. like that. But the discussions surrounding sports and the things that happen are still some of the most entertaining things you could talk about, man. Yeah. Plus, just other things in culture that aren't music or sports related, but we want to talk about movies, whatever, gaming, whatever. TV shows, all stuff like that, man. So really, that's what the podcast is now. It's just, yeah, we didn't name it anything music based. Yeah, it's just, we just having fun to be honest. Anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we could talk. I mean, if I knew a little more about anime, we could probably have. A, <laughs> we could probably talk a little about 10, 15 minutes uh, we, on we anime. Gotta get my boy back on, man. We uh, gotta Dende. get my boy back on and talk about some anime. But yeah, <laughs> uh, we have a look. We're just a. This is the reboot of the podcast. Okay, this is, is what it is now. If you're wondering where we've been, it's been. A, it's, I know it's been a minute. We've been working, man. Figgy, they've been working Figgy like he's Stephen A. Smith at ESPN. Man, okay, I know. You got to run everywhere. I'm, you got to run and do been, a lot of shit. Yeah, I'm gonna be covering the golf tournament in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna see you uh, covering the uh, the ESPYS or some shit. The Oscars, like they had fucking yeah. Remember they had Stephen A. Smith covering the Oscars. He was doing a red carpet, man. <laughs> <laughs> Like They're y'all got my man you. on the red carpet, and then uh, I I guess right after that he was doing like the NBA draft. 
Yeah. No, you know, he was doing the red carpet on the NBA draft. That's what it was. And I'm just like, what is y'all doing, man? It looked no, like- he did the Oscars too, man. Did he? he oh, did, okay. He, he did the Oscars. He was working on, <laughs> I saw him on ABC on the pre-show. Oh, I was like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. nah, they had him running. They still have him running ragged now. I think it's gotten a little better now since his yeah. new deal kicked in, but. Yeah, we got yeah. to talk about that too. He was on the Joe Budden podcast and he made some. Um, yeah, that's right. We have to talk about it. We put it because we always say this stuff and then we forget. So yeah. I want to make sure we write it down. <laughs> so we have a lot of stuff to cover, man. But like I said, Figgy been working. We were supposed to come back last week, but I was, I was having some technical issues. I had to do some open heart surgery on my laptop and fix some shit. But we are back, man. We are back at it. Back in full effect, a lot of stuff to talk about and break down. So join us if y'all around. I didn't check the comments. Anybody in here? Yeah, probably not. I know y'all don't forgot about us. Probably I know we y'all lost all. On. Yeah, <laughs> just lost the listener. We got to build. This is why it's the reboot, man. We're yeah. building up from scratch again, baby. This is episode one. <laughs> you know, everybody done forgot about us. We got to build a whole new audience. So. <laughs> Look, we are back at it, back in full effect, of course. And uh, Figgy, how you been this past? I know you've been working hard, man. Uh, yeah, I know, man. I know you've been running around. How you been this last couple of weeks? I've been doing pretty good, man. So I'm working on some new stuff. So, you know, um, I, um, I'm one of the judges for the HEB tailgater of the game um, yeah. for every game. So I, I'm doing something different this year. I got a... Um, I, I I I hired a uh, pretty much a production crew, <laughs> so AKA just a cameraman <laughs> to kind of follow me around during the tailgates and all that stuff, getting getting some good content. So um, we came up with something called Figgy's Tailgate Takeover, and uh, I'll be releasing um, the recap of all the uh, all the uh, tailgates and all the tailgates we went to and all that stuff. So um, it's been it's been a lot of work, man. Been a lot of work, but it's been a blast. So um, I've been promoting that a lot, getting some stuff together, and uh, just getting some cool c- content, man. So been uh, that been taking a lot out of me <laughs> outside of my regular day to day jobs. So um, yeah, man, I just been getting that stuff together. I've been getting a lot of good feedback. Shout out to everybody who's been supporting that, and. Um, yeah, so um, this Sunday we'll be out there. You'll probably get a recap uh, maybe Thursday or Friday, probably on Friday. I'll release the recap, and you could go to my Instagram or Twitter or whatever, or sportsradiosystem.com. I have it up on there. So, yeah, yeah man, <laughs> trying to create some content, man. <laughs> I see that, man. You've been doing a good job. I've been enjoying watching them. You could get For somebody who don't go to games ever, because I can't, I like uh, yeah. to see the vibe of like the tailgate and how people are uh, getting down, man. It's been definitely been a recharged Texan season, I feel. Yeah, and so I'll tell you what, too. Last week, um, or not last week, but the last home game, um, it was probably the rowdiest I ever seen a lot since, yep. since like 2019, since that uh, Bills playoff game. And uh, people were just super excited, man. Um, you even had Cal, Cal and Hanneman there was out there tailgating, too. They They pulled up on us. So um, that was pretty cool. Uh, Anna Manera actually called me out <laughs> because there you go. Doc, you 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 low key in there with the McNairs, man. Okay, <laughs> they're gonna be inviting you to dinner pretty soon. I hope All so. Right? So you 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 low key part of the family, damn near, man. I feel like you, y'all y'all be clicking up a lot. I so. know, I know. For some reason, they like me. 
<laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, they they pulled up. She actually called me out because um that home game versus the coast was a uh like Liberty Whiteout or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I had a red shirt on. She was like, You supposed to be wearing white. <laughs> Where's your white shirt? <laughs> Yeah, I was just like, I ain't got no, <laughs> I ain't had no white shirt. Y'all the billionaires. Why don't y'all yeah, hand she, out shirts? I know. And she <laughs> she told me she should have, she, she was like, you should have, you should have told me. I would have got you. I would have helped you out or something. <laughs> I'm like, you're right. And the you know, the crazy part about it is she, she actually had my number <laughs> because Damn. she asked for my, uh, you know, my number and stuff, but mm-hmm. I don't have hers. So, you know, I'm just, like, waiting on her to hit me up. <laughs> yeah. And so. that's going to be that awkward moment where now you got to answer numbers that you don't recognize. Yeah. Because it might be Hannah McNair, and it's fucking a call about your car extended warranty for the yeah. 15th time that day. You're like, fuck. Yes. I was getting that billionaire call finally. <laughs> <laughs> I feel yeah. you, though, man. Yeah, but shout out to so. the McNairs. They, they super cool, man. I enjoy talking to them a lot. Yeah. Yeah, look, say what you want about the ownership in the past, man. I think the the team is on the, on the right direction, in my view. Okay, mm-hmm. everything's not perfect. It's gonna be some ugly ugly spots this season as well. I think, yeah. but I, I think, look, I, I feel good about where the where the franchise is heading right now. Yeah, you know, sure. We got a good hey, head coach. Hey, let's get to him right now, then, man. We in sports right now. Let's. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I, let, let's just talk about that shit yeah, first. First off, we see. Uh, I see Brown, Brown Chubby Bear. Yeah, I want. Look, you need an alias, bro. <laughs> I, I meant to bring this up. I I can't just roll with it, but I can't roll with it. We back. <laughs> this is the rebooted Gender Juice podcast. I can't call you Brown Chubby Bear, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I need to call you like BC or something. <laughs> You know, this reminds me of like when Birdman went by Baby and everybody called. I'm not calling you Baby, dog. You're Birdman. All right. Yeah, you need an alias to be referenced on this podcast, man. I'm gonna call you BC, BCB, or something, or or, or call him VT. VT, I go yeah. VT. VT's cool. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, VT, I see you in the comments, man. Welcome back. Glad to have you here. Um, you asked, do you think Puffy is going to get charged? I know what you're talking about. We're going to talk about that a little bit later on. Yeah, just hold with, tight. Uh, <laughs> We're going to yeah, get to that. With the, uh, uh, the arrest of uh, uh, Keith, Keithy D, who was apparently uh, involved in the uh, murder yeah. of Tupac Shakur. This is, this is the guy who was on Vlad with the interview, by the way. He's been in a bunch of interviews. Yeah. And he released a memoir. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But basically, to answer your question... Uh, I don't think so, uh, because, look, it, it's been long speculated that Puffy, you know, a lot, bunch of people came out and said that Puffy put a hit out on Tupac. But I don't think there's anything you can reference his or Bad Boy's involvement in what happened that night. Yeah. You know, now, did he want some kind of lick on Tupac? Probably. <laughs> but I don't think he can prove that this had anything to do or that they were employed by him. Uh, yeah. or, or whatever he says is just, look, they're not going to take it seriously. So, no, I don't think he's in danger with that. But who knows, man? Uh, crazier yeah. shit has happened. Maybe they want to get him out of here, too. Maybe his uh, <laughs> his time is up. He's getting canceled. <laughs> so, he ain't paid that Illuminati fee. <laughs> yeah. And, and sidebar, though. I did see that Clarence Avant, remember that? The Godfather of Music documentary I came in on Netflix. 
Yeah. Uh, Puffy was in that. Yeah, he that's basically said that yeah. Clarence Savant like he saved took his care. Life. He took care of it. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever he and did, took care of that. I, I remember that part. <laughs> it, it, that was strange to me because he never clarified what he was talking about. But yeah. the only time I can think of when Puffy's life was probably in danger was that time. Yeah, and he went when, to Clarence Avant. <laughs> yeah, and he implied that he fixed some things. Well, Clarence Avant is dead now. Yeah. So I don't know who's in Puffy's corner, and I don't know what might come out. Uh, but yeah, I don't. I don't think there's enough evidence of uh, to link him to this unless something crazy happens. Yeah. Um, and you also, VT also says they got us a great HC and the best rookie QB in the draft. Shout out to the McNett. See, that's, see, I'm down with that. I'm Me down too. with that. Me too, man. Uh, and, and look, this is, this is what winning does, even though the Texans aren't a winning team yet. Um, I just like the positive vibes at this point, man. I feel yeah. like we've been down the dumps enough. I think in Houston in particular, we just get depressed easily. Over yeah. the sports shit, you know, especially with the everybody out on the Astros already. Yeah. Look, they probably finished for the season. Yeah, so I might, I might have to change up the little intro. Might <laughs> 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 be over with for that one, man. I was looking at the intro, I was just like, ah, look, <laughs> maybe I have to look, put CJ Stroud in there or something. <laughs> yeah, we'll get, we got to give them another season, man. I don't know. They're still the last team to win shit in Houston. Yeah, we can't turn our back on the Astros yet, man. Just yeah, if they miss the playoffs, we can't just turn them back and, and say they ass now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. Uh, so the Texans. Uh, let's talk about them real quick and general NFL shit, I guess. Um, of course they are. They won against the internet, the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars last week. They've got the Steelers coming up. Um, C.J. Stroud seems to be improving every game. I like what I see. Even with that crippled defensive line and so many injuries, um, he seems to be learning and adjusting, and things are kind of looking up, man. What do you think about what you've seen from the team so far? And of course, we also got to get your thoughts on your other boy over in <laughs> Cleveland. Yeah, who might uh, not play on Sunday, by the who way. Might, who, who might be, uh, I don't know what's going on. I heard he might be hurt, but I don't know how he got hurt. So, so apparently, he hurt his shoulder in the last game. Okay. So he been um he haven't really been throwing all week <laughs> and mm. he left practice today. So mm. you might see a little DTR action. <laughs> okay. That that famous backup quarterback that been outplaying everybody in preseason. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if, if somehow Deshaun Watson lost his starting quarterback job and he <laughs> to a fifth round rookie 120 million guaranteed. <laughs> holy shit. Yeah. So what are your thoughts about the Texans and uh, what you've seen so far, man? Man, I think so. Um, I'm really super I'm super excited about CJ Stroud, man. Like I always been a Stroud fan. I watched him at Ohio State. Um, to be honest, I know a lot of people were saying Bryce or no quarterback <laughs> during the draft. And I didn't think it was to me, I just felt like they were close. I felt like I, I felt like if Bryce went number one, it's not a big deal if CJ go number two. I felt like CJ was that good. You know what I mean, I, I preferred Bryce at the at you know at the beginning, but I knew we wasn't about to get Bryce. So I was I was good with CJ Stroud. I felt like that was a perfect pick. Yeah. Um, but I'm super excited, man. He he's looking like the best rookie quarterback out of all the ones that went in the first and second round so far. So um, 
I'm super excited about that. I know they won in two. They didn't look too bad. They didn't look good in the first game against Baltimore. Second game, they kind of got a little embarrassed, but CJ had an okay game. I think, man, I look, man, I, I think the future is bright. But at the end of the day, I still think as a rookie head coach, you know, we they they gonna go through more struggles throughout the season and all that stuff, injuries and all that. So um remember when I when we made our little predictions, I had them going like maybe winning like four or five games. Yeah. But I I thought it was gonna be a competitive four or five games that they win, or you know, all the other losses are gonna be super competitive. And I still think that. Because, you know, they it's still early. It's still, to me, I, I still feel like it's a rebuild. They still need pieces and free agency and stuff like that. So I think they got a long way to go. But I'll pro- I I want to ask you this, man. You've been following this team for years since you've been here. I, f- I feel like this is probably the, the, the highest the arrow been pointed in this franchise so far when it comes to, like, a good rookie quarterback and, you know, be kind of beginning beginning to rebuild a little bit because I felt like throughout the Texans' history, you know, you had David Carr, but, you know, it wasn't really that good like that. And after that, you know, I feel like we never really had a rookie quarterback outside of uh, Deshaun Watson, somebody like that. Yeah. And I felt like that energy is higher than that than what Deshaun Watson was because I think the only thing that that kept that energy from being kind of down was Bill O'Brien because everyone was super excited about Deshaun Watson, but then you look over and the head coach is Bill O'Brien and you just kind of get an attitude a little bit. And, you know, obviously it didn't get that far. But I felt like with a good head coach like D'Amico Ryans, who was very likable, somebody that actually played during the glory days of the Texans. Um, you got C.J. Stroud, who was very likable. And, you know, you could argue and say he's probably way more likable than, like, Deshaun Watson during that time. And um, the future look bright. You got Will Anderson Jr. I just think the future is so bright right now. The, the arrow is pointing straight up. And... I, I just don't see it getting worse from here. So this season might not be the best season, you know, at the end of the day, but I feel like next year, the year after that, it's going to be so much better. I I can see the Houston Texans looking like the Detroit Lions right now. Just, you know, just potential out the roof. Yeah, no, definitely like in the past five years is the highest the uh... – uh, the fan base has been charged up. I feel the energy in Houston, like we really feel like we have something now. I can't say it's the most excited the fan base has been because the Deshaun Watson years, man, like the way he was playing, it legit felt like he could be a Super Bowl winning champion or, or, or at least get us there. You know, we really felt like we were right there at the door with him. Then you got J.J., then you had DeAndre Hopkins. Like, you had some studs on offense, man. And you really felt like with what he was doing, the sky was the limit. You know, we're not there with with uh, uh, with CJ yet. Um, I mean, we we've, we like what we see. Like you said, he seems to be the best rookie quarterback out the class right now. Um, but it's still very early. 
Um, and and look, they, they've looked rough in, in a lot of places as well. Of course, they're injuries, Buck. So you take that into account too. But I can't say it's there yet. But it, look, if they if they somehow be, get like seven, eight wins, it's going to be up there. Yeah. Because I don't think anybody really expected much from this team on their first, you know, so many young players, first time head coach. Uh, but if they somehow out outdo expectations and fucking play them well, themselves into a prime time game and they get flexed in or some shit because everybody's looking at CJ Stroud, it's gonna be up there. It's gonna it's gonna start to get up there with the Deshaun Watson in his prime in Houston. Yeah, uh, but it, I, I wouldn't say it's there yet. But it's it, it, it's it just feels good to have the uh, the city energized about their football team again, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and my thing is, too, I feel like just, and, you know, I'm not really paying attention. The the wins is good, don't get me wrong. I want them to win every game. But I'm not really paying attention. I'm I'm more paying attention to how they perform. So seeing what CJ doing with this current roster, which is not the best, I I feel super positive about that because a lot of people was doubting. I I see Miguel in the comments. Everybody got egg on their face (laughs) besides B B Scott with C talk about CJ Stroud. But like a lot of people felt like CJ wasn't going to do that good this year. And if he's performing at this level and I know he ain't throw an interception yet this year. And I know that's going to change eventually, but Mm -hmm. if he have a really good rookie year, I think, I think that's something to be super excited about, even if they do win only four games or five games, four, three, four, five games, because you know what you got in this, you know, in this second overall pick. And then if you get some good numbers from Will Anderson Jr., you know what you traded up for. So it's just so much potential around where you could, you know, you got your cornerstone on offense, you got your cornerstone defense, and you could just kind of build around that. So I think, you know, to me, and when I say um, the most excited fans being in this franchise history, I mean it in that way where, you know, you kind of starting low and it's just like, wow, so much potential going on. Because I know people was, you know, we was talking about Super Bowl with Deshaun Watson and all that stuff. But I just felt like nobody trusted Bill O'Brien at the end of the day, man. It was more counting on Deshaun Watson. And well, to to be fair, people are putting out that energy with the GM now too. You know, suddenly yeah. like Nick Casario was the problem, and people are talking. You know that. So yeah. it, it's but, always going to be that that negative person that people think is holding the team back. Yeah, but but, but see, I see what you're saying. But see, the problem is like with Bill O'Brien, and I, I wasn't like a Bill O'Brien hater. Like I, you know, I thought he was a fair head coach, an average head coach. But I felt like we could have seen so much more potential with Deshaun Watson in the off in the different offense, and I f- I felt like he was kind of getting held back a little bit by Bill O'Brien. But Deshaun was just making Deshaun plays that was carrying the the, the Houston Texans. Deshaun Watson pretty much won that Bills that Bills playoff game. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like the offense he was in, and it seemed like. You know, we were super excited for Deshaun Watson, but at the end of it all, we like, man, Bill O'Brien gonna blow it. <laughs> so it, because it was a, t- I think it was one, I think that was that year where they went eleven and six or something like that. 
that I thought that was a pretty that's a pretty good year. <laughs> and people it seemed like people wasn't really that excited about it for some reason. And I just feel like this year, not this year, but this regime right now, I feel like people, more people will be super excited about it than it was before because you got that good quarterback or somebody you think that's going to be a good quarterback and your franchise quarterback on top of a really good head coach or or the guy you think is going to be a really good head coach moving forward. And it's it seems like it's 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 kind of away from that Patriots way BS, and you know it, like I'm super excited about it, man. I like I'm excited about this year, and I don't think you know I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs or nothing. But I'm just super excited to for this year, next year, and seeing who they gonna get and how the offense gonna look and. I'm just super excited about that, man. I I, I wasn't even that excited <laughs> as I am now with Deshaun and Bill O'Brien and stuff. I was excited in that Chiefs game <laughs> because I thought it was over. But, you know, I feel super confident in this coaching staff and stuff now. And I feel like that wasn't the case before because <laughs> as good as it was before, we still was always complaining about, like, the offense was kind of mid. <laughs> And, you know, I just feel like we won't have that type of conversation going forward. I feel like it'd be a lot a lot of positive vibes going forward. See, I, I would hit the brakes there. I see what you're saying. Basically, what you're saying is, like, we, we've been homeless for, like, four years. Like, let, let, we've been homeless and starving, and somebody gave us a, a Whataburger <laughs> on Texas toast. <laughs> and it's fucking, it tastes like the best thing ever to us right now. Because you're like, mm-hmm. finally, we got some food. Yeah. Before where we were at, we were like fat, and we went to fucking Papa Do's, and the food was ass, and we got upset. You know, <laughs> we got upset because they didn't uh, blacken our catfish enough or whatever the fuck. Like, we were, <laughs> we was, we was fat and full. We wanted more, man. We expected more. Now we're, we're homeless. We're bummy. Where you see stinky, ain't had a shower, and somebody just gave us a sandwich and gave us a hotel room, you know. So we're we're we're, we're feeling good. We we feel better about that now than we did back then. But look, let 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 the season go by. People will be back on that, man. People let 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 enough games be lost. People will start talking about the offense. People will get on this coach. Look, people. I hate to say it, but I feel like the trigger on a black coach is just so quick in general, man. <laughs> and even a hometown favorite is going to get that flack after a while. So <laughs> we'll see, man. But I, I see what you're saying. I see, like, we've never went from this low before to a decent team. We've always been, like, a, okay. We've never yeah, been as bad that, as we were. Yeah. And then suddenly we're, like, we see light. So I yeah, see what you're it's kind of... It's kind of like the Houston Rockets, man, because the Houston yeah. Rockets were never in the rebuild type of mode. Yeah. It was always, Lara Mori would always load up, load up, load up. Y'all was always in the playoffs. And so now, like, this is the lowest the Rockets been, what, since Yao? <laughs> since yeah. they got Yao? And now it's kind of like, it's slowly but surely trying to build it back up. So um, I'm sure. Let's say e may has some, you know, okay year. Then it'd be like, oh yeah, the, the future bright. Blah, blah, blah. Ain't been like this in a minute. So yeah, no, I I got what you're saying. 
but I don't think the Texans been this low. I think this is the lowest they ever been. Well, since the beginning of the franchise, but then even then people were excited because we had football back in Houston. Yeah, so, yeah, but with all the success they had, this is probably the lowest it ever it been was in dark. franchise. It, it was especially because of what we had and lost. Yeah. And somebody like Sean Watson. You go from 2019 yeah. up against the Chiefs to 4-12 and 12 and then just straight down the toilet. <laughs> yeah. So there's never been that sharp of a decline in franchise history. So I, I get your point. I, I yeah. think we basically agree. Yeah, yeah. And and honestly, I think I think let's say 2019 when they lost that, uh, when they was up against the Chiefs, they lost. And let's say they fired Bill O'Brien. Let's say they fire them and they hire like the hot head coach, somebody from the Shanahan tree or something like that. Mike Bendet. Let's say they hire somebody like that. I think it's a chance that you know the the team will actually be really good. I think they could probably put the pieces together and be really good, but that didn't happen. <laughs> and you see, it kind of went the went went down the toilet. So I think now we kind of getting back. We kind of get into that mode where, you know, you hire somebody from the Shanahan tree and you kind of, you know, that's, that's, to me, that's better than the Patriots tree, the, the Patriots way. And, you know, we're going to have to wait a couple years to see how it turned out. You know what I mean, it, it, it might not turn out that good. I don't know. But I think I'm, I'm, I'm a little more positive about this than if we were to hire somebody from the Patriots tree. <laughs> Yeah, but look, man, and we're gonna. I see y'all comments. We're gonna get to y'all in a minute. I just want to ask this first because you keep bringing up Bill O'Brien as being the reason why the offense. Uh, but look, man, look, looking at what Deshaun Watson has become, and looking what Bill O'Brien's offense can do, are we looking at Bill O'Brien's regime and a little? Look, the worst thing about him was he was a terrible GM, and he made himself GM. Yeah, you know, that's what really crushed the franchise. Yeah, but as far as an offensive coach, I mean, look what he did for Deshaun Watson, and look what Deshaun Watson. Look, you could you could say it's all the time off and rust and whatever, but he looks like a completely different player from when he was playing here. And I know they won their last game, but still, it's it's I yeah, don't know. It's man. not the so, it's not the same right now, and I do feel like. You know, the off-the-field stuff, maybe him being off. I do think that probably played a part in it, too, in his yeah. the way he's playing right now. But just looking at the numbers from Bill O'Brien, the offense he had in Houston, man, it was like middle of the pack, man. <laughs> like It, it was very conservative, it, it but was, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't number 32, but it was like very middle in the pack, man. And this is a guy that coached Tom Brady. That's that was his resume. He coached. He was the offensive coordinator for Tom Brady with the Patriots and all that stuff. And I just felt like these New England guys come in and try to do what New England do. And you know that don't work for everybody, man. That's look, Deshaun Watson is not Tom Brady, and you know Brock Osweiler was not Tom Brady. And I just think that's their kind of stick where they just you know. And and look, that's that's what they know. So when you go somewhere, you do what you know. So I'm not knocking them for that. But yeah. I just felt like with Deshaun Watson, man, it was with him, they was trying to uh, stick a uh, square peg in a round hole. They was making him run a certain offense. And, 
you know, he would do his thing, but I just felt like it could have been a lot better. And somebody like a Bill O'Brien, I expected him to be, you know, he was known as this, that's the other thing too, he was known as this quarterback guru. And I felt like <laughs> he didn't really have good quarterbacks, man. He was, let's be real, he was kind of carried by, uh, he was carried by J.J. Watt in that defense, man, before a lot of the times. So yeah, I, I but felt I look, look outside of Deshaun, who he had to work with, man. That that's what I'm saying, man. But he, so. like he, I mean, he did have responsibilities for some of the quarterbacks he brung in. But I mean, that could that could be bad luck. I'm not sure, but. Yeah, I just I don't know. All I'm saying I, I, is, and look, let me be clear. Like I wasn't a bit a big Bill O'Brien hater. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't just like he's sucking. He don't need to be a football type of person. I felt like he he got a place, and I felt like he did okay here. I felt I mean he wasn't that bad. I just felt like him being this quarterback guru. I expected the offense to be at top ten at least, cracking ten or eleven somewhere around there. But I felt like it. I felt like the offense was always the problem, man. It was super predictable. Yeah, because they had a, a deviance and 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 weirdos at wide receiver and all this stuff. Maybe I'm just playing. Was, I don't know, man. All I'm yeah. saying is, if if Deshaun Watson crashes out, we might look at him in a different light. But who knows? Um, yeah. See y'all in the comments, man. Welcome back, everybody who joined us. Welcome back, Miguel. See, you said we back from the dead. Yeah, we back from the dead, man. We rebooting the podcast, okay? Um, of course, he comes out the hot takes already. He <laughs> said, Bryce being a bus makes me laugh. Okay, pause right there, <laughs> all right? We are three games into the season, all right? Let, let's not evaluate this entire – let's not give out the Hall of Fame jackets yet, all right? <laughs> hey Miguel, I'm with, a little bit, I'm with man. you, Miguel, man. He's a bus. I'm with you, man. <laughs> he's too short. He, he's way too short. Look, he's getting hurt and all that stuff, man. Anthony Richardson getting hurt. Uh, CJ Stroud, strong, man. <laughs> I, I feel like NBA Twitter is worse because they was calling Wimby a bus because he had a summer bad- league. <laughs> summer league game. <laughs> Y'all with these hot takes, man, after yeah. a couple games, let, let, let's chill for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's, 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 it's way too early. But I will say um, Carolina, uh, the Panthers' Twitter is freaking out a lot, man. Because, look, mind you, they traded up for this. Yeah. <laughs> they, tra- they traded a lot of stuff to get that number one overall pick. And they mm-hmm. picked him. So they passed up on CJ. They passed up on Anthony Richardson. And... CJ is playing better than all of them. <laughs> so they freaking out a little bit, man. <laughs> yeah, but look, man, it's still very look, man. I, I'm I'm not I'm not ready to count anybody out or or give anybody the jacket yet, man. All right. Yeah, let's wait, let's wait at too, least until the half the season. Shit. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's way too look, man. Carson Wentz had a good rookie year, yeah, um, second shit, man. year, man. So many. He, he almost won a day. Was looking like he was on his way. Like yeah. I saw many Colin Kaepernick who, who was a little talk. Oh fuck, we gotta talk about that put shit. That, put that on the rundown, man. <laughs> 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 oh man, but, but yeah, man. So so many people start off strong and then just go crashing down. Hopefully, CJ is not on this list. Mm-hmm. But you know, the other way around with Bryce. I mean, Peyton Manning had a bad rookie year, man. But that was the only bad year he really had up until probably his last year in the league. So 
it's it's still early, man. I hope everybody do okay, but I'm super. Con- I'm I'm glad we picked CJ, man. CJ yeah. seemed like a really good dude too, so I, I'm super excited about CJ. Yeah, um, I am too, man. We'll see where it goes from here. Um, uh, uh, VT said uh, it's early, but he's on pace for 5K yards and 22 TDs. Uh, you on pace, guy, man. All right. Uh, these injuries are killing us. I don't trust Deculus at LT. I don't trust anybody named Deculus. But I agree, man. The injuries are killing us, and it's hard to evaluate this team's potential when you have so many injuries, man. But uh, hopefully, everybody, I heard, uh, Tons- is Tunzel coming back this week? I've heard. Nah, he's out this oh, he's week. not? Okay, yeah. so. All right. It- it'll take a few, maybe, I don't know. After the bye, we'll finally be fully healthy, but who okay. knows? Um, Miguel says, I'm higher now than back then because I knew OB was going to lose in the divisional round. Well, can we get to the divisional round at this point, man? Like, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I understand what y'all, what y'all are saying, but I don't know. I, I can't say I'm more excited about the team right now than I was in Deshaun Watson's prime in yeah. those years. Man, now, really now would, you, would you say you're, you're more excited about the future? Would you be more excited about uh, the possible future? I can't even say that yet, man. Because like I said, I, we legit thought Deshaun Watson could lead us to the Super Bowl at least. Yeah. You know, I can't make that evaluation about CJ yet, man. I would love to see it. I would love to see D'Amico Ryan uh, uh, really succeed. I would love to see CJ Stroud come into his own as one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But that's just like fucking fan fiction at this point, man. Like, there's nothing to, to to prove that that could be the case yet. So, but with Deshaun, we saw it. We saw what kind of the dog Deshaun in his prime was just ridiculous, man. People forget. Yeah. Watch a highlight tape if you forgot, man. Yeah. He was out of this we world was, with some of the plays he was yeah, making. We man. was arguing with people about him being up there with Pat Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, he was. It seemed like he was neck and neck with some of those plays he was doing, and then you see him fucking throw the uh, throw backwards for a loss and all the goofy shit he's doing now but that dog he was pulling rabbits out of his ass with with some of the plays he was making every week man highlight tape every like just seeing it in person was just something else and hopefully cj can get there i really want to see it happen but uh it, it still remains to be seen i haven't seen the flashes yet man i've seen Good things. I haven't seen that kind of flash yet, but hopefully we get there. Yeah. Um, Miguel said we've been homeless since Kubiak. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't say that much. <laughs> uh, what up, Mookie? We see you, Mookie Montonio, and Mook. uh, in YouTube comments. What's up, what man? Up, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Real there, quick man. before uh, prayers to Crazy Bone, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, been going yeah, through yeah, a lot yeah, of health stuff, man. Prayers to Crazy Bone for sure. Yeah, we saw that uh, he had been hospitalized and apparently is in some. Uh, Pretty pretty bad shape, man. Uh, very unfortunate. Um, hopefully he pulls through, man. Definitely a legend in rap. And yeah, I was really hoping that we wouldn't get news of his death by the time this. Hopefully he recovers and and, yeah. and, and gets better, man. Because that that would be tough, man. I, I was a, I'm still a fan of Crazy Bone, so yeah, yeah that, that would really suck. Um, Bravo on YouTube. What it do, gang? What's going on, man? Miguel says, I want Caleb Williams to fall on his face. Okay. You, y- y'all just some haters, man. All right. People, everybody can be. We was just talking right? about, y'all was just talking about tank for Caleb Williams. 
nobody wanted CJ Stroud. They wanted to get go defense and 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 tank for Caleb Williams the next year. Mm-hmm. Get your quarterback next year. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I kind of want him brings- to lose. I kind of want him, uh, want him to lose to Colorado, though. I ain't gonna lie. But yeah. <laughs> uh, and he also said uh, Vance's lowest moment was when he said Houston we have a quarterback look I was working that game to Brock and did you cringe? Even, even in that moment I really couldn't believe he said it <laughs> I didn't think it was going to be that bad none of us did yeah and, and to be fair he knows that was that that, that looks really bad in <laughs> retrospect of course he does but yeah the, even in real time I was like wait a minute <laughs> it's one game man I don't know. <laughs> like, so, I look, all of us have fallen victim to, and that's why I'm playing the waiting game on CJ too, man. Because all of us has fallen victim to, to the hype. One good performance and said, "This is this is it. We got him." Yeah, it's like it's still early, man. Anything can happen. So I, I remember. So when um, Brock got here, th- it was the same year I got here. So I went to that that training camp, and yeah. I remember. Uh, somebody I was working with, uh, she was like the promotions coordinator or something like that. She like, yeah, that's their new quarterback. He signed a big deal. They were just like making a big deal about it. And in my brain, I'm thinking like, like that guy what was low key me. I mean, he was better than Peyton Manning in the playoffs in the Super Bowl, all that stuff. But I'm like, he was low key me. <laughs> I'm like, damn. I'm like, all right, I guess it's something. I I I, I guess I don't know that much about him then. Yeah, I didn't understand what anybody saw. In it him. was hyped like, about him. Yeah, nah, I, I, yeah, it, that was that was a rough time. That's one of those things where it's like a a, a family tragedy that you don't talk about. Like somebody got molested or something. And it's one of those dark family secrets nobody talks about. Yeah. That's how I feel about the Brock Osweiler era. <laughs> That's just something we don't want to talk about or remember, man. You yeah. just kind of put that in the back of our brain and just don't even bring it up anymore. Yeah. I, that was a rough time, man. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> and what up, my mad wine Kim and see you in the comments as well. What's what up, up, girl? Good to see you as well. Good to we got the whole family back here. Man. I know. It feels man. Good to be back. I missed y'all, man. <laughs> Miguel said, All right, Rocket, when CJ leaves us past OB and Watson, I'm, I'm gonna be the first one in your DMs. Look, man, I'll be happy. To, look, I'm not saying they're not going to get there. I'm just saying I haven't seen, and you haven't either. None of us have seen I, the proof that they can get there. I, man, I think right? I think you just got a little PTSD, man. I think you just yeah. He I, does. I, I think I think uh, yeah. I think we don't want to jump the gun too much because we jumped the gun before, mm-hmm. and we seen what happened. So I I feel like everybody got a little PTSD. A, a lot of people got PTSD on. Nah, this might not work, so I ain't getting too happy about it. And then other people just want to be better without Deshaun. Everybody just want to just find somebody better than Deshaun at this moment and do better. So they see how he look, and they be like, see, better than Deshaun. <laughs> so I think I think everybody just a little hype, a little too hype. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, nah, look, we, we got to pump the brakes a little bit, man. Like, like I said, I want to see the team succeed as much as anybody else. Um, but I'm I'm not crowning anybody after three games, period. All right. We we gotta wait this thing out, man, and see where it goes. But I feel good about it. And you know, that's the most we can ask for right now is to feel good about things. Yeah. And I think we as a fan base feel good about things right now. So good enough. 
Uh, Mad Wine Kimmy says the Matt Shaw pick six season was hard to go. Yeah, that that was really rough too, man. That was really rough, but at least we knew, like, okay, he's on his way out. <laughs> yeah. With Brock, it's like we really thought he was the future, man. Well, some people did. A lot of people did. And w- just to see him collapse like he did, um, at least Matt Schaub stayed in the league. Yeah, he just <laughs> so retired Matt like Schaub last year, I want to say. Yeah, he <laughs> stayed in the league as a backup. Brock couldn't even be a backup, man. He was out pretty quick. So yeah. that's all you really need to know about mm-hmm. how that whole thing panned out. So Miguel says the OB era, I, you checked out in the OB era. I mean, maybe the yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I I can understand the past few couple years, um, but the entire OB era, I don't know, man. There were still some positives. We still had to shine. We still had a, a, a good team to, on the field every week, man. So I don't know, but I, I understand. Look, people have their own feelings about where the team really went wrong and where things really started to take a turn for the worse. So I get it. But anyway, the point is, it's good vibes now. We all feel good. Let's reflect on the positive and just bask in the fact that the team looks good right now. I mean, I mean, they're one and two. But besides the record, there are positives to look at. Yeah, the draft picks from this year is looking good. Yeah, CJ Stroud is looking good. It looked like it was worth trading up for Will Anderson Jr. Because a lot of people saying he gave up too much and why would you do that and all this other stuff. That's looking pretty good too. Yeah, no, definitely. And a lot so. of people don't find quarterbacks that quick, man. I think this city know about that. Yeah. <laughs> so you move on from Deshaun Watson. You you got to deal with Davis Mills for the next two years, and then and then you. Uh, could possibly hit on C.J. Stroud. So a lot of people don't, a lot of teams ain't that lucky, man. Not very true, man. Very true. So we'll, we'll see what happens in the Steelers game, man. I feel like this is one they can get. Um, but I just, I feel like, look, I, I, I think if they win this game, it would cure a lot of PTSD because it always feels like the Texans drop games like this, you yeah. know? Games they should win against big teams. Games where it's kind of an important moment because now we got J.J. Watt going into the ring of honor, coming back. Like, they they always seem to lose these types of games in history, man. Of course, we've had things like the Letterman Jacket game and their primetime games against good teams, and they just can't pull it out. So I think if they can win this team against this game against a team, they can, they definitely can beat because the Steelers are kind of ass right now. Um, I think that will go a long way towards resolving some of that uh, football PTSD. So, I agree. I agree. We'll they see. got a good chance to win, too. Yeah. We'll see, man. We'll see how things go on Sunday. Um, Miguel said, this ain't OB Texans rocket. I have so much faith in D'Amico and CJ. I'm through the roof. Again, man, it's been three games. Hey. I understand. I, I'm glad hey, you're keep, feeling good. Keep, keep that energy, Miguel, man. It's been a long... <laughs> Hey, man, 2020, <laughs> 2021, and 2022 was rough. Look, so I, know I they feel like Miguel's too. the type to, if they lose the, the Steelers game, like, and they get blown he out, say fire he'll D'Amico. be out here next week talk about fire D'Amico. <laughs> we, I can't believe we need a new quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> so, I like like Figgy said, keep the energy of, of, of how you're feeling right now, man. I, I want to yeah. see you ride it out. 
pause. <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> Ride it out is crazy. Yo, that's crazy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, every time I think that shit's played out, like, they always give me with a clip that's funny, man. Yeah. Who they have on somebody who's talking Bell. about? Bell. Yeah. <laughs> talk about, I was, I, they, they I was talking about how they was going to use me. I was foaming at the mouth. Like, hey, yo. hey, yo, hey, yo, Paul, hey, yo, man, yo, <laughs> I let you slide no. with the <laughs> using me. Foaming <laughs> at the mouth is crazy. They <laughs> <laughs> be killing me with that shit, man. Yeah, no, they killed me with the low management. Like, I don't know why low <laughs> yeah. management is the uh, uh, buzzword for them. Every, and, and dog, like, man, how is low man uh, talk? Talk about the NBA low management. Like, it's just like, oh. <laughs> I never even thought that could be taken any other way until yeah. I heard them. And like, now I, that's all I think about. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Anytime somebody when have you, low when have you ever like, heard low management in a sexual way? <laughs> uh, it's just, uh, they, 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 they be on some other shit. Yeah, man. Ken was like, all right, we go, uh, we're going to talk about low management pause. Base was like, hey, yo, that's crazy. Yeah, man, that's wild, dog. Mace said, you, you put an extra D on it. Cam <laughs> said, extra D is wow, yo. <laughs> See, I, 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 I was honest. Like, I thought they might tone it down a little bit because they got some kind of deal and, like, they're more major now. I feel like it's only going to take... I, for some reason, they've been getting a pass. Yeah, everybody cool. would get canceled for less. Yeah, and I, th- I feel like people. I feel like we had this conversation about the whole pause thing. Like mm-hmm. they tried to get that out of here, but now it seems like it's picking up steam now. Yeah. <laughs> like a lot. CJ Shroud said it in his press conference. He said pause. They find Jokic for saying it, man. <laughs> like <laughs> they, 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 they're really. I'm I'm really surprised that them people have not uh, gone after the podcast. But then again, I feel like it's one of those things. It's like Charles Barkley, you know. Yeah. Everybody knows he talks shit, so nobody cares and nobody comes to cancel him. Same thing with these guys, man. Like yeah. everybody knows what you know. The funniest thing that happened: um, the morning show with Seth and Sean played a clip from them. The OJ clip. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And Sean had like no idea who they were. <laughs> but they, it was the clip where OJ was talking about the Jets and how they just collapsed on, and it was 9 11 too. It was the game that Aaron Rodgers, uh, Torres, oh, yeah. whatever, ACL or whatever the fuck it was. And they said, uh, OJ said, man, uh, New York just, just has bad luck on 9 11. And Ken and May started laughing. <laughs> And Sean <laughs> and Seth was like, I want to know who was laughing. And Sean was like, I don't know, I don't know what this podcast is. I don't know who those guys are. <laughs> so I'm like, damn. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm kind of surprised that people haven't gone after that podcast. But then again, duh, duh, they got OJ got Simpson on the podcast as a I, regular. Uh, as a regular <laughs> guest. <laughs> <laughs> That's already enough to, to cause a little stir, to be honest. Right? <laughs> Let's be real about the OJ thing, though, man. I feel like, number one, I feel like his takes are okay. Like, I his feel takes like are I really good, enjoy though. His analysis sometimes. Sometimes no. it's be some very basic Magic Johnson type shit. But, I mean, he's 
he's entertaining he, in that way. He used man. to be and in also, the booth, though. I think yeah. he, he used to be in the booth. Like, if if this murder never happened, he will be in the booth. He will yeah. be calling a college game, or he will be doing something like that. But don't uh, don't nobody want to touch him for obvious reasons. Yeah, but also. The crazy thing is, man, I think OJ is still pretty popular with white people, too. You know, I don't feel like Pete, white people took it as he took one of our own, you know? Like, yeah. let's be honest. If this was somebody like George Zimmerman on fucking Fox News every week, we'd be in a fucking uproar. Yeah. You know, black people would be on, on that going yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. But I feel like white people saw he killed his wife and was like, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they didn't take it like it was fucking uh, 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 the beginning of a race war, man. I think some some guys were just like, you know, I I, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I don't think they took it like we take uh, uh, interracial deaths. I, I don't know how that sounds, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah, I, no, I, I, got I still you. think OJ is like popular with white people, man. There, of course, yeah. are people who, who who hate him. Yeah, but or e- I think Michael Vick is more hated by white oh, 100%. people than OJ Simpson. One hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. I was gonna say just take OJ out of it, put another black athlete there. Yes, and Michael Vick will probably be the perfect one because uh, it's a lot of a lot of people that don't rock with Mike Vick like that now because of what he did to the dogs. But um, I don't know what it would because see OJ was very popular with the white community anyway. Now, I mean, he was like, like let's be real, he was like one of them. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so he was, he was very, he was, I don't want to call him like Wayne Brady or something, but he was kind of one of those who, you know, always hung out with white people. Like he was like, he was very charming to white yeah. people. And um, yeah, man, I just, yeah, I think people, honestly, I think a lot of people would enjoy. OJ, if he was like a commentator right now, yeah, I just think these big companies don't want to. They don't even want to get close. Of to that. course not, man. And I'm Which not saying it, it wouldn't be a problem. People would complain, yeah. But I just feel like in general, he's more. He's not hated in in real life as as much as some other people are, man. You yeah. know, I feel like if you ab- ask the average white guy on the street what's his opinion about OJ Simpson. It's like, and he's if he's an older guy, especially who saw him play and was a fan back then. Yeah, you're like, yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't think they really give a shit. Yeah, I think I just think people just so intrigued by him too. Like, yeah. shoot, like, well, him doing his little Twitter stuff, the Hey Twitter World stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, people was loving that shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> so I think like, now to be fair, they he does get trolled with like murder jokes. Oh yeah, oh, like oh, that's one thing they'll yeah. do to him. They'll yeah. they'll make a bunch of jokes about it. Yeah, oh, you know, 100%. they'll be like, "You're really killing it with these takes, OJ." Yeah, one hundred percent. That that really uh stabbed me through the heart with what you just said right there. Shit, like like they, they will they will joke him to death, yeah. and they will always like try to troll him. And if he ever goes on the podcast, like a white guy podcast, they're definitely gonna troll him with that shit. But yeah. I don't think they'll be like outraged. Yeah, you know, so yeah, yeah, I don't think they will. But that's it is what that's it is. that's crazy. He's on that podcast or on that show, yeah, <laughs> like as a nah, regular guest. 
Uh, what happened to Antonio Brown? Did he ever even show up? I haven't even seen the podcast like that, but I he thought was on he was going to be. He was on there one time, man. I figured. <laughs> they announced it like he was going to be there every week in a, a permanent part of the show. Yeah. So I guess that was it. Good. Better yeah. for the podcast, honestly. Yeah. Um, he's going to start a new podcast with Chandler Jones, I guess, or <laughs> whatever the fuck is going on with that shit, man. So, By um, the way, he got arrested today, too. Yeah, so, I, we're gonna talk about that in a little okay. bit, man. We that, that's on the uh, list of so shit. We're already an hour in this podcast, yeah, and barely have even talked about anything. Yeah. So I'm sorry we got on the OJ tangent, man. Okay, <laughs> sometimes things happen. The gal says George Zimmerman wasn't even white. I know, man. We're just talking about the dynamics and people made yeah. it. It was a racial event that happened in America. Uh, but anyway, enough of that shit, man. We don't mean to get all political and dark with that shit. We just was. Mm-hmm. Uh, shooting the shit about OJ on uh, being on the Cameron and Mace podcast. But anyway, moving forward, um, let's talk about uh, some new... Look, we talked about how we're not a music podcast really anymore. We don't talk about new releases as much because there's nothing, a whole lot that we're interested in that's coming out. Yeah. Um, we thought a new Drake album would be out by now. Apparently, it's been pushed back or is releasing on October 6th. So this time next week, we'll be breaking down as much as we feel like the new Drake album, probably. Um, but he did release a single. Did you hear it? It's the uh, the Slime You Out song with SZA. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually took the time on my busy day to listen to that. Okay. Uh, what, what, what were your thoughts on this? Uh, I guess the first single from his new album that has a album art drawn by his son. Um, all I guess it's supposed to be a dog. I don't know why the dog looks like demonic, but <laughs> it's art, man. It's art. Yeah, it's art. It's just you wouldn't understand. It's uh, the the viewpoint of a child. So, um, how do you feel about this? The uh, new single from uh, "For All My Dogs" called "Slime You Out." Uh, I ain't. It's not for me, man. I, look, man. I've never really been a big fan of like the R and B Drake. I like I like rapper Drake, so this was kind of like an R and B ish type of song. Uh, mm-hmm. You could tell it's kind of a toxic R and B song too, and it's it's not for me, man. I I'm kind of curious too because remember it was supposed to come out on the what twenty second I want to say, and um, I wonder if this single didn't really do how he thought it was gonna do, and so he pushed the album back a little bit because it. I don't know. I just I feel like the song kind of came and went. Like I don't, I don't I ain't seen nobody talking about that song since then, and um, that's kind of rare with, with Drake. And I might maybe they play it on the radio. I don't know, but it just seemed like that song just kind of came and went. And him doing a song with Scissor was a big deal because I think a lot of people wanted to hear Drake and Scissor. But to me, I feel like that song wasn't really it, man. I I I wasn't I wasn't really a fan of that, and um, yeah, man. I I'm 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 a little worried about the album now because, I mean, and and Drake always get us with this too, because you'll get the name you'll get the name of the album, so you think like, oh, it's about to be a full rap album, and so the album type I think is for uh for all my dogs or for all the dogs. Yeah. You would think that's a rap, <laughs> like some like some rapping going on. I wouldn't be surprised if this was like a full R and B album, man. 
with maybe two or three rap songs. So I'm a little nervous about the album. Uh, wasn't a fan of this uh, Slime You Out song. Uh, oh, side note, I thought it was kind of funny how uh, Holly Berry told him no on <laughs> using her as the art cover. Mm-hmm. So uh, he had to switch it up, I guess, last minute. And she, I think she kind of explained that she, why she said no or something like that. But I thought that was a little bit interesting too. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't know. Drake, Drake, Drake just be trolling, man. I don't think he really thought he could use that art cover. I think it was just something for promo. Um, and I forget why she said she didn't. Maybe because she, she didn't get paid for it. I don't know, but um, I don't know what happened there. It, 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 he that could have been somebody he ran through, and that's one of those petty Drake things where it's like, let me remind you of some shit. So you never know a Drake, man. He's the petty king, I call yeah, him. Yeah, so he's very calculated, You never know too. what really could have transpired and, and what the meaning behind that is. So yeah. I don't know. I don't really care. Um, the song itself, man, I'm with you. I didn't... Like, is this really the lead single of the hottest, or the biggest rapper of our generation? It's a new album. Like, rap is music, man. <laughs> I, I, I have no defenses left. Like this music, this song could have been a pretty decent album cut, but to be the lead single, like in, in what context could you even play this song, man? Yeah, I, really, I don't you know. You can't even play it anywhere where people are and get people hyped or it's feeling it like a, it's like a straight bedroom cut. Yeah. Man, or something you just listen to your headphones on a, a, a stormy night or some shit, man. We yeah. can talk thinking about a girl. Uh, like, what's the context of even hearing this song in the public outside? Yeah, this ain't like, to know. me, to me, this ain't like an album cut, man. Something yeah. that, you know, like if it was on this new album and it was just one of the album cuts, the, the B sides, then I would understand. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be like this, this a wax song or something like that because it's, it's a, uh, I guess it got a purpose. You know what I mean? It's not like a single or whatever. But for this to be the the one song you release before the album, it's just yeah. It's just like man, that to me, if <laughs> if it was back in the day and we had to actually go to the store to purchase a, a physical album, I don't think this song would make me purchase that album. I would be like, nah, I, I save my ten dollars. I I use my ten on something else. Speaking of which, um, this song still went number one on Billboard. Did it? Um, I was looking yeah. at I was looking at a tweet. I wasn't sure if it went number one or if he was um because I seen the tweet pretty much saying he's one number one hit away from tying Michael Jackson mm-hmm. with the most number ones in hot one hundred history. Yeah. So I wasn't sure if if uh if that song went number one or not. Yeah, this is what got him closer. Now he's one song, okay. one hit away. He's only one hit away like Memphis Bleak. <laughs> he's one hit away from tying Michael Jackson with um, the most number one Billboard hits, or, or uh, the no- most number one Billboard songs in yeah. history. Yeah. Which, I mean, good for so, him. Yeah, so I'm, I'm probably wrong. I'm not, maybe I'm not the demographic then. Maybe it is playing everywhere. Look, it just don't seem like that type of song, man. <laughs> there, there are times where I'm like, maybe I just don't get the the sound. Like if, if an NBA YoungBoy album went number one, 
I'm not going to say it's shit. I'm just going to say it's not for me. Yeah. But Drake is my age, man. And I, I grew up with his music as well. Yeah, you, you, can, you should be the demographic, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He's not making music for teenagers, man. So I can't even say it's just not for me or my generation or we just don't get it because he is our generation, man. And when this song goes number one, it it just makes me not these metrics of of billboard you, ranking. You think it's fugazi? A hundred percent, man. One hundred percent. Like everybody went to go listen to the song because it was a new Drake song with SZA. Two very popular artists. I don't really mean they liked it. You know, I'm sure yeah, some people did. They yeah. kept it on replay. It played on radio stations, but yeah, it's not the same as when fucking Beat It hit, okay? Or when Thriller video came out, when the album came out, when Remember the Time came out, and people actually had to go purchase, you know, the, Michael Jackson's biggest years were like in the pre-sound scan era, man. Yeah. So it's probably, he probably, his numbers are probably even bigger than what they were. Yeah. You know, and how they they basically it was like an honor system, how they used to count hits back in the day. Yeah. You know, so he likely his numbers are likely a lot bigger than what they act what the, you know what we think they were. Yeah. So you can't compare that to somebody hitting play on Spotify for the new for a song that's already on the front page. You open a Spotify app. It says, "Here's a new song by Drake featuring SZA." You, everybody who's at least a little bit into hip hop, gonna click that out of curiosity. Yeah, or even it's if not you're the not, same as going to the store to buy a, a CD with two songs on it because yeah. you just had to hear that new Michael Jackson shit you just heard on the radio. Yeah, or or, the, or a cassette tape or whatever, man. It's not the same. So yeah, no, I agree yeah. with you. I think that's why. That's why I um like I'm not sitting here saying, you know, this ain't a big deal for him. But I I roll my eyes a lot whenever somebody say somebody try to bring up numbers whenever comparing like to an older artist. In this yeah. case, like a Michael Jackson. Because times was totally different back then where it was way harder to try to support an artist by getting their CD or album or something like that. Right now, like, I don't have to be a... I might not be a Drake fan. Like, when if I wasn't a Drake fan at all? And that was the first thing that popped up when I opened my music app. i check it out just to be nosy. Or let's say he was throwing shots at Pusha T. I'm going to check it out just to hear the shots. You know what I mean? Or somebody that's not even into Drake at all, they hear about us talking about it, and they just going to go check it out. We just had... I think we just had Bravo say, hey, I'm... <laughs> Y'all talking about Drake it made me about to go listen to Drake now. <laughs> it was not that easy to <laughs> support an artist back in the 80s like that. Yeah. So I think, you know, it's it's tough when you sitting there comparing, you know, Michael Jackson numbers to a artist like a, a, a highly streamed artist like this. I mean, I don't know, I don't know what they can do if they could kind of. They, I mean, they ain't gonna do it because the, I guess the record is the record, I guess. But 
Like, I wish it was a way they could kind of separate it a little bit, do streaming and actual sales. But um, I don't know. It's just, it's just real. It's just real funny. Like, I don't like we had these arguments all the time with like, uh, in this case, with John Lopez and Taylor Swift versus Michael Jackson. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like. I don't want to hear about no AMA awards, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, the labels got them in their pockets, man. <laughs> like, that's all label play. I don't care about how many AMAs, AMAs somebody got. And at this point, I don't even care about the Grammys. I don't care about how many Grammys somebody got, man. Like, I, I just feel like if you get the Grammy, cool. But that don't make the artist, the, uh, you know, better because you got a Grammy. Man, Macklemore yeah. got a Grammy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nas just got his Grammy, <laughs> what, two years ago, I want to say. Yeah. So, you know, I, I would never hold something like that against an artist and say, no, this artist is better because he have a Grammy. So it's just, it, and it's, it's, it's bad now because it's bleeding into the um, sales slash streams. Because that was the go-to at one point, man. You had somebody like Nicki saying, I went platinum five times. You know, every album went platinum. Now we at a point where it's like, do this even matter, man? You got so many stream farms. And, like, to me, I think... They brought back the bundle rule, by the way, now, too. They got rid of that. Now they brought it back. Now bundles count towards your sales and shit. So it's like, Yeah, so it's like, all right, man. Like, (laughs) it's just... It's tough to gauge now, but the one thing you could gauge an artist on is impact. Uh, you could gauge them on, like, their actual quality of the music. <laughs> you know, that never gets old. You know, mm-hmm. listen to the music. You uh, Look at their impact. I feel like that stuff would never go away. I think that's how we judge a lot of people because Nas wasn't, like, the top-selling artist of all time or anything like that. But we, a lot of people have them high on the list. And, you know, I just I just think people kind of get lost in the sauce a little bit whenever they say, you know, look at these numbers. Like, look at Taylor Swift numbers. And I think Taylor Swift is a, she's a top artist. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But I think, I feel like sometimes we get lost in the sauce. Like, oh, she broke this record. And just like, all right, that's cool, but. Like let's not let's not get too carried away, man. Because, shoot, um, Bad Bunny he broke some records too, man. <laughs> as far as streaming, like, are we gonna put him in that category too? So it's just it's very interesting whenever people bring up these numbers and stuff, man. And people just fail to look. Uh, they just fail to look at like their impact when it's all said and done. How many people <laughs> can name five Taylor Swift songs? Yeah, yeah I mean, music discourse in, in 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 general is just terrible now, man. And I think partially sports discourse is to blame as well because people got addicted to stats. Look at numbers. And yep. Looking at rings and looking at things like that and evaluating a player. And yep. that has seeped into everything now. And now people want to prove their artist, their favorite artist is the best because he sold more. Yeah. And has more billboard hits and whatever. Nobody gives a shit, man. Yeah. Um, we see y'all in the comments. Uh, Tony said, uh, Tony Scott said, you saying he lost a step. I mean, I've said for a while, I don't think Drake really has much to rap about anymore that I care about hearing. You know, I think he has circled the black too many times. The Pusha T beef brought something new into, you know, it was interesting to see what he had to say at that point. 
But yeah. now I really don't care. What is he going to say that I haven't heard 15 times before? Yeah. You know, it has a formula that he's sticking to, and it's gotten tired to me. It would be he, different if he only dropped like once every three, four years. But he's dropping pretty cons- – he dropped two albums last year, man. He's dropping another this year. Yeah, and what was I think it's getting a little played out. What's crazy is uh remember it was like 10 years ago when he was in that in that um club of J. Cole, Kendrick. Yeah. ASAP, it seemed like all of them, like I, I'm guessing by choice, some of them by choice for sure, is kind of done with rap <laughs> a little mm-hmm. bit. They just drop whenever they want to. They don't, you know, they drop once every four years or something like that. So they're clearly past this whole hip hop thing, trying to be number one and all that stuff. But he's still on the same thing. He's still trying to be number one. He's still consistent. He's still, you know, on the on a uh, top one hundred list. He's he's still active. And I think, and we talked about this last time, where you know it's kind of it's kind of telling you what hip hop is right now because he's still top dog. <laughs> And he's, and you know, to answer Tony's question, I don't think he, I, I would say he kind of lost, he's not the same as he was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. I would say his music 10 years ago was probably better because, he, you know, younger, he was hungry. But now I just felt like there's nobody close to him <laughs> that can actually take his spot. So he's, he's not challenged, it's not, it's not anybody he f- kind of fear, and he just kind of doing what he wants, so... Why would he, you know, what's motivating him? There's no Kendrick Lamar Jr. that's <laughs> coming up for the number one spot. So you I know, think he don't have to do anything, to be honest. Sidebar, I wanted to get in more comments that we have because I, I I see y'all, y'all have a lot to say as well. Uh, but this just got me thinking, man, because I saw a YouTube video that really just put the nail in the coffin of hip hop in general for me, man. It's uh so the New York Times did a uh a, a video piece on how basically no rappers write their lyrics anymore, you know, which we all knew. Yeah. Um basically what they do now is what they call punching in, where they say a line and then play it back, think of another line and and put a whole song together like that. Yeah. You know, so basically they're just thinking of melodies, thinking of whatever to say next, and just making songs like that. Yeah. And this, you could tell they weren't trying to shit on modern rap because they had, like, legends. They had Just Blaze talking about it. They had David Banner. They had a, they had Dochi talking about it, some newer rappers as well. But, dog, when you, if you see this, it's on YouTube. Uh, if you search New York Times uh, punch-in rap or whatever, you'll probably find it the quality of these new niggas when they were doing this method, man, the, 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 it, 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 rap is cooked. Okay. <laughs> rap is, rap is done because they, they were trying to be as nice as popular, uh, as nice as possible. Just blaze had the nerve to call it an evolution. And he talked about how Jay-Z was the first to do it, even yeah. though he what he did took more skill because he was basically just memorizing a song, then he spit it. Yeah, he had a whole he song about just, that. <laughs> exactly. Lyrical exercise. He was, he was, he would play the beat back until he just thought of something and then he'd just do it in one take. Yeah. 
These guys are just doing, taking a million takes yeah. and just saying whatever. And, and like I said, watch the video. It's a short video, but it's just, it really puts into context this new generation of rap and yeah. how it's extremely lazy and the quality is just not there, man. And one of the guys talked about how, and this is something I've seen a lot of, of younger artists talk about, how, you know, they don't look up to people like a Kendrick or a J. Cole or anything like that. Yeah. You know, they're not, they say, I ain't, I ain't no lyrical dude like that. We ain't lyrical dudes like that. You know, people who write, people who think about concepts for songs. Yeah. That's not cool to the new artists, man. Yeah. And that's why this, like, there's no future in the quality of the mainstream rap that we're going to be getting from now on. Because you think even a Drake, you can say what you want about Drake. If you don't like him, fine. You can't say he doesn't put effort into his music, his bars, and he's very precise on, and he's, his wordplay is great. Those things are not, like, nobody is challenging Drake or J. Cole or Kendrick on any of that. Yeah. They're not trying to. They think it's they, corny. They don't want, yeah, they don't want to. It's corny to corny yeah. to write songs. It's corny to uh, have concepts. It's corny to be lyrical. Yeah. They, okay. They, they look at people like XXX. They look at people like Juice World as they, yeah. they look at people like that. And that's the type of music they kind of imitate. Exactly. They, it's more about the flow. Which anybody can have that flow when you're punching in, okay? Yeah. You can have the Migos flow if you punched in a song and just did it bar by bar by bar by bar. Mm -hmm. Anybody can rap like that. It's no longer a skill. Yeah. So just the... the, the it, Nobody is going to challenge Drake lyrically. Nobody's yeah. going to challenge J. Cole. And when they're done, it's just over. Yeah. Okay. Now there will be lyrical artists, of course. Yeah. They will be people you got to Google and and really dig to find. They're yeah. not going to be like it's, the mainstream artists it's, anymore. It's not a lyrical mainstream artist out there. Like, look, man. I look. I ain't sitting here saying there's no lyrical artists out there. You could. Yeah. Cause you could. That's all. They always bring up a fucking. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Somebody you never heard of. Yeah. Or when it comes to women, who is that one they always bring up? Uh, oh, man. I forgot her uh, name. I, see, I can't remember yes. her name. Every time yeah. you talk about women rap. Yeah. They always bring up this art. Ah, oh, who is her name? I, I know as soon as I search. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, fuck, I can't even think. What? What's somebody? I don't think anybody in chat knows either. Uh, I can't even think of her name now, man. What the fuck? It starts with an S, doesn't it? Who cares? Anyway, <laughs> um, people always bring up certain artists um, when they, when you know, people say rap is dead or, and, and yeah, of Rhaps course, there's rhapsody. Like, yeah, rhapsody. That's right. <laughs> rhapsody. That's right. Rhapsody. They always bring up. See, I couldn't even remember her name, and I like her music. Yeah, me too. I can't think of her name, man. Yeah, but there will always be lyrical artists, but. The majority, the ones who are going to dominate the uh, the culture, are not that. Yeah, and it's just what it is now, man. Like certain yeah. things that you know, the, the, uh, even, even Lil Wayne, who everybody copies and imitates. His favorite rapper was Jay Z, man. Yeah, and that and, and you mentioned the punching in stuff, or not the punching in, but the one take not writing your raps mm -hmm. type thing. 
that's where he got that from. Yeah. Because he he he's not he don't sit down and write either. And I think he's have that same method as Jay-Z, where he could just kind of sit there, listen to the beat, and then just go right in. Yeah. So he got that method too. So I think that's where a lot of I mean, I don't think a lot of people took after Jay-Z. A lot of people took after Wayne. Mm-hmm. Who took after Jay-Z? So a lot of people trying to be Wayne and not write. <laughs> and sometimes you got to sit there and write, man. <laughs> Look, man, I'm I'm not a good freestyler at all. <laughs> I would sit there. I could write my ass off. I can sit there and write. Sometimes it takes me a week to write. But I have to write, man, to put everything together, man. And it's a lot of people that come from our school of rap that writes. They, they, they don't try all that freestyle stuff or just, I ain't, I ain't using no pen and all this other stuff. I just think, um, I just I just think now they just think it's cooler to just do it like that. Uh, I just uh, don't get easier. it. It's easier. You can knock out more songs that way. Um, you can get an album recorded in one night. And people are proud of, they brag about things like that now. Yeah. Like yeah. I, st- I do 50 songs in one night, man. Yeah, of yeah. course you do. Because number one, they're a minute, 30 seconds long, one verse, and the chorus repeats like five times. Mm -hmm. So, so of course, you can knock out a bunch of music that way. I don't think it's something to be proud of to just have that much uh, quantity of music. You can just easily knock out like it's nothing. Yeah, and I think the the other thing, too, is like a lot of these people ain't really passionate about it, man. They looking at it as a bag. So that's why, you know, a lot that's why you really don't see a lot of competition either. You see a lot of people just cool with each other and they just, you know, they just want to get a bag. And um there's no type of competition of I'm the best in this, you know, can't nobody see me. It's just all trying to get money. Yeah. Which I'm not mad at, but I don't know, it just it, that's that's why somebody like Drake is still at the top and I don't even think he want to be at the top at this point. Exactly. Like there's nothing, like you said, nothing to motivate him because nobody is trying to take that crown. Nobody. And people give Jay-Z shit for, oh, he was never the biggest rapper in a year. Yeah, that's because everybody was trying to be the best. Yeah. It was a highly competitive era that Jay-Z was in. This was the 90s, man. This was the 90s in the NBA, man, where everybody had a team pretty much. Like everybody's trying to challenge somebody. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't like a super team or something like that. Like, he was, dude, I salute him even more. Knowing, like, just look at all the people <laughs> that was hot when he was around. Yes. And they weren't, like, just little lukewarm. They were blazing hot, man. 50 Cent was blazing hot. Nelly was blazing hot. Eminem was bla- yes. It was a lot of people was blazing hot, and he stuck around, man. DMX. DMX. A whole lot of people that ja just Rule. Had a, yeah. Yeah, Ja Rule, even a lot of it people. It was a lot of people that was just blazing hot. On top of going back and forth with Nas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, it, a lot of people was just blazing hot, man, and he stuck around. He held his own. He could have, people could have easily forgot about Jay-Z. Yeah. And, and, oh, yeah, by the way, he was around when Biggie was around, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I give him credit, man. Like, yeah, he probably ain't have all the number one hits and all that stuff, but he he stayed the course, man. <laughs> exactly, man. And somebody like Drake, like I said, I, I give credit. Look, if it was easy, everybody would do it. Everybody would go number one, every album and all that. But 
He's playing on NBA 2K rookie mode at this point, man. Okay. <laughs> the, the competition just isn't there. And that's why people like Kendrick feel comfortable with taking seven years off yeah. before, between albums, man. Cause he knows he can just come back and immediately be one of the best rappers out. Not, <laughs> on, not, not only that, man, we sitting around waiting on them. Yes. We sitting there, man, we've been begging for a Kendrick album for seven years, man, for, for a long time. Just sitting around yeah. waiting for him. If it was other people that was giving him a run for his money, we'd be like, Kendrick who? <laughs> like, exactly. oh, I forgot about Kendrick. But it's so bad out here where we begging for Kendrick Lamar, we begging for J. Cole, we we begging for random, shoot, begging for Jay-Z pretty much. It's like, man, these dudes don't want, they, they know how sweet it is. They could just jump right back in and double dutch. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it, it's it's just a different era, man. And it's hard to to even compare. Like like the NBA. People want to compare eras. You really can't. And it, it's just it, it's a, it's easy mode right now, man. If y'all want to watch the video, the video is called Why Rappers Stopped Writing. The Punch In Method on uh, YouTube. So check that out. It, maybe don't if you don't want to be depressed. <laughs> but it's a good video. Um, it, it just kind of shows the, the the people call it the evolution of songwriting and rap. But I, I disagree. I wouldn't call it that. Yeah. Um, other comments, man. Uh, Miguel said, will the Travis Scott album be better than Drake? Uh, see. You, you want to hear something funny, man? So the other day, um, my rare time listening to rap music, I went through my playlist and I ran across an old Travis Scott song. And I'm just like, okay. And I said to myself, dang, man, he need to drop an album or something, man. Been a minute. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wait a minute. He totally dropped the album, man. I totally forgot about that album. Like a month ago, man. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think the last podcast or uh, last podcast or a couple podcasts ago, we actually broke the album down. So I totally yeah. forgot about that album, man. That album was so forgettable. <laughs> That's crazy, man. I was sitting there thinking like, dang, he need to drop some more heat. Like, dang, it's about time for another Travis album. And he totally dropped the album. It's yeah. wild, man. Yeah, no, nah, that's just how, how music is right now, man. It's like it, it, everything is easy to forget. I forget that Drake dropped that dance album. The only reason I remember that is because it was so bad and it was so <laughs> random. But I always forget, like, he really dropped that, man. He dropped two albums last year. And yeah. one was a dance I, album. I actually forgot about that album because I was thinking the last one he dropped was, uh, was it, the last one was Certified Lover Boy. Was that or nah? What? It was the one with Twenty One Savage. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. That's or right. Lost. That's right. That's right. Shoot, I so, forgot about that album. Now, yeah. I like that. <laughs> I thought that yeah. album was all right. I mean, that one had some songs that stuck around, like that. Uh, Rich Flex kind yeah. of became like a whole meme and all that. So that one stuck around. I remember that. But yeah, yeah, it's just I don't know if it's just getting older. You can't keep up with everything that comes out now. But yeah, I don't know. Um, Bravo said, I think Drake himself knows what you're saying, Rocket. I think he was talking about how uh, we're talking about the difference between Michael Jackson sales and Drake sales. And to that, I would agree. My issue is that when he does things to promote himself, he uses those stats. You know, I remember he got some kind of award a, a few years ago, and he said in his promo video, 
the only artist that sold more than the Beatles, Elton John, Stevie Wonder. Like he was naming <laughs> music legends, man. <laughs> and I'm like, you really can't believe in your heart of hearts that you're better than any of these people. Now, to yeah, you sold more, <laughs> but you cannot. Come on, man, Stevie, don't Prince Stevie Wonder. <laughs> the I don't even like the Beatles like that, but come on, man. Now, to you can't seriously think you were bigger than the Beatles, bro. Yeah. Now, to his defense, if I was in that same boat, I would probably do something similar. I wouldn't dis. I would. I would clean it up and be like, "Hey, I'm with some legends or something like that." I wouldn't. I wouldn't try to promote it like I'm better than them. But um, I will. I will probably use that to my advantage too. Like, even though it's so flawed, but no, I, I see what you're saying, man. I would. I wouldn't dare say. Wow, I'm in the same. I'm, you know, I'm in that conversation, man. Yeah, like on the Mount Rushmore of artists, would, I'm right there next to Stevie I, Wonder. <laughs> like, look, I, look, I would be nice and be like, "Hey, man, these guys are so legends. I just don't see myself yeah. right there with them." But you know, salute or something. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, he did get the Beatles tattooed on him, so I mean, he has yeah. a lot of stuff tattooed on him. A lot of random weird stuff. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so. Uh, Miguel said, so "Y'all gonna live stream the Astros and keep talking, man? Yeah, I'll uh, keep up with the box." Hey, score. man, I'm man, I'm nervous watching the Astros, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tony Scott asked a few questions on Facebook. He says, "How do you put integrity back into the culture?" That's a long-winded question, man. That's a man, whole that's podcast enough, yeah. in itself. Yeah, we don't have time to answer that. But the short uh, answer is, we can't. Yeah. <laughs> Is 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 kind of too far down the line. That's to me. Yeah. That's like saying, "How do you stop racism? Mm -hmm. <laughs> how you get? How you totally get rid of racism?" I do find it interesting that we're just now starting to hold people's feet to the fire. I think even Ice Cube has started to come out and say, "You know what? Music is like this because of N.W.A. Like we kind of started the bullshit with." Mm in music and gangster rap, even though their intentions were not what it is today. Yeah. Like, they're, we're starting to realize, like, if you criticize today's music, the blame is not with today's artists. Yeah, it didn't start the Blame today. goes way back to the late, the late 80s, early 90s, the rise of gangster rap. And now, like I said, that's a whole different conversation, but yeah, the blame is not with the kids today, man. The blame in the music and the culture goes further back to shit that we enjoyed and had no problem with at the time. Yeah, so. I definitely think the lyrics and stuff is not the blink. Like, I wouldn't blame the lyrics and the content from today. Yeah. Now, I would blame the laziness and the writing <laughs> on possibly today because I, I just feel like rappers now are not that passionate about it. And, you know, it's a lot of BS type of songs going on, like, as far as the mm -hmm. quality. But as far as lyrics and stuff, I wouldn't dare put that. I, I I can't look at 21 Savage and say, look who's he talking about. Like, see, that's why rap is, that's why, you know, crime is up and all this other stuff. It's been going around for a long time, man. It started, it, I guess it started with NWA, <laughs> that type of stuff. So I wouldn't put the blame on the younger kids and nothing like that. Yeah, I mean, they're just doing what they've what they've learned in music and what sells and what's hot. Yeah. So it is what it is, man. He also says the industry is killing the art. 
parallel to NBA players, no hate amongst one another, just all collectively trying to get a bag and have a voice outside of just sports. Yeah, man, everybody's jumping ship. And uh, even in the NBA, there's no rivalries really anymore. I mm. mean, when, when somebody does have a problem, they're viewed as corny, like Patrick Beverly having beef. People just think he's corny. Yeah. When that used to be the norm in the NBA, people just didn't like each other back yeah. in the day. And now um, everybody's golf friendly and practices together and all that shit. But it yeah. is what it is. Yeah. Uh, VT says maybe concert totals, number of tickets sold should be the new standard of measurement in music. That would be a problem because nobody would go platinum at that point. Nobody yeah. except like a Taylor Swift and a Taylor, Drake. Yeah, I about to say Taylor Swift, Beyonce, Rihanna. Yeah, just, you got uh, platinum yeah. selling artists who cancel shows because ticket sales are low. And and sidebar, ticket sales are. I know we complain about inflation every week on this podcast when we have the podcast, but ticket sales in particular are fucking ridiculous. Man. It is, man. It is. It's not worth it, man. I was talking about this uh, today on the on the on in the loop. Because Lopez went to a Guns N' Roses concert, a mm -hmm. rock band, and he was on the floor. He had some good floor seats. And um, and we was like, how much you pay for him? We was trying to kind of get a gauge of the price for that. And he was just like, oh, man, I can't tell you how much. But he ended up telling us. And he said it was like 400 And I was just like, that's actually pretty cheap. Yeah. <laughs> for some floor, some floor seats right there. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's actually pretty cheap because a lot of tickets like Beyonce concert, Taylor. That's nosebleeds for Beyonce. You up in the Raptors. You might not get into Taylor Swift. Yeah, $200, <laughs> you up in uh, 500C, yeah. 600C. So I'm like, floor, I, like, I felt like that was a good deal for a legendary group like that at Minute Maid Park. Mm -hmm. So that, that wasn't bad, but no, I agree with you. Inflation, like these concert tickets... Like I'm not a big concert person in anyway, but I'm not paying no three hundred dollars, uh, times two because I had to bring my wife. I'm not. That's six hundred dollars to be up in the Raptors. Like nah, I'm good, to man. To hear a nigga rap over the vocal track. Yes. <laughs> and like. Yes. Now do do the least amount. First off, be late as fuck. Number yeah. one, late as fuck. Uh, do uh, have a short show because he got to be out by a certain time, and you just six hundred bucks down the drain, man. Yeah, Fuck that, dog. yeah. These tickets are too much, man. Yeah. So no, that would be a terrible metric because <laughs> nobody can sell out shows because they're all awful and they cost yeah. too much. Yeah, I got to a point where I, you know, I'm down to go for the local shows, the independent artists, the smaller mm -hmm. shows. That way is I could kind of you know see a good show because I felt like they put on really good shows. Yeah. But, man, I can't do no big concerts no more, man. <laughs> like, I'm not, or I'm at least not paying for them. That's, that's too much, man. Six, $700, man. <laughs> that's, that's wild <laughs> to be yeah. up in the, uh, can barely see. Like, no, I need some meet and greets if I'm paying $700. <laughs> Speaking of which, man, I'm going to go see uh, Earl Sweatshirt and Alchemist in November. Um, mm. The tickets are like what thirty five bucks. You should come through, man. Oh, uh, what day is this? When is this? November. Let me look up when the concert is. It's uh, damn. It is November fifteenth at Warehouse Live. It cost me 
Now here's the bullshit. Why did the fees cost and taxes cost an extra ten dollars? Yeah, I think it was thirty five, but uh, came out to forty five bucks. Forty five. Oh, okay. Yeah. So okay. I'm gonna go see them. Come through, man. Yeah, I, I am. You know, I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy some <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, go yeah, ahead. Dang. Yeah, I, I heard ahead. Earl Sweatshirt is not really that good doing shows, but see, I still want to see him. I think. I actually think because I've been looking at his recent live shows, I think they sound better than a recording, honestly. Mm, okay. I feel like he's more energized when he performs the songs live, but when you hear the recording, it sounds like he's kind of drowsy. You mm. know, I think he does that intentionally, like that kind of NF Doom type flow. Yeah. But it sounds more like he's about to fall asleep on a record. But when he performs live, he's actually more energetic. Plus, Alchemist is going to be there. Yeah. I think it's going to be a good show, man. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, I'm going to go. Yeah, come through. Come it's through, man. interesting, like, th- those type of shows, you see, like, some real hip-hop fans, too, man. Yeah. And it, it, it mostly be, like, like 60% white. Guy, white. <laughs> <laughs> 60% white people, man. Yep. <laughs> Where I'll be like, man, I respect you for going out buying tickets and supporting. <laughs> hey, for sure, man. For sure. Like, look, some... I hate to say it, but like a lot of like the 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 best artists got a mostly white fan base, man. You go see even like a legacy artist like some Wu Tang members come through, you mm-hmm. know. But it is what it is, man. Like yeah. I, I wish more of us could go out to those shows, but yeah, it is. they they it support Bun B. Remember we talked about this before. Bun B said it best, man. The Hispanics they they support, yeah. man. <laughs> And they, they do. They, they they be all at the shows. Even with little local artists, I went uh, went to go see. Uh, Dende, I went to see him. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of white and Hispanics, man. They just out there, and they <laughs> and they Houston Texan shirt. You can yeah. tell they just they just out there, man. Just want to see a good show, man. I, I I like that, man. I wish we would be more like that and just one hundred percent because that's one thing, especially like that's one thing I saw in Austin too, um, like. Other cultures, it's seen it's seen as more like it's seen as better to go support a local artist or go support somebody whose music you just fuck with that's underground. Yeah. You know, for, yeah. for some reason we don't see it that way. Yeah. In general, as a culture, man. It's like black people, I'm not gonna say all because of course that's a generalization, but I feel like if I hit up a lot of, you know, my black people I've talked to and say, hey, you want to go see an Earl Sweatshirt show? They'd either be like, who? Or be like, come yeah. on, man. No. Yeah. But if I said, hey, Gucci Mane in town, or fucking <laughs> yeah. a little baby coming through, they they going to want to see that shit. So, yeah. I've been transition, transition where I want to see the lower tier artists, man. Exactly. Because it's more, it's more it's intimate, intimate show. Is, yep. yeah. You might see them walking in the crowd, to be honest. Like mm-hmm. you might see them like setting up their merch, <laughs> little merch table. You know what I mean? That's how independent and local they are. They, yeah. you know, they might be rolling in the shirts <laughs> to put them up before they perform. So I just, I just like that that type of setting, man. I think it's that uh, that that's not gonna get the likes on Instagram when you put the uh, story up. So yeah, <laughs> and that's what people care about now. Man. Yeah, I'd rather do that than be in the nosebleeds trying to yeah. scream for Beyonce, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you see them girls fight at the Beyonce show in Houston. Yeah, over love, <laughs> love on top, man. That was the funny part. Oh man, <laughs> love on top, man. Out, man. You you got love on top playing in the background, 
and they sitting there getting it in. You gotta chill out, man. And it was way far up too, man. I'm like, it wasn't even like they was in the fucking. Uh, I know Beyonce shows ain't got no damn mosh pit. Yeah, y'all way. It's been a lot of fights at events too, man. It's been a lot of fights at like games and stuff. Like, yeah, dude, events. the Patriots game died. Yeah. So that it was a. I think somebody got stabbed at a uh, Astros game. Mm-hmm. People been wilding out, man. No, 100%, man. People, that's why I don't even like going to places like that, man. Like, in certain areas, I just have no interest in being in. And like, a, a for example, I, I I enjoy Playboy Cardi's music. I would not go to a Playboy Cardi oh, show. Oh, no, 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 no. I you know, I would not. watch it on YouTube and just vibe out like I'm there. I'm yeah. not going to be in that crowd, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, Even I, I with could. the reformed Travis Scott audience, I'm not going to be in that I don't, crowd. Yeah. Certain crowds, I'm just not going to be in, man. Yeah, no, I I agree. <laughs> and 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 even in the football stadium with a bunch of drunk people in like a a, a game like the you know what the what, in the Boston crowd. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna be there either, man. Yeah. So true, they was fighting that NRG. I saw, yeah, I, I did see that video <laughs> of uh, and somebody said it was people from Texas Twitter who met up. I don't think that's true. Nah, I, nah. <laughs> somebody just said that. Yeah, nah, I don't but, think uh, so, man. They, it was a it was a Deshaun fan. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Larry and Stafford finally got it in with somebody <laughs> over his takes. Nah, yeah. but yeah, I, I did see that happen at the Texas game. That, man. Was, a, was, wild. that was embarrassing, man. Yeah, it really was, man. <laughs> but yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know. That's why I just gotta. I, I don't. I don't go out as much. But this is a show I actually want to go see and support. So yeah, yeah. come out, figure, yeah, make yeah. it a, a little thing. Okay. Um, Troy said he saw Action Bronson House of Blues maybe 2009 independent show sick. Yeah, I like I like I those like intimate too. like smaller shows, man. It's a better vibe. Like Figgy said, it's just more intimate. It's it's cool to actually be able to talk to the artist performing and yeah, like and be right there. And shit. Yeah, be right there without being like spending a thousand dollars. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like it, like I, the, one of the best concerts I went to was a Schoolboy Q concert, mm-hmm. and uh, I forgot where he performed, but um, I went to his concert, and I was kind of like right there. And I'm yeah. like, oh shoot! But I, you know, I kind of stepped back. I stepped back off to the side because I don't like to be, you know, in a crowded place with people. So I was just kind of off to the side, and I had a good view. And I thought, I don't even think the tickets was that much. And he put on a real good show. It was uh, Joey Badass opened up for him. Yeah. And then Schoolboy Q. I'm just like, this is perfect, man. This is not the top tier artist, but an artist I like. Mm-hmm. And it was perfect. So I'm just like, man, this is, I, I like that type of stuff. I would pick that type of stuff over the Drake's or the Beyonce's or something like that. Oh, definitely. It's just man. too much, man. Trying to walk, uh, walk all around NRG to get in and all this yeah. other stuff. Like, I want to go right into the doors, make a left or right, and be right there. <laughs> like the stage is right there. Yeah, I ain't trying to go all around the concourse and all that stuff. I'm the same way, man. I went to go see. Uh, uh, I've seen a bunch of people. I saw uh, Devin the Dude back in like 2013, 2014. Mm. And it was a nice, very chill show, man. Just everybody was just vibing. There was a lot of weed, of course. <laughs> but, like, it was a very cool, chill show, man. Everybody was just kicked back. And it was, those are the types of shows I like, man. I, yeah. I mean, certain things I just can't be around no more. But 
it is what it is. Everybody got their own. Uh, I guess some people got it on the bucket list to see Beyonce at least once for, before they die. Yeah. So I, I get that. I, 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 yeah, I get that. I get I, that. You can miss me with all that personally. <laughs> um. Well, we're two hours in this podcast and I ain't yeah, even got wink. the topics yet. I know. So this might, this might be a, a marathon podcast. Yeah. We yeah. might go until eight in the morning. Yeah, real <laughs> quick before we jump off of music, man. I checked out, I checked out the Nas album. Um, I think it's Magic 3. Oh, Magic 3, was it good? I think it was really good, man. I think this was probably, I would probably put this either two or three out of all the series he had. So okay. Two or three with King's Disease and all that stuff included. It was a really good, it was a really good, I really enjoyed this album, man. It kind of gave me a little hope for hip hop a little bit. <laughs> but uh, it was really good. He got a song with Lil Wayne and Lil Wayne went off on this song too. Okay. Um. I enjoyed this album a lot. It's a really good listen. Check it out. Yeah, I've been meaning to. It came out a few weeks ago, and I've been meaning. It's one of those things I've just been meaning to get around to. Yeah. It's a few albums. I know uh, Mike and Alchemist have a new album out that I got to listen to. Um, Earl Sweatshirt and uh, Vince Staples got a new song out, produced by the Alchemist, by Alchemist. I actually um, heard that song. Yeah, I, that's I, a good I, song, man. Yeah. Yep. Nah, that's, um, a, that's a real good song. Yeah, um, he's going to officially put that album. It, it came out like on some kind of bullshit website, but he's going to officially put it out on uh, streaming on October 6th. And it's going to have some more songs too, I think. So, okay. yeah, looking forward to it, man. See, yeah. there, of course, I'm not saying hip hop is dead. Of course, there's still good music out, but just, you know, the mainstream shit is just more yeah. ass than it's ever been in general. Yeah. But what yeah. can you do? What can you do? Yeah, uh, look, real quick, last one, Lil, Lil Yachty and J. Cole got a song. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people been raving about J. Cole verse. I thought, yeah, look, I thought it was a good verse. I felt like, I realized, man, I felt like I've been way too critical J. Cole. I think I've just been super critical because of his fans. I feel like his fans act like he was just the best thing since sliced bread and, you know, the stuff he be saying is just, oh, my God, and... To be honest, I feel like it's a little basic, but to me, like I had to, I had to come in the Jesus moment, man. I felt like it's nothing wrong with being a little basic. Like sometimes, like sometimes you don't have to be lyrical miracle, man. And with this verse, I felt like J Cole was super smooth with this verse. The beat was, the beat was cool, and you know. Like his punchlines ain't nothing. Where it's not like Lil Wayne punchlines where you be like. Oh my God! How did he even come up with that? Like, wow! Like, I I finally understood that punchline after ten years. <laughs> but I feel like J Cole. I, I feel like I've been a little too critical of J Cole, man. I just gotta. I just gotta understand that it's it's okay with being basic at times. I just disagree. I, sometimes I just get irritated with his fans where they act like it's nobody yeah. like him. But it's, but it's it's nothing wrong with being you know basic with the punchlines. To me, as long as you sound good, man, as as long as you sound good, you smooth. I'm good with that. But I say that to say this verse was really good, man. I enjoyed this verse. Look, I have to say it. This goes back to the uh, Texans homeless man eating a sandwich. <laughs> rap is man. rap is so bad where I appreciate J. Cole yeah, now. <laughs> because I feel the same way, man. Like I felt the same way when I heard him on that uh uh who was it? The Griselda dude, uh 
Benny the Butcher or Benny the Butcher, yeah. Okay. Benny the Butcher's song when J. Cole had a verse. And I'm I've never been a huge J. Cole fan. When I heard that song, I'm like, you know, maybe I've been too hard on J. Cole, man. <laughs> but really, it's just certain things we take for granted or took for granted 10 years ago in rap are yeah. more rare. Yeah. Now we look at somebody who has a verse about something. Now yeah. we look at somebody who actually their bars are connected and they make sense when you put them together. Yeah. You have somebody who has a punchline you got to think about for two seconds and like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's rare now, man. Yeah. It's, it's rare to really understand what a rapper is saying. Yeah. Let's be real, man. So when we hear somebody <laughs> like a J. Cole or somebody like a Nas, who I've never been the biggest Nas fan, you hear Nas now, you're like, man, <laughs> maybe he is the GOAT. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe J. Cole is it, one of the best rappers ever, but it's just because we've been yeah. so starred for that type of lyricism in the mainstream. Yeah, it's funny you too, know? because J. Cole, he had a line in this verse, pretty he said, um, uh, I got uh when I, I got my first milli felt like Bangladesh. And mm -hmm. I'm thinking, like, oh my god, like Bangladesh, <laughs> the producer, Bangladesh, he made a milli. Oh my god. And I was just like, oh, like, oh, he's killing it. And then See? he was saying, like, in the studio, Breaking Bad, <laughs> like, uh, like I'm cooking meth or something like that. I'm just like, oh, oh, my God. Oh, he killing it. See, in but, 2003, we would be like, okay, that, that really ain't nothing special. 2012, now, we would have yeah, been. Yeah, <laughs> 2013, maybe up to, like, 2016. <laughs> yeah, man. Look, I would take a... That's really not all that hey, special. I would take a line, leave you dead in the living room around this time, man. <laughs> yeah. I'll fly like loose leaf. Maybe that wasn't that bad, man. Maybe that era of Wayne wasn't that yeah. bad. Raw. Take your top off, because, toupee. <laughs> yeah. Now, now I can't hear one more shooters like Steph line. I can't hear one more I'm geeked up out my mind line. I can't hear this... This goofy shit that every rapper says anymore, man. Yeah. At least there was creativity and individuality back then. So mm -hmm. I don't know. It is what it is. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, I I'm listening to that. I haven't heard it yet, but I've heard good things. I'm gonna check that out this weekend for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there is there is good music out. We still talk about hip hop from time to time, man. There's been some good stuff coming out. Of course, next week we'll talk about the Drake album, just because we have to. Yeah. But. <laughs> Um, anyway, moving on to topics, man, we got to try to, I know we can't speed run all this shit because there's a lot to talk about. So we got to cherry pick. What are we going to tackle first? I guess the things that are most recent and then just work our way down. Yeah. Um, I guess we can talk about this arrest, uh, in the case of in the murder case of Tupac Shakur, like they're almost 30 years after the fact. Uh, Keefe D has been arrested in Las by the El, Las Vegas Police Department. I believe a search was conducted on his house. I want to say the last time we had a podcast, we talked about it, or yeah. one of the last times we had a podcast. And my take is kind of the same thing now as it was back then, where I feel like it's just the pressure of these podcasts that are coming up and in, in investigating the murder and wondering yeah. why nobody's been arrested yet yeah i agree that's 100 my take too man i feel like all these podcasts documentaries mm -hmm. and i i it just to me it just makes the uh the police department look so bad 
that a high-profile artist like this was killed in on a Vegas strip and nobody was arrested. Nobody got caught. Like, nothing. And, you know, in this day and age, we see low-tier rappers get killed and their killers are caught, man. They, they, yeah. they caught them. So it's like, how is one of the biggest hip-hop artists <laughs> murdered in Vegas and broad, I'm not broad daylight, but on a, a very after busy... After a Tyson fight on yeah. a crowded New York strip. Yeah, uh, Vegas and not, strip. Not just that, we know who killed him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that's the... I, I feel like they, you know, try to br bring some type of justice. Because you know you ain't. I think I think they know the guy's dead. The guy that killed Tupac is dead. Yeah. But if they could bring somebody who was, who I guess brung him the gun or something, I guess that's a little bit of justice. I guess it make you seem like, hey, we didn't forget about this or something like that. But yeah. that was embarrassing, man. That, that it just went on that long like that. So the guy who's been arrested was allegedly the driver of the car where I believe his nephew is Orlando Baby Lane Anderson, who was the guy who got jumped by Tupac that night and his crew and came back and shot and killed Tupac. Yeah. Um, now, keep I told you, he did that shit. Guilty as fuck. <laughs> He's guilty as fuck, literally, because <laughs> apparently he made a statement to the police under, like, the protection of immunity, which means mm -hmm. that anything he said he could not be prosecuted for. The issue is he's done like an entire media tour after the fact where he admitted he was in the car mm. where, where they let off shots at Tupac and killed him. Mm. You know, he, now he didn't say he had the gun. He didn't say he shot. He didn't even say who shot. He just said he was in the car, which makes you an accessory. Yeah. And he wrote a memoir about it. He did podcasts. He did like two Vlad TV, two-hour interviews about it. And he's been kind of on a media tour bragging about the fact that he was there. And apparently they found like a bunch of Tupac memorabilia and stuff in the, in the shit too. So yeah, they can't use his statement with the police that he made, but they can use all the stuff he's done, this clout chase and shit he's done over the years. And everybody's been wondering why he can just freely admit this stuff and the, the the DA doesn't do anything. Yeah. You know, there's no statute of limitations on murder. Yeah. So it's not like there's a point where he can just be free of it. Yeah. So I guess they finally got off their ass and did something about it. And now this guy's being arrested. Um, so I don't know, man. I feel like it's just something that they were forced to do. Yeah. <laughs> at this point. Like I said, him, yeah, him doing that on top of the different podcasts and documentaries and stuff like that. It just made the department look so bad, man. And I I, you know, I think what kind of helped them get off their ass was him doing the interviews and stuff. Mm -hmm. So they're like, all right, let's, you know, they make, he making us look, they, we looking real bad right now. So let's go get them. Let's try to <laughs> see what we can do, I guess. Wrap it up then. <laughs> <laughs> we got to wrap this up though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, other things that happened, I think that's all we had to say about yeah. that. Um, uh, Chan today, Chandler Jones was arrested 
in uh, again Las in Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, yeah, a lot of shit happening in Vegas today, man. Somebody <laughs> jokes and said he killed Tupac, but uh, so apparently um, he violated a protective custody or a prote- protection order. I guess he would he was involved in some kind of domestic violence incident. And he had some kind of uh, protection order against him, and he broke it because I guess he was close or whatever. Uh, but that's not the big headline about him recently. He has kind of uh, gone on a tear. He's been on social media going down the Antonio Brown route, it seems like. He basically got on Instagram Live and said that his coach, the Raiders coach, uh, Josh McDaniels, had Aaron Hernandez killed. Mm. In a park and not in prison. So I don't know how logistically that would have worked. But yeah, he, yeah. I don't know what he's on. He's on yeah. something. So, like, it, it was very disturbing because he, like, at one point just started breaking down and crying and he cut the live off. But then he got on Twitter and said it again and said, look at my IG for details. He yeah. kind of just went on a rant about a lot of things. And yeah, I'm not sure what's going on with him, man. It's it's not looking good, those, man. Yeah, it, uh-huh. it seems like he's just having like a bipolar episode or something. Um, but now I I don't I don't want to really focus on that part. But it's just I didn't realize that uh, quite a few NFL players seem to be in on this theory about Aaron Hernandez, though. Not the fact that he was killed by Josh McDaniels. But a lot of them seem to not believe the the story that he killed himself in prison. Yeah, I heard that a lot too, man. I heard I heard that a lot. That uh, I that was the one conspiracy I always heard that you know he wasn't even suicidal, and because the story we always heard was he killed himself, and um, I guess that was going to help his kids or something like that. As far I guess money wise or something, that was the story I always heard, but. I also heard how people f- say he wasn't even suicidal. And I guess the last time he talked to somebody or wrote somebody, he wasn't even talking like that. He was just fine. And um, they felt like somebody had him killed in jail or something like that. The NFL, man, they didn't they didn't want the truth to be out. <laughs> I guess he, he had dirt on Bill Belichick, man. They had to they had to <laughs> knock him off. Um, DT says he stole stuff from his GF's house and set her stuff on fire. His video is insane. He also said Raiders coaches molested his niece. I didn't see that. That's crazy. Um, so yeah, like I said, I I don't want to comment on somebody who's having a mental episode. I just think it was more interesting. The fact that a lot of people in the league or who played in the league or were friends with him, Seem to just think there's a conspiracy theory involved with Aaron Hernandez, man. Yeah. And I did listen to a podcast a while back that like dug into the whole thing. Um, and there's a lot of stuff in it that people just don't believe is true. Yeah. Alle- allegedly he was gay. Yeah. And they like one of his notes, his suicide notes was like a, a letter to one of his boyfriends or his boyfriend at the time. Stuff like that. Um, that people think that was pinned on him and wasn't true. Yeah. Um, and look, I'm a conspiracy guy, so I want to hear all takes on it. I want to hear yeah. the conspiracy route of, of what really happened to Aaron Hernandez and why, yeah. you know. But 
I don't know, man. It, it, this could easily be, easily be one of those things where you don't think you know you don't know somebody as well as you think you do. Yeah. And he was facing a life sentence in prison. His life was over. Even if he talked to you and he was well up the day before, you know, you know how yeah. mental you never know, especially, man. Especially when you have maybe have CTE and all these mental issues. Yeah. You never know what could happen. So. I don't know. I just thought it was interesting that there was a podcast and people were actually talking about the conspiracy theories about him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I am athlete with uh, Brandon Marshall and Ocho Cinco and all them. <laughs> yeah. Did you, um, did you, this is kind of related to that too. Did you hear about Bill Belichick? I guess breaking, uh, I guess him and his girlfriend is going through a messy breakup or something. I didn't. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So Bill Belichick and his longtime girlfriend or whatever, I guess they was going through a messy breakup. And um, there was reports saying that they were nervous about what she could expose of Bill Belichick. <laughs> so, like, our minds kind of went to, like, oh, when if it's some type of sex tape or something like that? Yeah. But other people were saying how maybe she, get, she know what happened as far as, like, you know, what the Patriots be doing or how they treat people or cheating or... It could be some type of dirt that they don't want to get out there. <laughs> so that I mean, that could be that could be anything to be honest, man. <laughs> yeah. Like it could be, I mean, like I'm not it could be allegedly something, maybe something racial or how they treat their players, or it could be anything, man. So I don't know. I, I just thought that was kind of interesting too, how they were kind of worried that, you know, some stuff would kind of go out of control. Because of the breakup and what she could, what she could expose. Well, we got to see if anything happens to her. And I forgot to bring this up too. Apparently, Josh McDaniels was a potential witness in the uh, Aaron Hernandez case. Like he was mm. on a list of people who could be brought up to be questioned during the trial. Damn. And that's supposedly why. That's where these conspiracy theories came from. I think, which I think is a long reach. Yeah. <laughs> Because I'm sure a lot of people were on that list. I mean, and if you was coaching them, you would probably be a, a witness regardless, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because you was around them. something, of course. It doesn't mean that you... People saw a witness and probably thought that they he saw something. Or yeah, something. No. I don't know. A witness could be... It could be simple as, how was he in practice? Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, what was his, you know, attitude like or something like that? Did he seem to be acting weird after the night he... Killed somebody or something like that. It could be, that could be anything. Exactly. Um, so yeah, apparently that that that's where some of these conspiracy theories took root. Um, and yeah, with Bill Belichick, like, come on, man. Maybe maybe he's into some freaky shit, which yeah, unless this was illegal, nobody would care. But do people really think that he sat around and talked about football with his girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah, you really I, think he talked about? Well, you know, we were actually spying on these teams, and his. You really? He don't even want to talk football with the media after a game. Yeah, <laughs> he went home, his sanctuary, and he talked about football with his wife or girlfriend, whoever the fuck she is. Yeah, come on, man, you ain't gonna <laughs> learn nothing about the game of, of the Patriots' way of coaching from her. Yeah. Okay, I doubt they ever talked about that shit, man. So yeah. people got to chill with yeah. all that. I'm just curious of why they felt like it could be something exposed and people 
I guess the Patriots was, little, uh, was a little worried about this breakup. <laughs> like, I, I just yeah. felt like that was kind of random, but yeah, I don't it's know. A conspiracy. Man. It, Look, I yeah. think uh, maybe he will be exposed and be forced to, uh, maybe there is an allegation coming. Yeah, if he retire after Look, this year, they, then it was yeah. something. Look, they they <laughs> need Bill Belichick out of there, man, because I feel like he's been exposed without Tom Brady. Yeah. Okay, and I think it's time to move on. But how do you sell that to the audience? How do you sell that to the crowd? This is the most one of the greatest coaches in the history of football. Yeah. How do you sell his departure? Hmm, maybe yeah. a scandal. Is this where the conspiracy theories come from, man? I'm, yeah. telling you, I'm gonna cook one up myself. Okay, <laughs> Bill Belichick was trying to buy NBC. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to buy the team. Okay, and Robert Kraft didn't like that. <laughs> so maybe they're cooking something up. If, I know if there's an allegation coming, we know yeah. where it came from. Mm-hmm. It came from the higher ups. Yep. <laughs> so maybe he knows something about Robert Kraft. That the woman yeah. can expose. I don't make they could talk about that. Maybe yeah. maybe some freaky shit that Robert Kraft was into. They talked about. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, man. The Patriots gotta be the slimiest organization, man. Yeah. I, I would I would love to just be a fly on the wall or just kind of get inside to see what's been going on there. Like just all the random stuff, man. They gotta be. I can't even imagine all the drama and, and grimy stuff that was going on with them, man. <laughs> It's really crazy to me that the Astros have been ridden harder for their cheating than the Patriots. And the Patriots got caught twice. Yes. They were in two cheating scandals in two separate seasons. Yes. And there's and always something weird going on. Like, yeah. Like the headsets, the communication thing was, wasn't working at the stadium. So it was hard to get the plays in. And all. It's always something weird going on with them, man. But people just accept it because it's the Patriots. Yeah. But the Astros, it really got to, like, people are never going to let that go, man. With never. <laughs> never. But the Patriots, I feel like we kind of, I mean, there was always jokes about it. People called them cheese for a long time, but it wasn't this bad. It wasn't like this. With the Astros. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe yeah. I'm just forgetting. Maybe it was as bad and I just forgot, but I don't remember it being this bad. Yeah, you had like people you know, just kind of accepted that the fact that you know <laughs> that's what they do. Yeah, you, you know, had videotape. They, they win at all costs. Yeah, video. They had, they was getting the videos from other yeah. teams and all this other stuff. Spy, Spygate and then the Flake Gate. Yeah, all type of random stuff, man. Yeah, <laughs> you remember when I think it was Ocho Cinco that did it? He was playing against the, the Patriots. He scored a touchdown, and he was like doing a camera in the fucking, <laughs> in his little touchdown celebration, man. Yeah. Like, it was wild, man. It was wild that we just knew they were doing this and it didn't mm-hmm. seem as bad or people didn't get as mad as they are with the Astros right now. Yeah. And look, it was crazy, too, because especially with, like, the, I, I think it was the Flake Gate, where uh, Tom Brady actually got suspended for the first four games yeah. or something. And it was like a destroyed cell phone. And mm-hmm. he would give up the cell phone and the records yep. and all this other stuff. I was just like, man, this is why they fired the ball boy. 
That was crazy, <laughs> man. <laughs> that was just crazy. They just walked yeah. right past that, man. It ain't tarnished none of them championships either. <laughs> no. No, no, nobody, nobody said there's that no was asterisk. Yeah, that ain't no Who asterisk there. Took rule. Nobody <laughs> holds that against the Patriots like that, man. Yes. People just think that's one of the fucked up moments, but nobody says the championship is invalid because of that. Nobody said no, that. That was super shady. Yeah, and we don't, let's be, we don't even know what year that was. <laughs> 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 we just like let it rock. <laughs> Man, I want to say 2001 because that was like the year they had to. Was that the first? Year? I think that was their first. Was that the first year? Or I can't remember, but maybe or, or yeah, maybe 2000. Was the first or I can't no, you know what? 2001 was the first year they uh, yeah. actually won it, and Tom Brady wasn't. Tom Brady wasn't even the um, full time starter during that time. Yeah, that was his first year. Tuck, that was 2001 AFC uh, that was against, playoff. That was games. against the Raiders. Yeah. That yeah. that was one that 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 was the uh, the year they had to win it because that was after nine eleven. Oh, so that's my conspiracy. Okay, <laughs> the Patriots had to win that year. Damn. So yeah, um, it's just crazy how they, they, there's like you said, there's always something with them, and we yeah. just accept it because that's how they are. But yeah. the Astros it will never live that shit down. Even players that had nothing to do with it got to wear that. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, speaking of uh players just going out their mind and losing it, uh Kevin Porter Jr. was arrested uh last week, I believe, or was it a couple weeks ago now? It's been yeah. it feels like it's been a while. Yeah, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, we never talked about this on the podcast, of course. We didn't have a podcast that week, but uh, KPJ was arrested for a domestic violence case or domestic abuse. He's dating a former WNBA player. Um, so this is like the, the nightmare scenario for a fucking NBA player. <laughs> Man. For the league, honestly. Yeah. So uh, the, the Rockets are in the, the process of trying to trade him. It would be some kind of sign and trade and wave and whatever the fuck. You know, he's not going to play basketball again, you would think this season at the very least if ever yeah so uh yeah man something somebody who we knew was volatile but the coaching staff seemed to trust they gave him a deal um now it had like a thug clause in it (laughs) i feel like they knew something like this might happen because i think only one year was guaranteed and it's a contract that's structured that they just kind of offloaded and not have a lot of blowback from it uh, but yeah, man, kind of a crazy story. Um, even with his troubles, I didn't think he was this kind of person. Yeah. And I don't know all the details, of course. So you got to withhold some judgment, but I don't know, man. It's not looking good. What do you think about this whole story, man? Yeah, it's not looking good. It's not looking good on the GM who brought him in, in my opinion. Yeah. Because um, he was, look, man, this ain't his first rodeo. He was going through a lot of stuff at uh, USC, which nobody know what he was really going through. It was like, I guess apparently it was so bad that, like, don't nobody know why he got kicked out of USC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, like, apparently, I don't know what he was into, but he got kicked out. Uh, he got drafted by the Cavs. Um, actually, um, I want to say he, he dropped down a lot. <laughs> so, like, people thought he was going to be a lottery pick. But he ended up getting picked like 25th, 26th, somewhere around there. Um, he had some issues in Cleveland, man. Some blow-ups with the GM and all that stuff. 
And they was about to release him, so the Rockets end up trading for him. It wasn't a, a, a lot. It was something that don't even matter, to be honest. But it seemed like the Rockets, and this was my issue from the beginning, man. It seemed like the Rockets just brought him in like he wasn't really going through anything. Like he, like he wasn't a trouble player at all. And they pretty much gave him the keys to the franchise. And I felt like that was a big mistake, man. And uh, you know, the time he was here, I guess it was okay a little bit. He, but he got in trouble a couple times, man. He got he got into a, a fight or something like that in Miami at one point, and people, you know, fan. I'm using people loosely, but people, mm-hmm. everybody kind of brushed it off. And then I think the next time he remember he actually walked out of a game. He left a game, and to me that was a no no, man. And I felt like. He really wasn't disciplined for that, <laughs> like that. So, um, clearly, man, he got a long rap sheet. I did not see this coming, him, you know, assaulting his girlfriend. So, um, it, it, it's rough. This is not a good look. Like you said earlier, man, the last thing the NBA want is a NBA player assaulting, and you actually see the pictures. Uh, uh, you know, how she look and all that stuff <laughs> to a former WNBA player who was just in the league, I want to say, last year. Yeah. Like, so she was very young, very beautiful girl, too, by the way. Yeah. HRW says in the chat, what's up, HRW? HR, what's up, man? Her name is Kierce, Kier, I, 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 can, I don't know how to pronounce that name. Kierce Gunzi, Gun, Gunrizik. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's very beautiful, which is, again, another nightmare scenario, man. She's black. Yeah. Former WNBA player, very yeah. pretty, mm-hmm. and was seen by a black man. Yeah, in the NBA. So yeah, yeah so, that's like the nightmare scenario for the league, man. Yeah, so I just it, that wasn't a good look at all, mm-hmm. and I feel like um, I'm, I'm my guess would be he probably won't play in the NBA ever again. Yeah. Hell, he might have to serve some time, man. <laughs> Because this is actually a case. This this is not like a civil case with Deshaun Watson or anything where he's not being criminally charged. Kevin Porter Jr. was actually arrested, <laughs> so uh, charges the charges are there, man. So uh, I'll be interested to see how that goes and how I guess how the Rockets handle this, man, because. I I honestly thought it was poor taste of trying to trade try to trade them trade them away, because I feel like something like this, man, you just got to take it on the chin, man. I, I I thought the Deshaun stuff was kind of fine because he wasn't charged criminally. I know it was nasty taste. I mean, it it was you know it, it, what Deshaun did was kind of bad, but you know he was gonna play again. Like he wasn't charged criminally, so he was gonna play again. But I think um, with this being like a criminal charge, man, is uh, he's probably ain't gonna he probably ain't gonna be in the NBA ever again. So I don't I I think it's kind of poor taste of them trying to get something for him. And uh, well, I don't even know if they trying to get. I think they I think it's more trying to get out of that contract. I, I think they trying to do something funky with the contract. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think something like that, man. I think you just gotta. You just gotta take the hit, man. It's at this point, it's about morals, man. Like you can't be. I think it's a little bit insensitive trying to think about money 
and yeah, of course. cap stuff in this t- time, man. You just gotta. I think you just gotta let them go. But um, I, I also think it, it's gonna be a little tricky too because what team is gonna trade for that, man? I think a team, even if the team trade to release them. I, I still kind of think that's a little poor taste too, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Unless you're getting like a first-round pick or something attached to him. I, I still think that's kind of poor taste. So um, I'm kind of interested to see what the Rockets going to do, man. Uh, like I said earlier, it, this looked bad on Raphael Stone because you pretty much brought him in and he was like the – he was like your child. You, you pretty much treated him like your child, man. And I don't think he was worth treating like that. So um, it it looked real bad. I feel so bad for the girl, man. I hope everything is okay. But that's an ugly situation, man. And it it just looked bad all around, man, because this dude got a rap sheet. It's not like this came out of nowhere where you did not expect him to do this. Mm-hmm. It's a long rap sheet where you like, man, like why did you even bring this guy in in the first place? So I don't know, man. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, I'm not sure what's going on. HRW said it too. Uh, he said everything has gone dark, no police info, no team info. Yeah, I mean, look, the NBA moves like the mafia when things like this are concerned, man. You got to remember, remember the whole thing with Josh Primo? How mm. he was the dude for the Spurs who was one of their high draft picks and was released. He just got, I think he's going to join the Clippers. Yeah, he just got yeah, signed. Ex- yeah. Apparently, like, it was exposing himself to up to 10 women. Mm. And they just dropped him and immediately took all his jerseys off and nobody knew what the fuck was going on because of uh, some of the women were about to come forward, I guess. Yeah, it was kind of like a Deshaun thing. Exactly. I think he got suspended four games, which is pretty light. So I guess maybe it wasn't as bad as they thought it was. I don't know. But yeah, I don't know what's going on here, man. I did see her lawyer made a statement saying some things that are being reported are inaccurate. And I don't know, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what happened, but like you said, it looks bad. Yeah. Um, when the, the cop- NBA is just not going to tolerate things like this, of course. So, yeah, when the cop, when the uh, DA and all that stuff get involved, man, yeah, it, it's not a good look. And that's why, you know, to kind of bring it back to the Deshaun stuff. That's why it was so important to see if he's going to be criminally charged with anything. Yeah. And when that didn't happen, when they say no, there's no evidence to, you know, not enough to charge him criminally, that's when people start lining up like, hey, how much you want for him? How much you want for him? Because they wasn't getting calls like that before. We was trying to see what was going to happen. And once that, you know, DA office say we ain't got enough to charge him, then Tange was like, all right, bet. (laughs) What's up? I think this is a different situation, man. Like when you he got a mug shot, man. They they yeah. show him getting in the back of the police car. That's like I just don't see that type of stuff. Is <laughs> that type of player getting back in the NBA playing? He, he wasn't he was good. He wasn't that damn good, man. Yeah. So I don't think it's worth it, man. Yeah, it's and it's unfortunate because on one hand, I'm like, it really sucks to see somebody who you're rooting for. You knew he had problems, but you were hoping he was getting better. You're happy that people just don't give up on people sometimes. It's yeah. kind of like you see somebody help out somebody who's in need, but then he goes and does something stupid and, and gets fucked up. Yeah, That's basically what this felt like, man, where it's like, 
you want to believe people can change and do better. And we knew he had erratic behavior even on the court, man. He was walking out in the middle of games and shit and just had a bad temper. But you were hoping he could change. But now you're thinking, why would we give somebody like this this kind of money and this kind of status in the league to begin with? They gave him a starting job, man. Yeah. Like, Like, what did he do to be rewarded to this degree, considering how he behaved? And now you're starting to wonder, before where it seemed like a feel-good story about somebody who could change, now it's like, why do we think he could change to this degree? Why do we reward him with this? Mm -hmm. Especially when you look at the Stone got to go. That seems to be that seems to be the sentiment now, man. Maybe Raphael Stone got to pay for this and other decisions he's made. So I don't know, yeah, but it's not a good look, man. It really isn't. It really isn't. So we'll we'll see what happens, man. Um, I wonder if it'll be like a Ray Rice type thing where they do a group interview and she. I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know what's going on, but I don't. I don't think it's salvageable with the NBA being how they promote WNBA and how they stand up for the they're 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 like the progressive league man okay yeah, yeah. so they they can't tolerate they're not the NFL it's, the NFL yeah, NFL could get away with bringing yeah. somebody back like that hell yeah. They, yeah you see they got away with Deshaun Watson coming back man exactly the NFL if you got the talent they're going to let you play yeah as NBA long as they is can. different man Yep. Um, look how long John Morant got suspended for, and what he did was not nearly as bad. So, yeah, yep. yeah. And I I, 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 I highly doubt he plays in the NBA again. But yeah, knows? so uh, I'm, I'm curious too. I know it's some type of video. Uh, you know, not it's some type of video out there too that's probably not released. Yeah. If that ever get released, then it's definitely over, man. Especially if oh, it look yeah. if it look really bad too, it's definitely over. Yeah, but I also feel like the NBA would kill that video too, man. Yeah, they like can't I, show I that. I think they're like they're like the mafia, man. They were yeah. like this in the Adam Silver years too, man. Remember that whole thing with the uh, the crooked rep Tim Donahue? <laughs> yeah, and yeah, that that dude. They just acted like he was just a lone wolf, the only ref who ever bet on games, <laughs> and it was all just him. And yeah, he was just the one guy who was doing it. Yeah, like, okay. the NBA probably bought that video, man. They were like, hey, we're, we'll pay you millions yeah. of dollars for this video, and we will burn this shit. <laughs> so yeah. we'll never see this again. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, man. So, yeah, they like the mafia with that shit. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, of course, KPJ's days in Houston are over now. So it is yeah. what it is. So unfortunate situation all around, of course. Um, other things that have happened, uh, we got to talk about Black America's team now, okay? <laughs> we got to talk about Deion Sanders in Colorado. We got to talk about this bull junk. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I saw Skip set off a, let off a tweet that uh, he was asking, I guess, for a segment on them. Speaking of which, we ain't talked about this yet. So we'll, we'll transition into both. But how do you feel about uh, since it's been a few weeks now, the new Undisputed and the new First Take featuring Shannon Sharp, where Undisputed now features Richard Sherman, uh, Keyshawn, of course, Michael Keyshawn Irvin. Johnson, and Michael Irvin. And they, I saw they were at Colorado today. Uh, and then Michael Irvin got really emotional talking with Dion. It was a good little moment. 
nice little wholesome moment between two black men. But uh, how do you feel about the uh, the new look uh, first take and undisputed? I ain't gonna lie, man. The, uh, the undisputed, the new look, I think it's a good look, man. I, it, it's not bad. I, I was kind of critical of it a little bit, thinking it was gonna be too much and all this other stuff. I, I don't think it's that bad, man. I think it's actually all right. As far as first take, man, I think I'm just so out on first take now, man. I don't know what it is. Maybe because it's, I, I feel like they doing a little too much because it's kind of like Monday. is like every, like, so I'm working the show when first take is on. So I don't get to see it, like watching live, but it be on in the studio. And it seemed like, like every time I look up, man, I see Bart Scott on. <laughs> I, see, I see Dan Orlowski and it just, I don't know. It's just like, I don't. I don't care they're here for these guys, man. <laughs> like, like I, I, I want to hear from them. And I know, and we'll talk about this in a little bit, um, Stephen A. with Joe Budden. And he said a couple mm-hmm. stuff. But after hearing Stephen A. explain, you know, how he get his guests on and, you know, the certain guests, I kind of respect it because he kind of looking out for the black, black folks and, you know, kind of giving them a platform and stuff like that. But to me... I used to always watch first take to see uh, Stephen A. and Skip, how they go back and forth, and it's just them two, and then maybe they'll bring a guest on type deal. And then eventually it was Max Kellerman, how they brought those those two. Uh, it was, you know, Stephen A. versus Max. Hell, I liked Stephen A. versus Will Kane at one point because mm-hmm. it get heated and all that stuff. It was kind of like a, you sitting at a desk and it's a debate. Like, all right, let's go, debate. And then they kind of go at I I like that format, but it seems like it's not that format now, man. It's it's pretty much like a sports center, and you just bringing guests on from all over the world. And to me, it just seems like it's not really a debate show anymore, man. It's too gimmicky, and I just I don't know. It seems like it's just off a show at this point. Now I th- I think Stephen A. actually brought up the numbers <laughs> randomly talking about he was he did better and all this other stuff than undisputed, but I'm I'm just not feeling it like that no more. I I feel like undisputed is more of a debate show. They they still kind of got the debate <laughs> uh, energy in that show rather than you know Stephen A. Let's let's look at the A list. A top players or or top teams in the NFL or something like it just seemed too gimmicky to me, man. It seemed like it's a lot going on, so I'm not really a first take guy anymore. If I had to pick, I would probably deal with Undisputed to me. Yeah, I gotta say, man, Undisputed has more of like a barbershop type vibe now, man. That's been kind of missing lately, um, and sometimes it's too much. Sometimes you might not be in a mood for that. But I always find myself like checking clips of what did Michael Irvin have to say about the Cowboys? What kind of bullshit was Keyshawn on today? What was Richard Sherman good? Like, it's more entertaining, man. With with Stephen A. Smith and what first take is, it feels like a very Disney-fied, Disney-fied sports show, man. Like, it feels like they're filling quotas with the people they bring on. They have to have, look, I'm off for women. <laughs> And sports talk, man. But some, they have Molly. They have the the bald headed woman. 
Then they have Dan Arlovsky. Then they have like uh, Kendrick Perkins and Steve or whoever. And it, it feels like I'm looking at like the United Nations meeting or some shit, <laughs> like some the cast of a Marvel movie or something, man. It don't feel organic. I don't feel like these people would talk outside of work. You know, they don't, they, they even though Stephen A's tries to be friendly with everybody, it's not the same as when he was with Skip. It's not the same as, he, like, he, he, even Max, they have a kind of dynamic, I guess, where these guys, it's like, Stephen A. Smith goes out of his way to be more friendly as well. I've noticed, he, especially with with Shannon Sharp. Yeah. You know, he's always kind of like riding his nuts a little bit, yeah. <laughs> talking about how great he is as a player. Because I'm sure he knows that he was upset by the disrespect that Skip kind of threw his way toward the end. Yeah. But I, I, I'm just not really for it, man. I don't really watch First Take much anymore, at least the clips anymore. Um, I thought the most entertaining person he had on regularly was Michael Irvin. He's not there anymore. So yeah. I have no reason to watch during football season, man. I might check back during basketball season because J.J. Reddick is pretty good on the show at times. But for football season, I can't watch first take, man. Yeah. I'm sorry. Nah, and yeah, uh, 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 Mad Wine, Kenneth brought it up as well. Mad Dog on the show is just forced. Yeah. It's forced, man. Yeah, I think he just a knockoff version of, uh, 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 and this is no disrespect, but yeah, trying to be like that Skip Bayless type of person. And I know Mad Dog, because people always bring it up, Mad Dog was the first to do it. Yeah. But he's also like, it it just seems like he's just going through the motions at this point, man. Yeah. Like he just says shit that he knows is going to rile people up. Yeah. I don't think he even believes it at this point. Yeah, it's like I would respect it more if it was like that old format of him versus Skip, uh, not Skip, but him versus Stephen A. And just kind of like, you know, them back and forth and going at it. But I feel like they don't even go at it, man. Mm -hmm. Like you said, Stephen A. cool with everybody now. So it's just like, all right, what Mad Dog um, mad about? And it's just and he just let them go ramble on some crazy stuff, and then it's just like, well, yep, that's mad dog. And, and, and he his takes are so like uh, Matt Weinkiemen says it in the comments as well. He said she said his his takes are so bad. At least get past some good ones. Mad dogs Kate Mad dogs takes are shit like Bob Cousy is better than LeBron James. Yeah, and that's some shit you can't even take seriously, man. <laughs> At least with Skip, he'll say some off-the-wall shit, but you have to respect it in a way because he, got, he can yeah. actually back it up and kind of defend it. Yeah, Mad Dog be smiling when he says his bullshit, man, because yeah. he knows his bullshit. He's just saying to get people riled up. Mm-hmm. There's no way you can think Bob Cousy better than LeBron <laughs> James, man. Come on. You can't even argue that. Yeah. So with things like that, it's like, okay, it, he's just going through the motions, man. He's a character, and he <laughs> really don't fit in with the show. No, I agree. <laughs> so that being said, I think we're both in agreement that Undisputed is better as a show right now. I don't care about the ratings, okay? ESPN yeah. is on every damn TV you go to in any building. And it's like the most basic cable package going to have ESPN. I don't mean that I wouldn't take it as, you know, I would judge the metrics of the YouTube clips, to be I more, because people don't really watch shows like that anymore, man. They look for clips. Yeah, and that's and and honestly, that's with everything, man. Like, like I feel like 
even as a radio station, I you know, I should probably shouldn't be saying this, but we, you know, as a radio station, we look at ratings in a, a totally different way. We look at ratings at how how many people listen to the actual radio. And it's like, man, like it's a lot of people that don't listen to the radio, man. And yeah. we sitting here going off of that. So, but it's it's other um not stations, but just other platforms that get a lot of views on YouTube or get a lot of views on, you know, they go viral on social media and stuff like that. And I just don't see first take going viral on social media, man. I just I feel like I see more undis- uh, undisputed clips and stuff like that. And um I feel like they the ones that's kind of creating the content and conversations. Mm-hmm. I don't really see that for first take. First take is Disney, and they, you know, of course they get the bigger push and all that stuff. But I see Skip and um, Richard—I almost said Eric Sherman, but mm-hmm. uh, Skip and Richard Sherman going at it, um, going viral more than like what Stephen A. doing. So I, I just yeah, definitely yeah. man. Yeah, I think and, and Stephen A. Smith used to be the king of like viral content, man. That's the thing; he used to be the king of memes. In yeah. sports. And now it's just not like that. Yeah. Um, so speaking of Stephen A., we can talk about this as well uh, real quick. His appearance on the Joe Budden show, uh, he, and he's been doing a lot of podcasts lately, man. He's been on everybody's thing. They, they giving them some room to do a lot of stuff, man. That's not. Yeah. Because ESPN I, I, was known for, like, you can't go on other platforms. Yeah. No, I think he's gearing up for, and it's probably something else in his contract, but I think he's gearing up for like a, ex, a, a transition into something else. You yeah. know, he's been hinting at being in more in the entertainment or maybe politics or something. I don't think he wants to do ESPN forever. And yeah. I don't think he wants to do First Take forever. Um, but he's been on more podcasts and he spoke about Max Kellerman, which has kind of riled up a bunch of people. Um, Marcellus Wiley had a pretty good video about the whole thing as well. Of course, Max has not said anything. He's been recently let go by ESPN. Probably can't say anything right now because there's a some kind of clause where he just can't speak and he's still getting paid or whatever. But uh, yeah, um, he said some things about the Max Kellerman whole situation about how basically he didn't know the audience had no reason to take him seriously because he was not a journalist or an athlete. And he was kind of speaking down on Max in a way more kind of intensely than he had before. Yeah. And people were kind of taken aback by it. Of course, he again admitted that he had Max taken off the show, a first take. And yeah, uh, people kind of took it the wrong way, man. So what are your takes on that? And Matt Wine Chemist also says, uh, Unk's podcast. I can't call Shannon Sharp Unk. Okay, I can't do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Shannon Sharp's podcast. Shannon Sharp's podcast with Ocho is pretty good. Um, now his solo podcast is ass. He had Brittany Renner on. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah. And I realized 35 uh body counts is like, oh my God, that's just insane. I mean, it kind of is, man. For her? Yes. Like D- like, do you feel like that's low for her? Or no. Okay. Okay. I, I'm glad. Let, let's talk about this now. Okay, I know okay. we're, we're, we're yeah, transitioning, yeah, but yeah. fuck it. Let's talk about this now because I want to talk about this more. 35 or for a woman is a lot, man. I feel like people expected her to be like a literal prostitute. And I don't think she was ever that. I think she fucked with dudes who had money. 
but I don't think she was. I just don't think she was doing porn star type numbers, man. So I believe it. Now keep in mind, number one, women keep women's count does not include certain things. All right. Yeah. <laughs> now there there is a lot of sexual stuff she did. She probably only considers sex as full penetration. Okay. Yeah. So that don't count all the dudes who got other things from her. Yeah. So you got to take that into account. But I, I, people thought she was lying or it was way more. I mean, I think that's realistic. I didn't think she was, she was underselling it. I, I didn't think she fucked 150 dudes in her life, okay? <laughs> because she got eventually to a point where she was so famous, it's not like anybody could get her. Yeah. She was fucked but with a certain type of person. Plus, she was cuffed up for a bit. She got pregnant. Yeah. So, I, 35 is a lot to me. But I didn't think she was lying about it. Yeah. I, I didn't think she was, it was cap. But I, I could be wrong. Who knows? Yeah. I think somebody like her, like the way you see her, and every time we discuss her, it's about who she's with mm-hmm. and, you know, high from Brittany Renner and all this other stuff. I thought the count would have been a little higher than that. So when I heard 35, I'm like, dang, that's, <laughs> to me, my mind, I was like, dang, that's actually not that bad because I just had a higher expectation. Yeah. I'm just like, dang, I thought she was, you know, getting around and all that stuff. But, like, I felt like it wasn't that bad. I mean, in general, like, you don't want to hear, you don't want to, I guess, get with a girl who's been with 35 other partners. You no. know what I mean? But just for who it is. I thought that was kind of low, man. <laughs> I, I was actually kind of shocked, like, oh, okay. Like, I, you know, I didn't think it was that rough because the way we, you know, I'm using we loosely, but the mm-hmm. way we kind of paint her, we paint her like she a porn star, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, she got all this content out there, like, like she just some porn star that been around for years where we could find 35 videos of her. You know what I mean? And um, for some reason, I just thought she was just getting around. Like, I thought she was getting around way more than that. And when she said that, and she could be lying, I don't know. But when she said 35, I was just like, dang, that's actually <laughs> that's actually kind of low. So, like, if I was single and had the chance, I would, you know, I, I, would, I wouldn't mind just, you know, hanging, hanging around that. I don't know if we get married or nothing, but. Like seeing that, I was kind of like, "Dang, that's actually lower than I thought." Because I thought it would have been way higher than that. So that's how I kind of looked at it. Yeah, but you also got to keep in mind: look, we only know her because she's like made her career out of being the woman who fucks celebrities. Yeah, athletes, you know, yeah, and athletes and all that. Yeah, But if you think about it, number one, in your life, I'm sure you've seen it as well, the women who be talking like the most freaky shit be the least Don't, freaky people. They the worst people to sleep yeah. with. <laughs> the ones who only talk about sex and all this stuff, you get them in a situation and then you realize, damn, you, you kind of approve. You really ain't about, you ain't yeah. about that life really. Yeah. It's the quiet ones you got to look for. Yep. Because those are the insane ones. But... <laughs> The same thing with like men and rappers and people talking about drugs and all this shit they do, and then you realize they don't do nothing like that. Yeah, you know, it's all cap for entertainment. But 
I have to say, man, 35 is a lot. It, for it, a woman, 35 is a lot. For a non-porn star, for a non-prostitute, yeah. which I don't think she was ever, like, officially selling pussy. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe she went through a time where she did. I know she put out videos acting like she did. But for if she wasn't a prostitute, for a, non, for a, a non-prostitute or non-porn star, 35 is a lot of people to have yeah. sex with. And then she's only, what, is she in her mid-30s even? She's still very young. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a lot. That's a that's a pretty high number, regardless, man. Yeah, no, yeah, it is. I you know, I don't disagree with that. But I guess just my uh I guess how I thought she was, like being out there, I thought her I thought her account would have been way higher than that. And when she said that, I was like, oh dang, that's actually not that bad. So I'm kind of great grading on the curve, I guess. Yeah. Uh, VT asked in the comments, the real question is, would you rather be with a chick that has had sex with five guys or has sucked 37 dicks? No ideas if you guys will get that reference, though. Yes, I did. Clerks is one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> so, yes, I understand the reference. <laughs> um, if you haven't seen it, Clerks, there is a there is a comedy directed by Kevin Smith. And uh, there is a plot line in it where he finds out his girlfriend, like they ask, like, how many people they've been with. And he says like three or four or whatever. Actually, his was high. I think he said like 10 women or some shit like that. And she was shocked. She was like, I've only been with five guys and you were the last one. Um, and then somehow they got to like other things and she admitted she had blown 37 guys <laughs> but only slept but she didn't include that number that's that's kind of the reference <laughs> yeah. that i went with when i said that yeah because she said she, she could have done other dick. yeah could have done other things outside <laughs> the actual sex yeah <laughs> and he was losing his mind and it was hilarious because he was like 37 and somebody said in a row so it was <laughs> it was a funny it's still a funny movie man you gotta watch it well i don't know if you'll like it it's kind of like I don't say white people humor. It's funny. You, I'll actually, check it you out. might like Clerks. it. Check it out. Check out Clerks. Okay. I think you'll like it, man. It's a funny movie. Yeah. But um but yeah. yeah. And, and by the way, Brittany Renner is thir uh 31. Okay. So still, still 30, young. Th yeah, still 35. Young. And <laughs> you've been yeah. you a lot been alive for 31 years yep. and you've been with 35 guys. That, that's a that's a lot of people, man. Yeah. But that um, is a lot. Yeah. Uh, Mad Wine Chemist says she was chasing the bag, not dicks. Exactly. And I'm sure she was entertaining a lot of dudes that she didn't full on sleep with. Yeah. You know, keep that in mind as well. She teased a lot of people. She, yeah. was, she was taking pictures with Shaq. Did Shaq hit? I don't know. But yeah. he, he definitely spent money on her, I'm sure. So, yeah. yeah. That, that was her old thing was getting money out of people. I don't think she's a freak like that. You know, but still, thirty-five is a lot. It is it, maybe she was over-exaggerating. Maybe that was more. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But thirty-five is a crazy number. I, yeah. I I think if I met if you met a regular woman and she said she slept with thirty-five dudes, you would assume she was a a porn star. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, I, yeah. I think a regular person, you know, somebody would have lost their mind. Yeah. But I mean, if I was like a celebrity and she told me that, I would have been like, "Dang!" Like, so all the people you've been around and all that, and it's only mm -hmm. I would have been shot at the low number like that. <laughs> but 
I don't know, man. <laughs> I guess people people don't believe her, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. You know, she she could be a pathological liar. I don't know. But I know dudes are simps, and no matter what she says, somebody going to be. I was just upset she was on Shannon Sharp's show. <laughs> like, I understand Charleston yeah. White's podcast. I understand Vlad TV. Yeah. I understand, like, the lower class podcast shit. We could have her on here. We talk to her. Yeah. But Shannon Sharp is a dude who just is trying to make his own media platform, just left Undisputed with Skip on FS1, and is trying to grow his brand and put her on. Yeah. And talk to her for two hours. Yeah. Keep in mind, Shannon Sharp is 60 years old, damn near. <laughs> Talking to a 31-year-old woman who's famous for fucking athletes. Yeah. I feel the same way about when Deion Sanders brought her in to talk to the team. Yeah. I'm like, she, what the fuck kind of knowledge she gonna impart? <laughs> it's like she's on that sweetie type of um promo run. Uh, I don't yeah. know if they got the same agent, but you know how somebody just get all these opportunities and you're like, mm-hmm. what do they do? Like, who is this person? Like, how is how is sweetie getting the McDonald's deal? <laughs> and you know, at least she do music. At least she has something, but it's exactly. like exactly something to sell. Yeah, at least she can say she's an artist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what the hell is like? What is Britney Renner? <laughs> like, yeah. what is her occupation? <laughs> what her whole she... point, and I think she actually came back later on and said she didn't like being brought out by Dion and what, what she was had to say to them. Mm-hmm. But her whole point was go out, going out to say, "Don't get with girls like me." Yeah, <laughs> just like <laughs> wow, what 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 a life you have to live to be like, you know? Don't don't be that example for people. Yeah, yeah, that's you know, like don't fuck that's with like hoes like me. Yeah, that's like get yourself a good girl. Come that's on, that's like going to an AA meet and drink and be like, hey, you right? want to be like me? <laughs> you want to end up like me? <laughs> oh man. Yeah, yeah, it's just wild. Uh, Mad Wine came and said Shaq hit. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, man, salute yeah, to her, man. <laughs> uh, we were talking about Deion Sanders in Colorado, Black America's team, apparently. Um, we're <laughs> talking about the, the racist coach in Oregon who had the nerve to beat Colorado by a lot. And at his racist clans meeting at the beginning <laughs> of the game where he talked about how they're chasing clicks. And Oregon's chasing wins, and he yeah. used coded language that was talking <laughs> about black people. And look, man, I don't know about you, but I'm ready to start the race war over Colorado, Boulder, yeah. Colorado, man. Sixty-five percent. I know. Like that's three percent. That's that's like yep. students. That's our new HBCU, y'all. <laughs> yeah, Colorado's <laughs> an HBCU now, man. <laughs> And uh, Prime, Coach Prime is doing his thing, of course. His son, uh, at one point, people talked about him as a Heisman candidate, possibly. Um, yeah, I got beat by Oregon um, pretty handily, and they're playing USC tomorrow. I'm sure the results going to be, be similar. the same. Yep. Um, but people have some wild takes about this, man. People were mm-hmm. upset with the coach's pregame speech. They were upset with... Uh, People thought that he went a little extra in trying to beat Prime. Uh, people also had a real issue with the previous game where 
Travis Hunter was injured on a late hit. Um, and he had to be hospitalized. And apparently <laughs> this kid got death threats. Can we be real about that? I feel like they only did that because the kid was white. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One hundred percent. People only really got upset with that because he was white. Okay, people yeah. thought that was a hate crime. And I'm like, look, man, this is Jamel Hill was going nuts. <laughs> but yeah, dog. About her and Colin Kaepernick as well. Shit. But okay, to keep this short, um, how you feel about? You- how, oh, I was gonna say, how you feel about Coach Brown in Colorado? All the hype and stuff. I think Deion Sanders is entertaining. Okay, I've always thought he's entertaining. I liked him when he did uh, pregame on NFL Game Day on NFL Network. I liked him on his own shows. I just think he's entertaining. And I like the entertainment value he brings. I recognize it. That being said, I don't see him as Malcolm X. Okay, (laughs) I don't get mad when he loses. I don't get upset with coaches wanting to beat him. This is college football, man. It's built on shit-talking and rivalries, and he knows this. Yeah. I mean, he's a shit-talker himself. Yeah. So my my only issue is, like, the overreaction that people have with him and his team. That's what's really getting on my nerves, man. Like, the, the whole thing with the late hit on Travis Hunter, the whole accusing people of things because they they don't like him. And if you're an Oregon fan, you're supposed to hate. That's just how college football works, man. You hate the team for that week, okay? And if they're rivals, you hate them forever. Yeah. But people come in and just the reaction of it is just getting on my nerves, man. I feel like there are bigger black issues than Coach Prime at Colorado, okay? Yeah. I just, I'm really getting sick of that part. What about you, man? It, honestly, man, um, this is probably the most Colorado games I ever watched in my life, man. Yeah, it goes for everybody. Like, I was, <laughs> I was glued, man, that night, alumni. that night they went into overtime. I was sitting up 1 o'clock, 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, in the, whatever time it was, watching that game, man. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sitting here watching Colorado versus Colorado State. <laughs> like, that, 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 that's wild itself, but... I do think, man, I look, man, I see a lot of people on both sides. Like I see people complaining about Deion's and Diva and all this other stuff. Like it's breaking news. Like he haven't been doing that his whole career. But then I also see people saying, you know, I'm I'm supporting him no matter what. I'm a Colorado fan. Blah, blah, blah. I think what he's doing right now, just him being in in, in college football, I think it's good for the sport, man. Because a lot yeah. of people been watching um like, we never thought we'd be sitting there watching Colorado, man. Mm-hmm. And we sitting here keeping up with Colorado. I was freaking listening to it in the car, man. <laughs> I, I was sitting there listening to it in the car. That first game, <laughs> I was I was I was listening to it in the car. So he just had me intrigued, man. And I think it's look, I like the smack talking. I, I wasn't mad at the Oregon coach for talking smack. I wasn't mad at the other coaches for talking smack. I think this is super entertaining, man. I think people, I think people be too much in their feelings whenever, uh, uh you know, uh, another coach is talking smack. I think that helped the sport, man. It, yeah. It, I think people, it really t- uh, tune in to people, and uh, I mean, make people want to tune in more. And um, as far as like the 
as far as the coaches, the other coaches talking smack about Dion and stuff, I think they look. I think they clout chasing a little bit too, man. I think they know what it what it's bringing. I know they know they they gonna be on you know front street playing that that team. So they they spice it up a little bit, man. And not look. I have no problem with that. I had I had no problem. I had no problem with the Oregon coach saying what he was saying. Now I did think he kind of contradicted himself a little bit with that halftime speech. Because remember pregame, he was saying, you know, they playing for clicks. We playing for wins. Mm-hmm. I totally respect that. But the little halftime um, halftime interview, he talking about, so, oh, yeah, I hope those same people are watching this game. And uh, all, it's just like, come on. Like, you doing it for the clicks too, man. Like, salute to you. Like, you kicking they butt. I'm Look, man, you kicking they butt. But don't sit here and act like we, you ain't doing this for the clicks too. So you got your moment, you got your 30 seconds of fame, uh, and you beat their ass, so cool. But uh I think it's good for I think it's good for college sports, man. I think look, this then this is the other thing too, man. When they got when they got whooped, you had all these people like, oh see, see, oh they fro dude, it's Colorado, man. They were not a good that was not a good college. People was wondering why I even went to that college. It's not a good school. He, I think all of the players, I think I want to say like 80% of the players are transfers. So that's their first time there. Um, it was a school that won like one game last year, if if any. And look, man, it, it, it takes a minute to build up a college program. So this is his first year, and you see the hype is getting now. Just imagine all the different recruits that want to play for him. They they see the buzz, they see the hype, so he probably gonna be snagging a lot of five star players, four star players. So just you know, if he stay there that long, just give him a couple years, just give him about three or four years, just to kind of build it up a little bit. I just think people were just so happy to see them lose, and it was just like, come on, man, like <laughs> I'm 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 shocked they won as many games as they won now. I didn't think they was going to the playoffs or nothing like that or be playing for a championship, but it's, it's just super entertaining, man. And I think um, I'm, I'm kind of curious how other coaches, I mean, how other schools going to look at this going forward by, you know, hiring somebody like a Deion Sanders or somebody similar to that to try to bring recruits in, try to bring a buzz to their school. Because I think I think Colorado he helped Jackson State. He, he turned up Jackson State, so uh, and clearly he's turning up Colorado. So I can see somebody else trying to do a smaller school like that to try to turn turn the school up like that too. So it's it's very interesting now, man. So I'm I'm curious to see how college football would be in the next couple of years. Yeah, but I think, and this is my problem I have with people acting like what he's doing is going to get more opportunities for black coaches because nobody can do what Deion Sanders yeah, does. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with no, that. Nobody he's is one Deion one. Sanders. He's bringing all these celebrities. He brought The Rock. He brought Lil Wayne. Wu-Tang. Cele- Cameron. Dog, everybody <laughs> came out to see Deion Sanders. They ain't yes. coming to see whoever Joe Blow, black quarter, black coach, for yeah. whatever university. I don't think this is a black coach thing, man. I think this is a D. I look at this as exactly. a Dion thing. 
Yeah, this ain't, that's how I look at it. Yeah, this ain't oh he's helping black coach. No, this is a Dion thing. Yeah, but I think some people take it personally because they view it that way, you yeah. know, and they think like Dion Sanders losing is like losing opportunities for black coaches or see us a certain way. This is Dion Sanders, man. He's prime time. Yeah, he's not. He's not. He doesn't represent black coaches. He is a black coach, but it's not like teams are, or it's not like these universities like, hmm, these Negroes got something cooking over there. Maybe yeah. we need to hire some more. Yeah. Like, no, that's Deion Sanders, and that's what he brings, man. Yeah, I think so, I think if anything, man, I think, and I'm just using this as an example. This never happened, but this would be like them um, if they if if this guy was on the right track and he was, you know, doing his thing. This would be like, hey, let's hire somebody like a Johnny Manziel, who's just mm-hmm. so flashy and he know all these celebrities. He's good with, you know, younger players. That's if he was like that for real. I know he ain't like that in real life, but somebody with a big name that's not black, that know all these celebrities and just so, uh, you know, perfect in the media and all this other stuff. Let's bring him in. And all these players want to play for him type thing. That's you know, it's not a black or it's not a black thing. I don't think it's a black thing. It's a this is a Dion thing. This is a Coach Prime thing. So uh, I don't think you could just bring in another uh, former black player and it it will have the same effect. Dion been the man when he was shoot a player uh, when he was in college and in the mm-hmm. <laughs> NFL. He always been that type of dude. So and I I think you know if another college is gonna try to do something like this, you will have to bring in somebody that's similar to Dion, which I don't think it is, but I think a lot of people will try that. They they will try to maybe, I don't know, bring in. <laughs> I don't even know, man. I can't even name nobody, man. But uh, uh yeah, Dion is one on one. I was gonna say like a Randy Moss or something, but he's not like Dion. <laughs> so. I don't know, man. <laughs> He's just one on one. This, but exactly, I think man. I think it's good. I think it's uh, very entertaining for uh, college football, man. So, um, yeah, he's not probably coaching, coaching, but he's doing a good job for a school that wasn't good at all. <laughs> yeah. No, he is, man, and like bring you said, he's bringing entertainment value. Yep. So. Yeah, I'm looking forward to see what he does. I don't think it's going to stay with the program long, honestly. I think it's going to be like a Jackson State type thing where a bigger university is going to make the call and he's going to lose. He's going to leave. So we're never going to be able to see what he's going to build fully at uh, Colorado, I feel. Yeah. I feel like some other bigger university is going to bring him in. They see what's happening over there. They see the money he's bringing in, the attention he's getting, and they say they, they're going to say they want a piece of it. Yeah. So... Yeah, just, I, don't, I, don't think I hope he don't go to A and M, man. Do not go to Texas A and M, man. I mean, he went to Colorado, man. Yeah, He'll go to I wherever just, the money is. I all can't, right? I can't root for Texas A and M, man. I'm yeah. sorry. That I, I would draw I, I, the line there. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it were any. I, mean, I didn't think he'd go to Colorado, man. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't be surprised at this point. Yeah, the one, um, th- the one thing though, man. I seen a lot of people trying to entertain the fact that he could uh, go to the NFL. I disagree with that. I don't think he's going no. to the NFL, man. He, that's a whole n- different ball game, man. You, cr- you at that point, you coaching grown men that's paid, yeah. and you can't. There's no recruiting in the NFL, man. It's a salary cap. 
So I think I think I actually think he liked coaching younger, you know, young men. I think he he likes that attention. He ain't gonna get that attention in the NFL, as a coach in the NFL, man. So I think he's gonna stick yeah. around in college. Oh, definitely, man. People have been talking about that. I just don't see it because number one, I feel like a big part of his coaching comes from I played in the league, so mm-hmm. I know what it takes. Yeah, and. I know you. if I cut you, it's because I know better. Because yeah. I played, I was a superstar. What have you done? You're just a kid. Mm-hmm. You can't go to the NFL with that attitude. Uh, man. They're Steve, not going to respect yeah, you. Yeah, Steven Nelson ain't going to respect you. <laughs> no they Deion say Sanders. They're making more money than you ever made, and they're yeah. better than you. Yeah. And what's his comeback? Exactly. You know, he, can't, yep. he, he can't talk to those grown men the yeah. same way. Man. Bro, you can't tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. so no, his coaching style would not translate to the NFL, man. He would have yeah. to change it up completely and yeah. he gets sick of it quick. Yeah. And he could probably make more money in college. Don't oh, college definitely. would pay him a, a, a boatload, man. So yeah. it, it don't make sense for him to go to the NFL at all. Yeah. I don't see why some of the most successful NFL uh college football coaches ever go to the NFL, man. Me either. I, I, like, what? Yeah. What is the point? Man? The, the only way I I can understand if like somebody is one of the coaches started in the NFL, they, if they was in the NFL before, and then they had to go to college to get that opportunity, and then when that opportunity come, they go mm-hmm. back to the NFL. But, exactly. But um, like even I know Nick Saban was in the NFL for a little bit, you know, as an assistant, but. I don't get that, man. You a king <laughs> in, in college. I get Urban Meyer to this day, man. Yeah, me Why either. Why the fuck you go to the Jaguars? Me, I don't get it. Me either, man. You was, a, you know, I know he got let go from um, Ohio. I know he left Ohio State, but though you was a king in college, man. Any any college will pay a boatload of money to get you. Like I would not leave that, man, <laughs> because you were as a coach. You was not a king. I mean, if you were NFL coach, you was not a king. Yeah. Don't players are kings. <laughs> yeah. I don't get it. It's 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 a different mentality, man. And yeah. If somebody like Dion, I couldn't see him in the NFL coaching. Uh, yeah, I don't either. Um Matt Wan Kimmich says, Oh, you posted a video of Shiloh talking shit for the clicks. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I saw the hit piece on Shiloh Sanders, man. But <laughs> hey man, that's just college football. That's, yeah, I love it, man. Shit. Exactly. I, I, lo- lo- no, I love trash talking, man. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't understand how people get so mad at somebody trash talking. People was some people was pissed about um Hector Nair. I think it was Hector Nair's kind of um trash talking to the dude he struck out for the Astro. Mm-hmm. Kind of like trash talk. He had to issue an apology and everything. I'm just like, what's wrong? Like, I don't get what's wrong with that, especially if it was friendly. I understand if they was about to fight, but it was like some Kind of some friendly trash talking, man. I just don't understand why people get so upset. People are so upset with Angel Reese, remember? Uh for LSU. Yes. I'm just like, what's wrong with that? like that make me want to watch more of that, man. Mm-hmm. If I see more of that, I will be dialed in, man. That's that's like good FOMO, good drama. And people be so up at arms about that, man. I just I do not get that at all, man. Is this fucking Twitter, man? Like we we've gone so far against bullying that any kind of talk like that is just shamed <laughs> I, at this point. I feel like they never been uh, people that upset about that never been on the playground. Of course not. You, you know of how much not. trash talk go on the playground, man. 
Like, have you seen White Men Can't Jump? <laughs> like, you, the old one, not the new one. The old one. Like, yeah. all that trash talking, bro. <laughs> like, I love nah. that, man. Yeah, nah. It's a part of the competitive spirit, man. You, you, you in a competitive game, you're going to talk shit. Um, but, yeah, it's just, it's different now, man. Everybody, people get triggered easily. Um, especially when events are so big that they bring in audiences that aren't in the sports. Yes. And they just see shit and they're like, I kind of deal, I deal with that watching like combat sports, you know. There are things that if you watch boxing, if you watch MMA, it's just normal to you. But then those clips go viral outside of that fan base and they're yeah. like, what the fuck is this, man? Yeah, and they go crazy, and they say, "I can't believe this sport is legal. I can't believe this move is legal." And it's like, that's just how it is, man. But once you get out those easily triggered people involved, then things go left always. Yeah. So that's just how it is today, man. <laughs> uh, Mad Wine Kim says they need to t- stop taking the fun out of sports. I agree. But look, we're just in a very dramatic society now, and I don't think there's any going back. I think it's going to get worse. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's going to get worse. So just just strap in and prepare. Um, she also says Dion is the total package. He had the perfect work-life balance, plus he was the most successful two-sport player. Yeah, he's got the resume to prove it. So you really mm-hmm. can't say shit to him, especially if you're a college kid. You know, you yeah. got to just eat it and listen. Yep. NFL is different, though. Um, other things that happened this week, we'll try to speed run some things. Um, Colin, speaking of J. Cole, we talked about J. Cole earlier. J. Cole was also in the news, um, the sports news, not for playing uh, in Africa, <laughs> the African Basketball Association. He was, uh, he apparently released a note, a letter that Colin Kaepernick sent to the New York Jets asking to join their practice squad. You know, he admits that he would not get the starting, the the quarterback position because they go for a veteran. Oh, word. So just, really? Yeah. Oh, he's like, really? I know you guys might bring in a veteran. Mm. So I would be willing to just join the practice squad. Um, Where was that energy that- at like 10 years ago, man? <laughs> Or five, five or six years ago. I mean, let's get into it now. Fuck it. If you're willing to go to this extent, why didn't you give the XFL or the USFL a call? <laughs> yes. You know, if you're willing to join the practice squad of probably the worst team in the league, <laughs> I feel like the XFL ain't much below that. But yeah, he could have he he could have sent this letter out. Uh, what back in 2018? Ninth, he could have he could have been sent that letter out saying he he man a team would have brought him on the practice squad or something like that and I think he actually had a workout with Baltimore yeah and I think he kind of screwed I think he screwed that up mm-hmm. but he could man no his whole thing was you know trying to start or from what I uh, heard he was trying to start and that's that's the stuff that was kind of bothering me man. Like he was looking for a starting position. And I just I just didn't understand that. So now when you're 35 years old and you've been out the league for how long? Like seven going on seven years now. Yeah. Seven seasons he's missed. Now you want to settle for a, a a practice squad position? It's like, man, come on, man. Like I 
I never really understood what he was trying to do. Like I like I don't want to sit there and disrespect him and say he was he just trying to do it for the clicks and all that stuff, but what are you really trying to do at this point, man? Every time something like this happened, then his name always get brought up. I I just don't get it, man. I have a few theories on this, man. And look, number one, I think he definitely has people in the media who are taking, like Janelle Hill, you can't tell me somebody who supposedly knows sports like Janelle Hill will seriously be advocating out of nowhere that the Jets should get Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> you know, like everybody's brought up, uh, Deshaun Watson has only missed like a one season. It looks like a shell of himself. And yeah. how could you defend bringing in somebody who's missed six <laughs> and, and think that would make a difference? Now, it's really annoying to me because the one thing I really respected about Colin Kaepernick, it, you know, and I've had issues with how he's carried himself after the whole protest thing. Even before that, I thought he was more about building a brand than anything. Then suddenly he comes out with this, new persona out of nowhere like okay i've been critical about a lot of things concerning him but i always respect the fact that he gave up his football career for what he thought was right yeah that was the one thing i could never knock him for because they he even talked about it uh in his last year he said you know this will probably cost me and i'm paraphrasing but he basically said that he he was aware of the fact that it could cost him his career yeah. And he said he'd be fine with that because he feels like he's doing the right thing. Yeah. He, but making the stand is more important than playing football. Yeah. And I respect that, man. No matter what else went on with him, I respected that. The fact that there's a sacrifice being made for what you think is right. You know? Yeah. And all this shit since then is just fit in the face of what I respected, man. <laughs> like, okay, you sue the league. They settle, you take the payment, fine. Then you still try to get back in the league, and you're damn near on your knees at this point. Yeah. Asking to join the practice squad. You know it's over, man. Everybody knows it's over. You you did what you did, and it cost you your football career. Yeah. That's just the end of the story now, as far as football is, is concerned. But, and this is what I really don't want to admit, but it's just looking like that. I feel like he just wants to keep his name in the media at this point. Because like you said, the whole workout thing where he was going to work out with a team and then didn't and did his own workout and there was some weird shit going on with that. He yeah. made promo videos about how he can still play football. Uh, things like that, I feel like, I don't think he really has an interest in joining the the Jets practice squad, man. Yeah. I just don't believe it. I feel like he knows it's over, but he has an interest in keeping his name and his brand afloat. Yeah. In terms of football. So mm -hmm. that's what he wants to do. And that might be his goal. Yeah. Now, he knows the Jets won't give him a call back. And he can point to this and say, hey, they're blackballing me still. Yeah. But realistically, we all know why, why he's not playing football 
And even if you could argue before it was because of the protests and the black ball and whatever, you he's he's, he's thirty up, he's thirty five years it's old, over. man. <laughs> it's over. Okay. Nobody he can't help any team in the league win right now. Yeah. It's been too long. The game is different now. Okay. Yeah. When he was when he was good, RG three was good too. And now yeah. RG3 is on a damn commentary. Long retired, <laughs> like man. ESPN, long retired, man. Like, it's been so long since he was that Super Bowl quarterback. Yeah. And it, it's just sad to see, man. It's sad to see him, him do this and just try to grab this attention. I, I'm just kind of sick of it, man. Like, I wish he could move on and bring attention to more important things than I'm blackballed by the NFL. Yeah. I feel like there's more important fights, especially if you're an activist. There's more important fights to fight than yeah. this. Yeah, and and like you said earlier, why? I mean, there's a lot of open spots in the SFL, man. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of different um, different spots he could go to if he really want to, you know, play, show people. I just, it's just, I don't know. It's just insane, man. It's like, and I've been. I, like I was a supporter of him. Like I wasn't mad at him doing what he's doing, but at this point, it's like you got to be honest, man. Look, like you you feel like they should like they should get you a a thirty five year. It's some thirty five year olds on on the list that ain't in the league right now. That you know people you know they brought up the list for the Jets, seeing possible people they could you know bring up. They brought up like Matt Ryan and all that stuff. Mm. Like I. Like I think he's he's done. <laughs> yes, and he knows. And he's he done. played. He played. I want to say last year, two years ago. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so you you feel like you can step in? <laughs> I I just I just don't get it, man. A lot, like you said, a lot of people feel like the shine is over. <laughs> mm -hmm. You ain't playing seven years, man. Six, seven, whatever the time frame was. It was, man, pre-pandemic. The last time you played. <laughs> I just, man, I just don't get, if you really want to me, and I hate talking like this, but if you really wanted to play, you would have reached out to the XFL or something like that. And I felt like that would have, I felt like he would have got a lot of attention with that. Yeah. You would have got a lot of attention. You know, black folks would have been buying his jersey and all that stuff. People would have been supporting that. And may and if he was really that good, so a team would have called him. A team would have said, "Hey, let's bring you in for a workout or something like that." But I, I just, I just don't get it, man. I, just, I just don't understand what he's trying to do, man. It, it's it's just frustrating to see like his fight started with the way black people are treated in this country, especially with law enforcement. And now his fight is I'm being back, I'm being blackballed by the NFL. Like who gives a shit, man? Honestly, who cares that he can't play in the NFL anymore? Okay, that's a very uh, a problem that does not affect us as a people. Okay, yeah. you are not obligated to play. You are not owned owed a, a shot in the NFL. There is a lot of players that can play that aren't on the field for different reasons other than football. Antonio Brown could be on a team right now, but he won't be because of what he's done on the field. Yeah. You know, for, for what they feel that he's a distraction or whatever, he's not on there. 
even if you have the skill, you are not owed a spot on the team, man, okay? And that's the most annoying thing to me. It comes off as a pretty privileged thing to think that just because I can play, I should be playing. You yeah. know, there are, there are more important fights to fight. This is over, and he knows it's over, but he thinks we should be treating it as a great injustice that he can't play football anymore. I don't yeah. really care, man. Like, there, there is more important fights to fight and more better ways to use your time, especially concerning what you stood for in the past, than trying to get back on a football field. Yeah. And back in the NFL, the same league you sued and won money from. And my thing is, too, um, like, and honestly, I don't know if he was blackballed or not, man. Like, I, I, think, it, I think it's cool to say that because no team took a chance on him, but look what he was asking for, too. He wasn't asking for a practice squad spot or, hey, I could compete for a backup spot or something like that. Just get me in. I could, you know, help out or something like that. He had a high standard, man. If if last time I checked, I think he was trying to actually compete for a starting spot, and you know it was already a conversation if he was wasn't that good or not, man. Because I want to say his last year he wasn't as good, so that was our. I, I felt like he was good enough to be in the league, but I don't know if he was good enough to actually start. Like I mean, I think he could. I think he should have had the chance to, to, you know, see if he could be revived or anything like that. Have a change of scenery and do something. But I just, I don't know if he had that chance. I, I don't know if he if he was that person. I felt like he was going around like, hey, I should be a, you know, like man, it'd be a tra- like he he shouldn't have been going around like he was Carmelo Anthony with OKC, uh, complaining like, oh, well, like be coming off the bench, what? Like they say, they say I was coming off the. I don't think he should have been, you know, walking around like that. It just seemed like he was felt like he should be starting, and I'm not, I'm not taking less than the starting spot. And teams was like, Nah, I'm cool. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, nah. It's uh, it's been a, yeah. It, it's I don't know. I don't understand the mentality of of doing this. Like I said, it just seems clout chasey at this point. But what can you do, man? It's, I don't know. People haven't talked about him in a while, so I guess it's a way to get the computers putin <laughs> with the Colin Kaepernick takes. Maybe he could sell some more jerseys on the Nike store. I don't know. Uh, VT says, in my opinion, he lost credibility when he wore the socks of cops as pigs. I am all for the movement, but he never should have been the face of it. I don't know, man. I thought that was kind of cool. I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, uh, I actually wasn't super mad about that at all. Uh, but like Little Baby said, I know all cops ain't bad and all colors ain't dumb, whatever the fuck he was saying, that stupid-ass song. <laughs> but... <laughs> hey, look, man. Uh, it it kind of get, But it's funny because uh, Round Chubby Vic... I, I see what he's saying, and it's it's hard when you rooting for somebody and you down for the cause, and they do something that's kind of cringy. Yeah, it's just like, damn, man, I was with you, dog, but you know, I, I I'm cool with some cops, man. I got some family members that's cops, yeah. and it's like, dang, I can't support this like this, man. <laughs> so the I thing, I get it. 
the thing with him, I don't feel like, and number one, that's another thing I didn't like. He stopped talking after a while. And I think he stopped talking because I think he realized that he didn't really have the capacity to speak about the issues he was dealing with or speaking out against. You know, yeah. again, he was not an activist like in the vein of a fucking Martin Luther King or something, man. Like he was not yeah. somebody who was really didn't have the depth of knowledge about the history of racism. He was kind of like, he always kind of felt like that kid who takes an African-American history class and becomes woke after a semester. Mm. You know, he read some books and realized how fucked up the country has been in the, in the past. Then yeah. suddenly he's wearing a kufi and yeah. he became Muslim or is acting Muslim. Why you talk about you know, Kyrie like that, man? <laughs> <laughs> I have to say Kyrie's kind of one of them too, man. But I feel like Kyrie's at least been walking that walk a little longer. But yeah. he's, he's another guy who just be, I don't know, what he's talking about he loves Dallas now, so I don't fucking know what he's going through. But yeah, man, is he always gave off that vibe to me of somebody who just realized racism was a thing late in life. Yeah, you know, because he was never that guy uh, when he was coming into the league, and people can change. And like I said, I respected the fact that there was a sacrifice involved in what he did, and he accepted that. But now it's just super cringy because he's not accepting it. He's still acting like it's an injustice that he's not in the NFL. Yeah, and it's over, man. Yeah, because um, what was the NBA player that kind of was doing? Uh, yeah, was, Mahmoud Abdul Rauf. Yeah, like I felt like he. And it, what's funny is, uh, you know, the Big Three tournament with uh, the Ice Cube tournament. Mm -hmm. He was actually playing in that and was yeah. balling too. He was still ball. He looked like an old wise dude with the gray, mm -hmm. just out there giving buckets. But um, like it seemed like he kind of knew what it was. He he felt how he felt. Uh, he took his stance, and he was pretty much blackballed. It, it, he, he never played in the NBA again. And I felt like he understood that and was probably fine. I mean, of course, you don't, don't nobody want to be blackballed or something like that, especially that early in your career, uh, career like that. But he kind of knew what it was, and he'd rather stand on his faith, stand on his beliefs, and he just kind of took it as a loss. He wasn't going out saying, hey, hey, I deserve to be on the team, and I'm black. Well, because, he look, you believe what you believe, man. And I, I kind of live by that too, man. Like, if it's something I'm truly passionate about and I believe in it, and I don't care if that won't get me a seat at the table, I'm, I'm fine with it because I'm all about my morals. I can't sit there and complain about it too. I just mm -hmm. got to – I know what it, it is what it is. And I just got to go another route or just, you know, focus on something else then because I'd rather, I'd rather have my beliefs and stand on my morals than to, you know, go through whatever I'm against. So it, it seemed like he was like that. It seemed like Kaepernick is, you know, he's trying to do both. He's trying to have his cake and eat it too. He want to kind of complain about what's going on. He, he want to take a stance in what he believe in. But he also want to keep his job too, and you know, unfortunately, it, you know, that's not how it's uh, working out. So, 
I don't know. Yeah, man. but again, I'm starting to wonder. I don't even think he wants to keep the job. Yeah, I think he wants to be remembered as the martyr who gave up his football career. And yeah. this goes into that story. Like, look what I did, guys. I even tried to get on the practice squad, and they wouldn't let me come back. Yeah. You know, like, that's part of the story now. And I'm yeah. sure he's going to have another documentary talking about his blackballing from the NFL. Yeah. And I'm and like, should, okay, man, it should get to It should get to a point where it's like, hey, man, I'm 35 years old. Mm. How many 35-year-olds that been in the league since they was 21 is, is still playing? You know what I mean, I've been out to leave for how long? Do do I really got to Is is this a realistic chance that I could hop on a team like this? I, I just feel like you got to understand it's over. <laughs> yeah, you know and I mean? the fact that the uh, letter was published is another way how you know that published this was and, like a media stunt and, and released by J Cole by a rapper. Yeah, one of the bigger rappers today. Yeah. Like, this whole thing just stinks, man. Like, it's just <laughs> awful, honestly. Like, the whole thing just fucking puts a bad taste in my mouth. Like, it's just how every movement that starts off well-intentioned ends up looking like shit, man. Like, the same shit happened with Black Lives Matter, man. You have honorable intentions, and then if fucking you find out the leaders are fucking got a mansion and none of the money went to what it was supposed to, and... The, and these influencers yeah. got studios and shit, and it's like fucking. Yeah. It always ends it up just, like this, man. Yeah, and it started off from like a simple hashtag, man. Yeah, and it always turns to shit, man. It always people get corporate interests get involved. People put putting their brands over everything, and it's just you see the greed and selfishness, and it's like it fucking makes me sick, man. Yeah. I'm sick of it. it. Prof- I'm sick of profit yeah. off of it. Yeah, it, it just gets annoying to think about, man. So. Moving on from that, uh, what else? Ha- oh, yeah, we got to talk about it. Let- let's wrap this up because, look, we might have more to talk about, but I'm fucking getting sleepy. It's been yeah. three hours and 30 minutes. I know you've been working a long day, too. So we'll end it on the uh, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift debacle that is wrecked pop culture in the sports world. Um, Travis Kelsey is apparently dating Taylor Swift. She's been to, like, two of their games now. Um, Swifties are going crazy trying to figure out what football is. Um, <laughs> the media people are having to yeah. talk about it and act like they give a shit. Viewer, so, yeah, the viewership went up for that last game she was of at. Of course it did, man. Tickets, of course went, it did. Tickets went up, I want to say, for the next game because they played the Jets. <laughs> yeah, tickets are going to keep going up because they think Taylor Swift going to be there. Yeah. No, you never know. Hey, so... What are your thoughts on this? Number one, do you even think this is a real thing that like an organic real relationship or is it like the uh, Michael B. Jordan and Lori Harvey slash uh, fucking the dude from Black... What was the dude? Uh, 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 Maj- Jonathan Majors and Megan uh, Good type thing. <laughs> yeah, I think it's... I think it's... Uh, um, I think Kelsey signed that contract to, mm-hmm. to date her. What was funny, I feel, what's weird is I feel like this is benefiting for uh, Taylor Swift too. I, don't, I know she don't, she don't need no more fans over there. I th- mm-hmm. I, she good no matter what, but this is really helping Kelsey a lot, man. 
because um, we we knew who Kelsey was already because we're sports fans. But I think his jerseys um, went off the shelves and all that stuff. People buying his jersey. He's a commercial. He just like this guy now, man. And her, I feel like Taylor Swift PR stuff has always been weird too because. I guess they're officially dating now, but before, remember all these, uh, whenever she's hanging out with someone, it's like, a, oh, Taylor Swift hanging out with so-and-so. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, it's not, they're not dating. They're just hanging out. Yeah. And it's just like, are, are she paying these, uh, these blog sites and all this stuff to say they're just hanging out and all this other stuff? It just... To me, it just didn't make sense. And I, we were, it seemed like I would always hear that with her mainly. I hear it a few other times, but mainly with her, it was always, they were just hanging out. Remember, remember the racist dude she was dating from some band? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was dating at first. People was trying to say they were dating. But then when all that racist stuff popped out, then it was like, oh, they wasn't dating. They were just hanging out. Mm-hmm. And then remember the uh, blogs and all that stuff was saying, Oh yeah, they're no longer hanging out. It was just one. It was just mm-hmm. hung out a couple times. It's like, all right, like come on now. But I think this is a um, this is definitely helping Kelsey. But um, I wonder if this is like a Taylor Swift thing too, man. If this is kind of helping her in a way we don't know, because um, this I think this is her first athlete. I I think she never really dated an athlete, and I feel like it took the sport. Uh, it, it took the sport by by the horns, man, because they were showing her like every chance they get, man, mm-hmm. at, uh, up in the suite. So um, I'm kind of curious if she's like the uh, white Lori Harvey, <laughs> man. If, let's get with her and let's turn me up a little bit. But um, yeah, it's kind of interesting, man. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean. Like, even if you believe this is a real thing, my question would be, like, how would they even meet? Now, Taylor Swift is, like, in the middle of a tour, I think. Maybe it just ended, but I feel like she's still on it. They're still talking about her shows and shit. Travis Kelsey is in the middle of an NFL season, which is, like, the busiest an athlete can be at this point in time. At what point would they have to date and hang out right now? Yeah. No, at what function were they at where it's just they were alone together? Yeah. That's the question I have, man. Like, yes, they're both celebrities and rich and whatnot, but there's levels to this shit. I don't think Travis Kelsey is at the get Taylor Swift alone level. So I don't know. It's just, it's all, it's all, it was a contract, I believe. Look, it's turning the NFL up. It's turning attendance and attention up. And look, it's a little little fairy tale couple for for people out there, I guess. You know, some people are upset because he 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 was one of those. Some people. You no, know, we didn't get into this, man. Yeah. <laughs> so Travis Kelsey was dating a a black woman previously. A couple and, black women too. <laughs> yeah, and every he now that was relationship goals for a certain segment of Twitter. <laughs> you know, that was like the uh, the dream right there, mm-hmm. and. They broke up, and then she he's dating uh, Taylor Swift, and now they believe that he never loved black women if you date somebody like Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh, I ain't see that part. <laughs> they, they, I've seen that plenty of times. Damn. They were saying, with a body like hers, you must have never loved black women. 
which indicates that he only dated them because they had a fat ass and whatever. So I don't know, man. It's it, there is some wild shit going on. A whole yeah. lot of debates and discussion, and I'm barely on Twitter at this point. I deleted the shit off my phone again because I saw the new privacy fucking rules, and it's it's some ridiculous shit. Damn. But I, I'm still seeing some of the discourse leak through, man, and I'm like, Ugh. yeah. The, uh, a couple other things I seen was a lot of black women upset that um, I, um, he he rather um, date Taylor Swift and not this pretty black girl. And I'm thinking like, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's Taylor Swift. <laughs> like, no disrespect. The other girl looked good. I, you know, if I had the choice, if money or anything wasn't involved, I would pick the, the black girl. The black girl was fine. Mm-hmm. But this is Taylor Swift. <laughs> this is Taylor Swift, and you see, you see what's happening right now. So yeah, I don't understand why people are so confused about that. And and also, it's not like he broke up with her to get with Taylor Swift. They they broke up a little bit ago. I remember when they broke up because um, you know you know the black ladies on Twitter was like, "Yes, Queen," and. You got this fine white boy, da, 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 da. and I think eventually they broke up. It was kind of a weird breakup. I don't know if it's like a he, though, know, quit talking to her. Or something. It was something weird where people was kind of looking at him funny, like damn, like how you break up with her or all this other stuff. But you know, I want to say it was like a year ago. I don't even think it was this year, but I want to say it was like a year ago. And then of course people forgot about it. And then when he popped up. With Taylor Swift, and everybody started going back. Oh, he broke up with her to date Taylor Swift, and then you had another girl who was with him in, back in 2016, who did a whole um, interview. I don't know if you've seen this. You probably didn't if you ain't on Twitter, but um, this girl did a whole interview on Inside Edition, <laughs> pretty much talking about how he betrayed her and he's a narcissist. He he cheated on her and all this other stuff. Bruh, this was in 2016. <laughs> that was that's when they broke they broke up in 2016 and all this other stuff. It's just like, man, what is y'all doing? <laughs> like, what are y'all doing at this point, man? We had like this. The, the funny part about this is he just popped up with Taylor Swift. It wasn't nothing crazy or it wasn't no videotapes and scandals and all that stuff. He literally popped up with a, a pop star. And now it seems like these women just coming out of nowhere talking about how he was a cheater and this is another buzzword, narcissist. It's like, like, all right, like, why is you speaking on it now? <laughs> it's, it's almost because he's ago. with Taylor Swift and it's a big story. It's wild, man. <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> but yeah, I just, and, and then. And then the girls talk about some once a cheater, always a cheater. I just don't believe that, man. I I never understood that. So if somebody cheat once, that means they'll always cheat. <laughs> it just I don't know. I just it just don't make no sense, man. <laughs> it's it's crazy. Yeah, man. It's I don't know. The things we give our attention to is just ridiculous sometimes, and it's like. And I also feel like in, in what look, there are double standards that exist, and I get it, but in what's in what case would it be acceptable for a man to get on TV and 
dress down his ex girl because she's with somebody else who's more famous. Is you is, know that would be like if Michael B. Jordan got an interview because Lori Harvey is with whoever the fuck she's with right now, um, and he just started talking shit about her and said bro. all the stuff that she did bad, bro. And, and like, would anybody even take that seriously or give uh, him the time of day to get uh, that shit off? Man, a couple months ago we was bashing um uh Kiki Palmer baby daddy for mm-hmm. saying too much on social media. <laughs> and look, me and you agreed we thought that was corny. <laughs> we thought like it's not a good look for a guy to sit there and, and do all this stuff. And she she wasn't doing nothing but dancing with Usher. <laughs> and I guess the way she was dressed and all that stuff, we thought that was kind of corny for him to do that. But this girl getting on here upset because she's he's dating Taylor Swift <laughs> and talk man, well, I'll tell you this this was like the most hating stuff you could possibly do. It was just corn. It, it was kind of the same thing with um what's the guy from the hangover? Uh I forgot his name. Um no, no, he uh, wasn't in the he wasn't in the hangover. I'm thinking uh, I'm thinking about uh Jonah Hill. Yeah, 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 jo- yeah. Jonah Hill. Um, th- the same thing happened with him. Where, like, remember the the ex girlfriend released uh, uh, some text messages or some audio or something of uh, them arguing and all that other stuff. He's being like, right, nothing bad at all, really. Yeah, and not even that though. But this dude moved on. He got a girl. He got a baby and all this stuff. And all of that stuff was like three or four years ago or something. Mm-hmm. It was something wild. It was like a minute ago, and she just brung it up because I guess he announced he had a baby or something like that, mm-hmm. and she just brung it up just to. I'm just like, man, that is the most corniest <laughs> hating type of stuff you could do. Just imagine your ex girlfriend find out you proposed to your girl, and she just go on this rant talking about some how you did her and you cheated and you. Well, I mean, that's exactly what happened with Zion Williamson too. Yeah. So, I mean, we just saw that shit. Yeah. It's just like, man, like, that stuff, like, it, like you said, it's a double standard because don't nobody say nothing when a girl do it. Mm-hmm. But when a guy do it, he's just the biggest cornball in the world and all this. Uh, I, I just think it's all corny overall, man. <laughs> it definitely is, man. But, you know, we live in a corny world. So certain yeah. people just going to get boosted and taken seriously and listened to and just look. Men are just bad people, okay? That's yeah. what we've learned on Twitter. And, and by the way, I think Kiki Palmer and that dude back together or something. Which is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so they back together. I don't know. I can't, I can't remember if I seen they never broke up or something oh, like hey, that. So it was, all, it was all for promo after all. Yeah. Wasted <laughs> our damn time talking about that. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Not even just that. Like fucking, look how stupid we are, man. It is a society in general. Like we yes. fucking sell for a press run. Yes. You know what was Kiki Palmer doing? That was fucking getting anybody's attention music wise before this happened. Yeah, music wise or acting wise. Yeah. All Ooh. you got to do is just throw a dude under the bus. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. And you gotta you gotta hit with Usher. So yep. yeah. Yeah. Just whatever, man. It is what it is, man. It is what it is. Yeah. Uh, real quick, we ain't gotta stay on this long, but uh keeping it on breakups. Um um 
Jeezy and uh, um, oh yeah, we gotta talk about that. We gotta yeah, talk about that. They barely last a year, man. <laughs> yeah, so apparently Jeezy filed for divorce. Yeah, which I'm just gonna assume that this woman is crazy. Because <laughs> how many times you have you heard of a black man filing for divorce, man? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Especially somebody like Jeezy, I feel like he would. I don't know. But yeah, um, Jeannie yeah, Mai and Jeezy lasted. I think they had a baby. They were married for a short amount of time. And now apparently they're headed for divorce. I, I've heard that she's trying to keep it together. And she's trying to make amends or whatever is going on. I don't know the details, but I just think it's very interesting. Yeah. You know, like. I thought that I always thought this was a random ass couple to begin with. Me too. And I would assume it might have been for PR, but you know, these are two fucking yeah, D list yeah. celebrities at this point. Yeah, so G- I didn't realize G- yeah, what kind of boost they'd get. Jeezy ain't really the PR type of let me do this for PR type of guy. Yeah. Or he don't come across like that. So I thought it was real love. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. I thought it was just one of those weird connections that people make, but yeah, man. Yeah. Apparently, it didn't work, and I don't know. I don't know what to think. I don't want to assume because I don't know these people. That's one thing we got to stop doing. It's assuming we know people and we don't. Yeah. So I'm not gonna assume it was her or anybody or anything. I don't fucking know. Yeah. I just think it was funny that he filed for divorce because you never yeah. see that happen. So yeah. very yeah. interesting. I think he also said he wanted custody of the kid, which is another thing you never see a black man do. So yeah. <laughs> it must be good, really yeah, bad. Good, good luck with that. <laughs> Good luck with that one. <laughs> yeah, he better not be in California. Maybe in Atlanta he might have a chance, but in California, hell no. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. Um, so another uh black couple broke up. Um Papoose and Remy Ma. Oh yeah. Apparently allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, supposedly, she cheated on him with a battle rapper. Yeah, that kind of looked like a poor man's version of Papoose. Yeah. <laughs> Look. I'll just put it like this, man. Whenever you're deep in a relationship and married for a long time and your wife suddenly gets like a whole new body, she ain't doing it for you, man. Okay? <laughs> yeah. She ain't doing it for you. Like if you if your if your wife Figgy one day just said, "I'm going to get a BBL, I'm going to get a complete cosmetic makeover." You would have to know something is up. I would be nervous, okay? man. <laughs> and look, I would be, and I would be down if she was down for that. Like I wouldn't mm-hmm. be totally against it, but I would be nervous. Yeah, because once it happened and you start getting that attention, exactly, and, and I'm in trouble, man. So I might have to keep her fat. <laughs> she already got you locked up. So what yep. if you have to ask yourself, what's she doing this for? And and and, and look, and let's be real. You probably you you. You're not married, so you don't understand. But um, once you get married and you be with somebody a long time, you gotta relax a little bit, man. Of course. So you know you're not you're not coming home with flowers every day, mm-hmm. <laughs> or taking her out to eat every day, and opening the car door every day, and all that stuff. Sometimes you kind of relax a little bit. Life get in the way. You get a little stressed. You argue sometimes and all that stuff. Um, you're not having sex every single day. <laughs> Like sometimes you know life be life, and you know if you get a nice little body, and you you know you get you 
get more heads turning and more attention, you might, <laughs> I don't know, you might be like, eh, I'm leaving this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting more attention elsewhere. She ain't she ain't think that rapping of every word in the alphabet shit was cute anymore, man. <laughs> She's tired of the black love hat. I got tired of the punchlines. <laughs> <laughs> but you know the funny no. you know the funny thing about the situation though. Uh, I felt like she was getting killed on online over this mm-hmm. because uh, a lot of the people were saying how she. Um, he held her down for so so long in jail, and and she gonna do this and leave him, bro. She she got out of jail in like twenty thirteen. Yeah, <laughs> so, it wasn't like she got out last month, man. Y- yes, she was. Dog, they were together after she got out of jail for longer than when she been in jail. Mm. I want to say she did like six years or seven something like that. They were together after she got out of jail longer than that. <laughs> So I, I was really confused how people were saying, how Remy going to do that? She He held her down, and she going to leave. Y'all was together for like eight years after that. A lot yeah. a lot could have happened during that eight years. It could Maybe they wasn't really feeling each other after that, man. <laughs> like maybe what was going on. You have to realize that there's a lot of disingenuous arguments and statements made on social media. The reason why men do that. We don't really believe that because number one, we understand why we leave somebody who held us down. Okay. So we don't really believe that. We don't understand why the reason we're men are bringing that up is because they know women would be, say the same shit. If it was a man who did it. Yeah. Okay. If Papoose did the time and Remy Ma held him down, no matter how much time passed, they would say the same thing about him. Yeah. So they're just saying it because they want a leg up in the online gender war that never ends. Okay. <laughs> they see us as a way to get points. Yeah. And they're like, hey, if the shoe was on the other foot, y'all wouldn't let this slide. Mm-hmm. So that's the only point. Cause look, we understand as men, okay, yeah. <laughs> how somebody could leave somebody, even <laughs> if they did a lot for you, even if they held you down. Cause we make dumb decisions like that all the time as men. Yeah. Okay, we cheat all the time <laughs> on people who held us down and who are good to us. Yeah. So it is what it is, man. I, I don't believe yeah. them not understanding how she could do this because we, <laughs> we know. Yeah, it, it it didn't make sense, man. They they act like she just got out last month. Like, dog, they've been together after she got out for like eight years. Yeah. <laughs> A lot could happen in eight years, man. Like, they probably wouldn't even, they probably fell out of love. You never know. He, he probably cheated before, and she probably returned the favor and left, uh, cheated and left for some. Like you yeah. don't know what was going on, man. <laughs> we just hear that part. We just hear the part that they're not together, and she's with this battle rapper. Yeah. <laughs> now she's seen with this battle rapper. <laughs> like it ain't no telling what went on. <laughs> uh, and speaking of, I just remembered another famous black couple who officially broke up: Tiana Taylor and Iman Shumpert. That one hurt me, man. I ain't gonna lie. They went official saying that they had been separated for some time now. Um, I'm guessing Tiana Taylor finally just exclusively dates women now. Yeah, or maybe he, um, maybe Iman went after the um, <laughs> the girl. She they brought to the bedroom for the threesome or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think she would care about that. 
But I just I, I get strong. I think, she, I think she would though because she did make a comment how because she, I think she did admit that they brought another woman to the bedroom at one point. Yeah. But she was saying I gotta pick the woman and you can't you can't pick the woman or know anything about the woman type you know the type of deal like you can't mm-hmm. find out who she is and all this other stuff. But uh, yeah, I, I think she would have an issue if it was like that. But look, she man, said it the, had nothing to do with cheating while they left and all that stuff. Or yeah. I just feel like Tiana Taylor is always giving me strong lesbian vibes, man. Honestly. And I feel like that threesome shit was probably not even his idea. That was probably her For idea. Her. <laughs> and she was just trying to boost it up. But I feel like he probably didn't even want that shit. <laughs> she was like, how about we bring in another girl? And he was probably just watching that shit the whole time. Like, damn, what's going on here? <laughs> I, f- I feel like women want threesomes more than men. <laughs> I feel I like think- a lot of women are into that more than uh, than like an average guy. I think men want... Men are like, we want the fantasy of it. We want like the it's like a dream for us, but I feel like most of us wouldn't want that to happen in real life, maybe because look, that's a lot of pressure. For- <laughs> it is. It it really is. Like it's I smash two at once. Yeah, the sa- and, not even smash, but to satisfy two at once. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot of pressure, man. So a lot of. Uh, I think women are more into it because women do the whole, you know, both ways by. It's for, cool for women to be yeah, by. Yeah. You know? So for, it's not a big yeah. deal. Mm-hmm. But for men, it's like, I don't know. I, I personally, I would want one, but I would want, want more to watch the two girls go at it. Yeah. And then maybe smash my girl afterwards. Yeah. But I don't think I would be like doing porn star style, man. I'm yeah. 36 at this point. Like, I, them <laughs> days are getting behind me, dog. I ain't fucking uh, uh, Mr. Marcus doing the Brian Pumper type shit. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that'll be my thing. I'll be more into like watching. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be. I would be more into like the foreplay type of yeah. action. Just kind of, you know, a lot of touch and all this stuff. Just kind of mm-hmm. like that. Not actually. Trying to perform, trying to do double duty. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I think a lot of dudes are. This ain't no handicap man. Feel pressured to be to put on that kind of performance. Yeah. You know. And so I think most men would talk like they want that, but most would not actually want that. Yeah. Where women would actually probably want that. Yeah. But then there'd be they, these fake lesbian women out there too. I don't like that either. So Yeah, it, I, I, I know a lot side. of fake I know a lot of fake ones that be like, mm-hmm. "Oh yeah, I just want the head and that's it." I'm mm-hmm. not eating another yeah, girl I, out. Yeah. yeah. Like some <laughs> look, somebody got to eat somebody out, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> somebody got to do something. Yeah. <laughs> now, there's definitely yeah, I I hate hearing that, man. I'm like, "Nah, you ain't <laughs> <laughs> It's just weak. But uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like I've always gotten strong lesbian vibes from Tiana Taylor. I've always felt like she probably liked women more than men. And I'm not saying that's why they broke up. I don't know what happened, but just something about her just she's very strong, man, like very strong features, strong voice. Something about her energy is just I felt like she wouldn't be with us a man for that long. But yeah. I don't know. 
Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. This one kind of broke my heart, though, man, because this was always my go-to couple whenever somebody say, oh, um, um, whenever we talk about Russell Wilson and Sierra. Yeah. And people always say, oh, no, you just don't like her. You just don't like him because he treats her like a w- woman and he's nice to her and all this other stuff. Well, I'm like, well, <laughs> Mon Shepard is nice to Tiana Taylor. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with him. I don't think he's corny. Like, they're a nice little uh, happy family. <laughs> so that was always my go-to, but there ain't no go-to now. <laughs> it's so yeah. it's so funny how women get upset because we don't like Russell Wilson. Like, Russell Wilson always been a corny guy before he even got with her. <laughs> like, to me, I always felt like he was a just a corny uh, NFL quarterback. But here's the thing. Women don't like Russell Wilson. They just like the fact that he has money. <laughs> like make Russell Wilson like a regular nine to five dude. No woman would be messing with him. I mean, somebody would, but yeah. it's not like these women on social media but, who who be acting like he's not corny. Yeah, the, they only and, like the fact that he has and, a lot of. And money. see, that's the thing. Like right now, they saying they want a guy like that. Mm-hmm. They they wouldn't mind a guy like Russell Wilson, the way he treats her and love her and all this other stuff. Where I'm like, I don't care about that part. I just feel like he's just a corny dude in general, man. Like, he he can be by himself. I'm going to mm-hmm. still say I felt like he's just a, cor- uh, a, a corny dude. Not not in a cool way, but just a just a, a corny dude. A little irritating, man. And this is before they, he was dating her. <laughs> what they really love about Russell Wilson is he saved a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real about it, man. That's what they really love about him. Because I saw this, uh, you know, the whole thing about girl math yeah. has been going along. Girl I math, black math. I saw bring up uh, how you a baby mama, but you don't want a man who got a baby mama. And somebody said that's girl math. That is. That's, that's what Russell Wilson is. That's the prize. A man yeah. who didn't have any kids but you got all but the baggage. Look in a woman who had a kid. Yeah, I see that all the time too, man. Yeah. I see that from all type of women. How I can't date a dude with a baby mama, but you got kids, and they say, "Oh no, I'm I'm, I'm cool with that," but I just can't do baby mama drama. Mm-hmm. Wait, 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 what about baby daddy drama? The logic that might be never, a little worse. The things they say <laughs> never makes any sense. It don't because they it say never things does. like. I know if he got a baby mama, they probably still smash him. Yes. Well, you got a baby daddy, so that means you still yes. smashing him? Yes. How does that work? So what about your baby daddy's girlfriend? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so so she should feel like you still smashing him. <laughs> exactly. Dog, they can't. This logic never enters their brain, okay? They just say... <laughs> I don't want a man with with kids or a baby mama, but it's okay for me to have a baby daddy. You yes. know, no. Single people need to be with single people, okay? <laughs> yes. <laughs> if y'all if you got kids, you just got to take whatever you can get. I'm not saying put up with anybody who's mean to you or abuses you or anything like that, but if you got a kid and you got a kid, y'all are a good match to me. Yeah. All right? Y'all got to make something. It's one big happy worse. family. <laughs> <laughs> that's a happy family to me. So that that is ridiculous. Why, like why you, do you, why he got to be the stepdad? Why he got to be the one to step up and accept <laughs> what you got? Your uh, your baggage. Mm-hmm. 
it's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It, it's, so. the, it's the same thing when women, they're fine when uh, a guy can buy them lunch yeah. at work or something like that, but they don't want their man buying another woman at work lunch. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's disrespectful, but yeah. if, if Joe Blow at your job buy you lunch, that's fine with me. He, he bought me mm-hmm. lunch. It's all good. But if if they find out you bought another girl some lunch, it's yep. man, you damn near cheated on her. Or she got you lunch or anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a problem. You, yeah, you cheated. <laughs> she could have a work husband. You can't have a work wife. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yep. That's that. That's the girl logic, that, man. That's the girl but, math. You know, it's just, it's, it is girl math, but look, it's just... But, it's, it's, yeah. You can't fight against it, man. You can't even explain it to them because logic just does not enter some of these discussions, man. It's just, I know what I want. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, whatever. If, yeah. if you have preferences, fine. I wish you the best. I hope you can find what you're looking for. Yeah. But it is what it is. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so- rest <laughs> in peace to my favorite couple, man. That was always my go-to couple. Whenever somebody yeah. say, oh, you just don't like a man that love his wife. Mm-hmm. Oh, he love his wife. That's a beautiful family. <laughs> Yeah, but hey, you could point to that to be like, that's why y'all don't want nice guys. Look at that. Mm-hmm. A man who was nice, took care of his family, yep. and, and he still didn't work out. So, <laughs> I don't know. If she dates a man, it'll be interesting to see what kind of man she dates at post-Iman Shumpert. Yeah. But I don't know. It might be a, a female version of a beard. I don't know what you call that, but... Um, Spoon says, wow, poor Sierra. She just mastered the one-two step. Yeah, she was, uh, she was trying to make more music lately, too. I saw her making some kind of one of these, uh, hoe anthems. She had a song with Chris Brown, I want to say. Yeah, yeah. Which, uh, I think it kind of ticked a couple people off. They was kind of wondering why she got a song with him. Yeah, that's uh, like that's always gonna be a thing for Chris Brown. Like all these women are just gonna keep collabing with him, and then women on Twitter are gonna get upset about it. Yeah, like, it's it's I don't know, but uh, yeah, Ciara needs to. We're talking about how Colin Kaepernick needs to, needs to hang it up. I think she needs to too. You know, it's <laughs> over. She, I think the last time she had a hit and the last time he was great in the NFL were around the same time. You know. <laughs> So <laughs> there's a timetable for everything, and it's past both of them. Yeah, they both, both of them wash. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. It, 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 it's over for them. Um, yeah. All right, we were at four hours. It's officially our longest podcast in a while. Yeah. Uh, wait, HRW says, did y'all discuss Mel Tucker falling for that black man's kryptonite? I got to mm. look this up. I haven't heard about this. Oh, yeah, he was fired, Michigan State coach. That's right. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't see what this was about. Yeah, I didn't really understand what what it was about. Mm. Yeah, I didn't really keep up with the story, honestly. I don't really care about Michigan State. But uh, I did see he was fired, and there was some kind of uh, allegations going on, but I didn't see the girl he was supposedly messing with. Wait, uh, according to you... According to the USA Today report, Tucker is alleged to have made sexual comments and masturbated on the fo- while on the phone call with Brenda Tracy, an advocate and rape survivor. Tracy reported her call with Tucker to the university's Title IX office. Okay. Mm. And then somebody else said no police report was filed, blah, blah, blah. What is Brenda Tracy? 
look like. Mm. Ew. He masturbated to this? Come on, you man. Looking at people, the girl? people really got to fucking... <laughs> people really got to control themselves, man. Mm. What's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on here? I don't think we ever found the woman that emailed Udoka. Wait, did we? I can't remember I, if we ever I found don't think that so. girl he was messing with. I think <laughs> right. that was kept a, another yeah. case of the NBA mafia, was, man, yeah. sweeping things under the rug. Yeah, I was about to, I was about to call you Jalen Rose, man. <laughs> <laughs> we never heard about her. We don't know her name. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, that's right. That's one of the things he had to apologize for. <laughs> so yeah, um, HLW says dude lost seventy plus million dollars. Yeah, man, you. There are a whole, look. We are in the social the age of the horrors. Okay, if you need it that bad, there's Instagram girls you can fly out. Yeah, and there's you got to be a special kind of freak <laughs> to masturbate on a phone call with a rape advocate or rape survivor, an advocate. Yeah. Not yeah. advocate for rape. I don't know what she's an advocate for, but something else. Uh, yeah. But come on, man. That that's that's a special kind of. Yeah. If that's true, that's a special kind of sickness. Yeah. At least Ime Udoko was just being stupid, but it was somebody, a coworker. Yeah. That's some nasty ass shit, man. It is. Come on, man. And then I'm looking at pictures, and it's like, oh my god. Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, that's awful. Nasty, nasty man. You couldn't, you couldn't pay for a porn. You couldn't fly out a porn star. Ridiculous. Yeah, some people only fans and just look around like you on Craigslist. Crazy. Yeah, some people be having some weird kinks and all that stuff, man. I yeah. just, yeah. Oh, um, real quick, I know we got to wrap this up, man. <laughs> but wrap it um, up then. Uh, have you been keeping up with the Chicago Bears? <laughs> All that stuff that been going on with them. Um, I saw yeah. Justin Fields' ass, but besides that, not really. The, did you hear about their defensive coordinator who uh, had to resi- who who ended up resigning because I guess the uh, the feds or the FBI was investigating them and actually ran in his house and all that stuff. I didn't see that. Nah. What yeah, the fuck? yeah. Look, that look, look that up, man. But um, that happened. I want to say last week, last week or two weeks ago. And um, this was the same week when Justin Fields was actually really bad. <laughs> and mm-hmm. he made those comments about, you know, coaching and blaming, pointing finger, fingers mm-hmm. at coaching. But, uh, yeah, and th- this is the funny part that got me. Uh, remember uh, Peanut Tillman, who used to play for the— Yeah. He was actually, like, part of the FBI that was investigating them. What the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, so apparently, um, so the uh, defensive coordinator—I forgot his name—but the the defensive Allen Williams, Allen Williams, that's right. But um, apparently, I guess it was rumors said it was something that was so egregious that um, they couldn't believe they couldn't believe it or something. So a lot of people was like assuming um, like kitty porn or something like that, which is it's alleged. Well, we don't know what happened, but. Apparently it was something that was so bad that um, I guess they couldn't believe it or something like that. So wait, Alan Williams. I'm reading this from ESPN. Alan Williams resigned as Chicago Bears defensive coordinator last week 
in part because of inappropriate activity. Williams was not involved in any criminal activity, but the Bears HR department was part of the process that culminated in his abrupt resignation. A digital forensic search was conducted as part of his resignation, and he announced that he was taking a step back to take care of my health and family. Um, A report in Chicago of police activity at the team facility was inaccurate. Yeah, I, I think that, that kind of came out a little later, but um, I don't think that was true. But um, I did hear something that um, Peanut Tillman was like uh, part of the, uh, I don't want to say he was a, a informant because that means he it was somebody that was like a, you know, not really a part of the FBI, but like working for him. But he was actually working for, uh, working on this case, investigating them. And uh, it was, like, super bizarre, man. <laughs> it was weird. So he's not facing any criminal charges. And they were saying that the FBI raid was not true. Really? But he I... was still fired or or took a step back for inappropriate activity. Yeah, I ain't know that part. I ain't so... know, I ain't know the, the whole raid because I... I, I I heard it was like a raid on his house or something like that. Yeah, the Bears denied that, apparently. Mm. But he he he's not facing criminal charges, but he still stepped down, and they said there was inappropriate activity. So, I mean, that could be anything. Yeah. I don't see how the, you get that wrong, like the FBI investigating you or not. I don't know. But um, I don't even know. I have to see... If he was harassing somebody or some kind of sexual misconduct, that would arise to like a criminal investigation. Yeah. So I just maybe he was just jerking off to weird porn in the fucking facility, man. I don't know. <laughs> like I don't know what else could not be criminal, but you have yeah. to step back because it's inappropriate. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. And mind you, this is the same week where Justin Fields was pretty much blamed the um his coaches on his performance mm-hmm. and then had to walk that back and saying the media paint the narrative. And then I want to say that same week, uh, somebody broke into the bears facility and stole like a hundred thousand to two hundred thousand dollars worth of equipment. Damn. <laughs> this is all within a week. I'm like, man, I wouldn't be surprised if the bears had like a Rico case going on. <laughs> End up in the Rico case. <laughs> <laughs> First NFL team to have a Rico case, man. That's just wild. I know I didn't hear about yeah. most of this stuff, man. That's crazy. BT yeah. says Rappaport said the Tillman stuff was not true, but Williams mm-hmm. could be charged later. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see. Uh-huh. Like, look, what what is what good is all these fucking NFL insiders if they can't report this shit we want to know? Yeah, you and know? I guarantee he know. He of course Chef he know this shit. He fucking was told to keep it quiet. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Same way uh, LeBron James' son had a heart attack on in the court and nobody said anything until the family put out a statement. Yeah. So, like, people know this shit, man. Exactly, yeah. They, they, they're just not telling us. Mm-hmm. But we'll, we'll find out. I mean, I, I've been hearing a lot of weird stuff. I heard somebody say something weird about uh, uh, Daniel Jones. Mm. Uh, Colin Coward was saying something weird about... 
I don't know. He he was saying he heard some shit about uh not Daniel Jones, Mac Jones. Oh. And he was saying, you know, I, I can't I don't want to say it, but we're just hearing something that's just really bad. Hey. It's like I hate when fucking reporters act like that, man. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not gonna say what it is, but you know, this is not hearing as good. It's pretty <laughs> bad. My mind jumps to like the most fucked up shit. Okay, Mine whenever I hear that shit. I'm yeah. like, you must have got caught with a 12 year old. All right. Yeah, me so too. You better clarify what you mean. Yeah, you me know? too. <laughs> That's what, when we talked about the Bill Belichick stuff and then breaking up with his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I thought about the word. I know everybody was thinking about like a, a sex tape or something like that. But I'm thinking, like, man, was he in the <laughs> was he in there with Robert Kraft with the massage mm-hmm. stuff too? Like, I was thinking all type of uh heinous stuff. If you know of something bad but don't want to say it, you better not even say anything. Yeah. Because people's mind is going to jump to the most ridiculous shit you can think of. Yeah. So it's better not to even say. That's my whole thing with the whole, uh, with that uh, uh, Jamie Foxx thing, which we still don't know officially what happened to him. I have no clue, man. Everybody That's moved on. That's my mind went to drugs. I'm like, if y'all not going to say it, People going, yeah, and, and then they get mad when people start assuming. It's like, yeah, they're going to assume. VT mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, said, Mac Jones slapped Sauce's balls and the league is doing nothing about it. Yeah, I saw the, the, that weird it, video, man. I don't know. Yeah. The fuck. NFL season's been weird this year, man. It's only three weeks in the fucking season. <laughs> a lot of crazy shit's happening, man. What's going on? Yeah. I saw they got new gambling rules and shit now, too. Oh, no. Yeah. It's just, it's just crazy, man. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. All right. We are now four-plus hours deep. We gave y'all an extra long podcast pause. Pause. We got to say, we got we to do the whole uh, camera. On the hey, yo. Now. Yo. Hey, yo. That's crazy. Extra long is crazy. Oh, that's wow. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard extra long. Man, like that's that young, before. man. That's wow, man. <laughs> Imagine having a conversation with them, man. It's impossible, man. Yes. It's impossible. I one day I want I want somebody to just go on and just intentionally troll them with like some yes. gays down and shit. They need to listen like, to an NFL broadcast or right? a sports show or yeah. something. I want to hear somebody like, come and this say... This man is a physical freak. <laughs> like, just imagine all the stuff you hear, man, on a sports Dog. talk show. Ridiculous, man. Man, this dude The D is... stiffens. Yeah. The, <laughs> <laughs> the Browns got some good D. <laughs> yep, yep. Nobody could D him up like like Chris Paul yep. does. Yep. <laughs> he's, going, he's going on the side to get a blow. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> got to give him a blow. Yeah, they lose. They lose their mind. <laughs> I want somebody to just go in and just like, just say the most wild shit and not even know, or yeah. act like he don't even know what's wrong with it. Yeah, they, come on, man. It's impossible to have like a real conversation with these guys. Everything yeah. is crazy to them. Everything yeah. is gay. <laughs> <laughs> come on, man. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, um, all right. A a, a nice lengthy pause podcast. For y'all, <laughs> I, can't, yeah. I can't stop thinking about it now, I know. man. How do you say a long podcast without sounding gay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, a nice, lengthy, girthy podcast for y'all to listen to. Yeah, uh, we got to stop so we can uh, get a blow. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, appreciate y'all hanging out with us now. We, we miss y'all. It's been so fun, man. Y'all. It's been fun. It's been fun it just interacting with y'all and true talking to you, man. Like, yeah, I, yeah. It's been it's, it's been a blast. So, it has been, man. Oh, I yeah. miss you as well, dog. It's been good to kick back and just talk and shoot the shit and just yeah. talk about whatever's going on, man. So, uh, yeah, appreciate all y'all for kicking it with us, man. HRWBT, Mad Wine Chemist, uh, HRW, Troy Scott, Troy, uh, other Troy from Facebook, Bravo, uh, Spoon. Luke in here as well. Uh, Miguel, everybody who came through and stopped through and chopped it up with us, man. We appreciate y'all. We love y'all. And probably going to see y'all next week. Yeah, yeah. We'll probably sure. see y'all next week, okay? Yeah. <laughs> this is the rebooted yeah. podcast. What? No promises, but probably yeah. going to see y'all next week. Yeah. And, uh, what's crazy is, so um, I want to say, it's the, what day is that? Um, so my my birthday is actually on the 7th. <laughs> Well, I thought you already had your birth. Oh, oh, it was uh, your wife's or your anniversary, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So, um, I'm still pot, man. I ain't taking off. I ain't. Get, I'm actually working on my birthday, which is wild. Damn. <laughs> I, um, I'm working a wedding and all that stuff. So, um, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. I um, we'll be back. Everything yeah. cool. And hopefully, I ain't sick or nothing because I've been, I've been sick for the last couple weeks. Damn. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, we'll be Hope back. You feel better? Yeah, we we need a donation link. Everybody, go donate some money to Figgy for his birthday, man. <laughs> HRW said, "I thought Rocket had been hanging out with Ice Spice and Taylor." What? <laughs> 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 now nah, we just had some things. We busy and technical issues last week, but we back at it, man. Appreciate yeah. you having all y'all here with us, kicking it with us. Um. Remember to say, remember to say happy birthday to Figgy. Get him something, you know, yep. special for his birthday next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, make sure you uh, y'all follow me and all that stuff. I've been doing a lot of tailgate content, so yeah. uh, check out my tailgate content at the Figgy Fig. Um, yeah. yeah, look, man. I, by the way, with that, I'm I'm doing that all on my own. This the station not really funding that part. <laughs> So this is all me, man. So I need all the support I can get, man. And I've been Boosted, getting retweeted. Yeah, like man. It, show, share us some, it. show us some love, man, because I'm I'm doing this all out of my pocket, all on my own. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just want to get some love for it, man. So yeah, yeah, man. Show me some love. <laughs> Boost that shit up, man. As well as uh make sure you check them out on the t- you're gonna be there uh on Sunday, right? Yeah, I'll be there Sunday. Yes, yeah, so make sure uh, y'all, y'all gonna be out there for the uh, JJ Watt celebration party. Yeah, TJ Watt running through the fucking. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be fucked up if JJ and TJ had a fucking crazy day that day. So yeah, we'll see. It man. might it might but, be bound to happen, man. <laughs> right, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. And CJ, we trust. So we'll see how he does, man. But anyway, appreciate y'all. Love y'all. And until next time, as always. Pace. We need to go on the way screen. Oh, man. Oh, no. I did. I did not feel right. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Stop this recording. Peace.